Trust me, the drive. Not the win. With a hell of a drive. She's out of a machine. Oh, she's fast. Could be faster. Seven leads is sweet. But, uh, still need a lighter chassis. I was thinking bonded aluminium to ground up rebuild, but uh, if it works, we can lose a couple hundred pounds. Well, what the hell are we doing here? Let me take a shower, get a cup of tea, have a cheese cob or something. We're going to get the basket next year. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that sometimes feels like it goes on for a whole 24 hours. <laughs> it's Best Film Ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. And I'm Georgia. I've got a bit of that, like, more sultry. Welcome to oh, the... You welcome. have. But before we turned on the... Uh, Mike's, you did say, like, hey, here's Ian to take you through to the midnight hour. It oh, feels, feels a little bit like I am that, like, the voice is like, <laughs> it's like I am that DJ at, like, three in the morning. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to be, uh, <laughs> in Canada, they had this weird program on the radio. It, I guess it went, it probably was all over North America, but it was, like, these, like, soft, it was a combination of, like, romantic short stories and, like, <laughs> yeah. love songs, and it was, like, you're back listening to lovers and other strangers. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like, oh, no, I'm not listening to lovers and other strangers. What else is on? <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's why I may listen to sports radio, because that didn't tend to. <laughs> no, no, no. That wouldn't. <laughs> that's skewed the, the other way. And the, and we'll, we'll be back with more sports after lovers and other strangers. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Uh, we are here today for episode number 187. Um, yeah, title of the movie, a little bit of debate, obviously. Released in North America as Ford versus Ferrari. Wrong. Released the rest of the world. <laughs> As Le Mans 66. Yeah, Le Mans 66. Woo. That sounds, it, it puts it in a specific place. I, I think it lends it to the historical accuracy yeah. of what you're going to watch. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but before we do that, so I want a little bit about, if you didn't, uh, if, if you missed last week, last week we did The Fugitive. Yeah. We're going to um, search every outhouse, doghouse, henhouse, and every other outhouse. House. Outhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Because we got ourselves a fugitive. International House of Pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I did that joke last week. (laughs) That was good. Uh, And we also finally dropped the Larry Hankin interview. Yay! Yeah, it was good to sort of get that monkey off the proverbial back. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a great conversation, but I just didn't want to rush it out there in a week that was full of other things, because then it's no longer special. Yeah, I know what you're saying. So it was about trying to find the right time for it. And yeah, this is is, uh, a wonderful... Uh, it was nice to go back, actually, a couple of months on, and we listened to large portions of it and go, all oh, right, yeah, we, we we did that. And we, oh, we did that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, How amazing is that? That I blows never, my mind. I never would have Who would have thought, that. way back when you first started watching Friends, yeah. that you'd be talking to? <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, you knew. It's cool. Imagine that. And getting to ask questions. Go, hey, what about this? What was this like? And what was this really like? It's, yeah. uh, it, was, it was cool beans. Uh, I will say this as a teaser. He does mention who his favorite one of the friends to act across from was. Yeah. Ooh. So there we go. Go get the answer to that. I'll say this. Surprised me. Ew. Surprised me. Uh, so there we are. I'm uh, going to punt at uh, Monica. Okay. You'll have to listen to the episode. Courtney Fox. Oh, is that who plays Monica? Okay. 
I'm going to say In case there's somebody out there Who's listening And, and never seen Friends What is this What is there this, might be, what, is what, this is, what is this Friends, friends there might be somebody, Do you know what I knew someone actually Who hadn't watched Friends Knew of it But hadn't ever watched it those are cool like you'd, you'd love to sit down and kind of like find the person who's never had mcdonald's or yeah. and just sort of like experience them having that but usually if they get to this point in time they become belligerent about not they, ever having it's, it. it's, it's yeah. become part of their identity yeah, i'm yeah. the person who's never done this so why yes. would i break it now true yeah, 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 yeah. so such as uh but let's go ahead and say who some of our friends ooh, ooh. of the podcast are i'm talking about julene all right hermes I hear you. james de guzman i'm with you lena oberholzer all right and city and davies come on chris peterson yeah randall what's your handle silva Woo. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. The Yeatmeister. All right. Reverend Bruce. Yeah. Jake the Great. <laughs> I always worry about that. Woo. Andy Dixon. Come on. Holly Callen. We're listening to you. She, well, she's listening to us. Listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> Cheesy. With a fish on a bike. <laughs> Our resident curmudgeon, Richard. Woo. The cool cat himself. Brian Kukets. Uh Dirk, but his friends call him. Diggler. That's right. Shy Burger for the shy guy himself, Shy Burger for Shy guy, AJ from Nova Scotia. Oh, oh Canada. Canada. You still have to look at me for the lyric. I'm I like, do. it's two I words. Do. I do. And one of them Actually, is O. Oh. It's not really. Yeah, it's the country. It's not really O Canada, the bit. It's just trying to get in tune with you. Oh, okay. You know, when are you going? You know? Oh, okay. Are, yeah. you, are you, no, now? Or now? Or what do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I look for you for a cue. There we are. I'm used to this. <laughs> um, and then uh, it's a welcome, 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 welcome to Stu from Stu World Order Productions into the Patreon yeah, pool. Yeah, welcome. Stu has his own podcast. Uh, Stu World Order. He's got lots of stuff uh, out there where he breaks. Man, he's got nothing but my respect because he does a lot of his stuff is kind of solo based. Solo, yeah. And you did that one, Steve. I've done one piece of content that was solo. Woo. Like I, uh, introductions and stuff, that's all right. But there's only once. I thought for, there were bits last week before you got here mm-hmm. where I was. Uh, there were, I thought I was going to end up having to do a large portion by myself. Oh, okay. Because Ethan's connection kind of kept coming in and out and in and out. And, uh, that's not why he's not here today. He's not here today because the allergies are acted up. So he didn't make the him, cut. Didn't make the cut. If <laughs> <laughs> you can't get your. Uh, your, your, your house in order, I and mean, we don't want you here. And Meg's is otherwise occupied. We knew she was going to be here this week. So, but I, th- I believe she is returning for next week. Woo. I mean, a big announcement in the, the episode. So that'll cool. be yeah. Um. So if you want to know though, how you can keep those lights, which we haven't turned on yet, but the recording light on Ooh, here, the studio of awesomeness, and how keep that sweet, sweet BFE content coming to them from the microphone to your ears twice a week. Please consider joining our Patreon. You can get in the door for as little as three British pounds. That's less than four U.S. dollars and about five Canadian bucks. Other currencies <laughs> are available. 541 yen, 64 Mexican pesos, and just under six bucks Australian. Oh, there we are. There we are. Thought I'd actually research places that we actually do decent numbers in. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Although I came across this thing that suggests we do really well in Germany, according to this other metric i found oh wow yeah so uh thank you to all our german yeah, listeners thank you jim germany uh, guten tag yeah yeah is that, you say? Is that right guten is that tag? german guten tag guten tag good day yeah i think so i think so yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, i need to not nine no nine yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> i said you want to know nine i remember That's no isn't it i remember <laughs> at the school i worked at they used to do this really cool thing where the modern foreign language teachers for someone like the um year seven eights and nines yep Maybe it was more seven. I think it was either seven based. And their big thing was they had to do a song in a foreign language. Cool. And the one year I got asked, do you have a free lesson during this time? And I would actually do. And they said, can you come on and be one of the panel 
It's kind of like half Eurovision, half like Britain's That's Got cool. Talent. That's cool. And so at first I was like, I'm going to be, I was like, which guy am I going to be? And I was like, look at who I was up there with. And I'm like, okay, they've already got a Simon Cowell, right? I'll be, I'll be, what's his name? Lewis? Louis? Louis, yeah. Who's like, you are what this competition's all about. I'm like, I'm going to be that guy. And I just can't resist my inner villain. I was so the Simon <laughs> Cowell by the end of it. <laughs> and I was making terrible puns. Do you know, right, back in the day, back in the 60s, um, when pop was big and records were selling really well, um, people like the Beatles, Sandy Shaw, and other big artists would record the same songs yeah, in other languages. In other languages. Yeah. Could you imagine that today? Well, the Beatles did a lot of stuff in German because they had that already built-in um, yeah, yeah, yeah. audience when they were in Hamburg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that fan base, yeah. Yeah, so it was a thing. Whereas now, I think it's... Uh, and, and we complain when like one or two songs are like entirely... Yeah. You know, like 99 Lift Balloons were like, where's the English remake? We need the English remake for this. Do you this. know, I actually prefer the German version. As do I. As do I. Could I accurately sing the lyrics of the concert? Heck no. No. <laughs> I don't like the song. Oh, really? Oh, oh that's great. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So. Too happy. love balloons. Yeah. My favorite of my puns was one school, one group. And at this point, I was just trying to find ways to... I stopped caring about who was the best a long time ago. And I'm like, <laughs> how can I work in some... Basically, it's like the end line of the podcast. But I was like... So I'd do a speech and I'd go... I'd finish with... Uh, my favorite was, you guys weren't speaking French, but for the purpose of this get a load of deece and deece is of course is the french word for 10 <laughs> i taught them there was a wrestling thing years ago where the, you get them all to chant 10 10 10 and i got like a 200 year sentence going 10 10, 10. <laughs> i gave one group a one and they booed and i still i'm like come on come on yeah. come have it one. Oh, it was so oh <laughs> i think i said it's the loneliest number <laughs> <laughs> one is the loneliest number oh so there we are uh patreon gifts are going out in this next week so if you're still waiting for, from our europe base sort of stuff we're gonna get those off to you thank you very much uh, our next media madness is on the docket it'll be films of the mcu and uh we'll get that out i think this friday i think that's once i had larry hanking out i'm like okay oh now, we recorded so, that we've yeah. recorded that yeah, one you're okay yeah. i was thinking ooh, ooh, ooh. nope you're fine <laughs> Yeah, we've done it. Um, let's do some reflections and, and corrections. corrections. I don't think he said off the top of his head. Do I have any mistakes I got to talk about? I tend to have a notepad here in the when I'm, when I'm in the car. And as a result of that, when I think of something... Oh, Liam's stuck at the railway crossing. Um, uh, I was. <laughs> no, I, everything's, everything's copacetic. I don't think I have any mistakes. But I do have some comments here. Number one, Littlest Hobo yep. is Canadian. Oh, so that's good. that is good, yeah. It's that voice that keeps on calling me. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, got, it's, it's, got, it's got an A. Uh, I'm, I'm over here, eh? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I hope was trying to tell us something. Oh, he says there's something wrong. A boot, what's going on at the, at the mill? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and we want to say a big congratulations to Danny and Drew, who are now Mr. and Mrs. It's a Musical hey. Podcast. Oh, that's lovely. So, well done, guys. So that popped up yeah. on, on one of my socials. Uh, yeah, one of the people who I've met out in the real world who, sorry, not in the real world, in the podcast world, where I've actually <laughs> sort of, we've done the whole, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in knowing what your life's about. Yeah. So that's always nice. That popped up and I was like, that's very, very nice. We like to share the love. 
Yeah, Danny and Drew, some of our some of our very first sort of early on podcast friends sort of things that we've had. Yeah, yeah, they did were, an episode yeah, yeah. with them. They were, I mean, the, the episode, the famous one where Georgia accidentally kicked the power bar, and yeah. uh, and I got very grumpy. <laughs> and it wasn't George's fault, but I got very grumpy. You got very grumpy. We did individual mm-hmm. episodes for them as well, didn't we? Yes, we did. We fun. did. I, I did. That. I want to think I did Chicago. Yeah, I did yeah. Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, Come on, and they helped us do a media madness on not media madness, uh, real roundtable on best movie musicals. Yeah. Did Sister Act win? I don't know. Go back, listen, folks. See, see if I remember that correctly. Um, let's talk about some reflections and corrections and things that I had in my notes that I meant to talk about. Sorry, Georgia, you weren't here. So this would kind of be a me and Liam thing. How many scenes? I'm eating my roll. I'm fine. Well, I found a mistake. Here's a mistake that my research made. Because according to everywhere that I found, it was said, like, there's only Harry, Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones are only in four scenes together, they said. Yep. And so I started counting them. Well, they're in the sewers. Yep. Uh... The, uh, at the courthouse staircase or the prison staircase. Yep. Right? There's the shooting of the glass. Ah, yes, yes, so yes. You could call out all one scene if you really had to. Yeah. But I'm at three now. The parade. Yep. Uh, upstairs. So when they're like, at the end of the movie, when they're swinging the big girder around. And, ah, yes, 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 yes. And then in the police car. So I'm up to at least six. Yeah. So, yeah, whoever gave me that piece of whatever, whatever. I did wanted to mention, I mentioned it last week, when Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert sat down at the end of 1993 to pick their favorite 10 movies of the year, they largely selected prestige Oscar baby films, like The Piano, The Age of Innocence, The Joy, like Club Schindler's List. But they skipped all the big multiplex hits of the year, including Jurassic Park, Sleeps in Seattle, Mrs. Doubtfire, making an exception only for The Fugitive. Wow. They didn't give it to Die Hard in 88. They didn't give it to Terminator in 84. They didn't give it to Aliens in 86. Wow. So there we go. Wow. And then uh, Ebes, um, Ebes there, said thrillers are a much debased genre these days, depending on special effects and formula for much of their content. The Fugitive has the standards of an earlier, more classic time when acting, character, and dialogue are meant to stand on their own and where characters continue to change and develop right up until the last frame. Here is one of this year's best films. Wow. Uh, you missed something fun last week, George. I will do this because this was... There's a mistake I think I made. That went to Ethan for last week when he read what sounded like a very positive review from Ebes and then said three stars. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking in my head, the English teacher me came out and went, he's using very flattering language for a three out of four star review. Mm-hmm. That seems weird. And then he had to go, oh, yeah, I've made a mistake. It was, four, it was, it was actually four stars. <laughs> oh, Liam, Ethan. You were there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about this last week. It's one of the. It was for the record. Harrison Ford's seventh appearance on the pod. He okay. sneakily got up there to be one of our most watched. Okay. So Raiders. Yep. Uh, uh, this fugitive. Yep. Two. Um. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Star Wars. Yeah. Yep, all three Star all Wars. Three. It gets us to five. Um. 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 um, um, um. I'm trying to think off the top of my head, and I can't think. Of yeah. Them. No. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, don't know. No, I'm, no I'm, I'm gone. I'm gone. But he's up to seven. Um, wow. Also on the list, we've got Tommy Lee, uh, Julianne Moore's third. Yep. Big Lebowski and something else. She was good in the Big Lebowski. She was good. In the Big Lebowski. Only Tommy Lee Jones second. Ooh. Men in Black. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So uh, we've got a little shout out or a comment from Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Who says, currently listening at work while you talk about listeners who listen at work. Oh. My mind has just exploded. So now consider this, Dwayne. We're talking about the thing you said last week at work about you being at work, about us talking about being at work. <laughs> I really hope he's at work when he's listening to that. You Ooh. need head blown. I need Christopher Nolan to direct that 
that message because it can't be any less confusing than Tenet. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. So um, we've got Ed from the Film Effect podcast who says, I'm currently halfway through the episode on The Fugitive. I want to comment on the squeegee boys here in Baltimore. There's been an ongoing controversy surrounding them and around the city limits. I used to hate them all, but I've had a newfound respect for them and their hustle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I'm, I, I'm, I'm ambivalent. It, it depends. You know, yeah. if you if you do want your windscreen wiped, you don't. You know, that's fair enough. If it's not chronic, but if yeah. someone wipes it and then you stop at the next red light, there's a lot of red lights in cities. In Mine's if they don't get done quick enough and they just smear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you got to honk at them and yeah. get away. And uh... hey, man, pal, get out of here. <laughs> uh, Carlos <laughs> says I'm halfway through. Wanted to share some thoughts about Kimball's beard. I too yeah. agreed it looked too wild. I thought they should have filmed the flashbacks with his beard more clearly trimmed and then leave it bushy, of course, for the trial, the escape, etc. I agree. Uh, it, very tight turnaround on this one, though. So I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure you had the time for that. Ten weeks, wasn't it? Didn't you say? Uh, ten weeks to edit it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, David from Scriptical says, on the point of the one-armed man in the house and Richard not being there, someone was in my house and knocked over my wife. I'd at least be changing the locks and getting better security. They couldn't come back later, as you guys were saying. Uh, I think all we were trying to say was you, you, you don't come knock the wife over. No. And if you're like, well, you're just some random bad guy, he was a police officer. He was a police yeah. officer. So that's the problem is they make him like the clumsiest guy who ever was. And I'm like, he's a cop. And not only that, you're a cop with one arm. Yeah. It's not like, you know. Like wrestling someone shouldn't have been in the MO. It no. should have been line them up, shoot them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they're expecting. And why don't you do it, when you, again, when you know he's home alone? Because if you think you're walking in with two people, well, that's two sets of variables you got to account for now. Yep. Whereas if you know he's by himself, mm. it's just a sloppy choice. Uh, so there we go. Uh, let's do some general shout outs. General shout outs, Tan Hut. Um, I gotta get that on the, uh, on the board. Uh, Mr. Mikey Wood, I says he likes our podcast is three hours or so. Yeah, the or so has been a big thing. <laughs> I, been a I will say, we don't have a look to stand on. We have no Megs. No, we don't. We have no Ethan. <laughs> we'll be out in an hour and a half. <laughs> well, we should mention, of course, we're going to be joined by Hermes. Yeah, we are. Hermes. Woo. Yeah, so very excited about, about that. Uh, always love a Hermes choice. All, more importantly, I always enjoy a Hermes um, conversation. Yeah. Conversation. He's very clever what he brings to the table. Yep. You know? Indeed. Yeah. Uh, he says, on the point of one our man in the... Oh, sorry, that was already said. Sorry, Mr. Mikey Wood uh, said three hours long. It's generally like listening to a bunch of pals sitting around and chatting. I just can't participate in the conversation. I was actually, <laughs> we should mention Pip's also back this week. Pippy's here. It's been a while since we had Pip on the pod. So there we go. Yeah. I bet, you, Her- any random noises. I bet you, I bet you Hermes has been on the pod more recently than, than, uh, yeah. than, than Pip has. Um, what was I said? Oh, Kev dog. Um, I was uh, hanging out with last night as luck would have it. And he he just reaffirmed, and it's weird because he knows us all, and he, he knew does. us before we did this, and we Yay. are part of a collective group of friends. Yep. And he says, uh, kind of what what um, Mister Mikey would, but we call him Fred, um, had to say about it, which was, it sounds like a bunch of friends hanging out, and he's like, yeah, that that authenticity is legit. Yeah, it is. He's like, you know, you can't you can't just find someone on a message board. And be like, or even just a random person or someone who kind of sort of, it, it, it sounds like it because it's, because it's true. It's what it is. Yeah. Foibles and all. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> there's that. Um, We've had some tensions on we the pod. I even talked out about it. I said, <laughs> I said, there are times I said, everybody's had at least one beef with someone where everyone's had been told they're wrong. I think at least once in some capacity. <laughs> yeah. I said, that includes me. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think most people have. In some capacity. 
It's just, yeah. it, it, I think because we are such close friends and because we are passionate about movies anyway, I think it stirs up a lot of emotions with some certain films, doesn't it? And um, like if, if there's something that you hold dear to you and means something to you, but doesn't mean as much to somebody else, like Greece, you know, how you jibe me about that. And, uh, you know. Which one was that? My favourite romantic comedy. Oh, The Crow. It's just not a great movie. It's a brilliant movie. It's back to the whole. Like, <laughs> it can be your favourite. It doesn't make it good necessarily. Um, There's a lot of people out there that disagree with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, uh, the Crow is a cult following, though. But yes. that's what makes it a cult following, because it's not a, a widespread held belief, is it? Well, no, I guess. No. So that's, that's I, the thing. So I, those who like it really like it. Yeah, and I do really like it. But I also know the faults. So I'm, yep. I'm not stupid to them. Um, <laughs> Greece on your There was some terrible writing. I remember the villain in that was so bad. <laughs> top Dollar? Was that his name? Yeah. Top yeah, Dollar, yeah. Top Dollar. Oh, it was bad. There's a woman just showering just because. <laughs> I want her eyes. Yes. <laughs> Why? So I don't know. <laughs> just because that's menacing. <laughs> Yeah, so it's the idea that, and we also know how to push those buttons because because we've been, but but we we talked about it. We said, look, we've got different, we got different genders, we've got different ages, we have different nationalities. There's other factors that where we have different ideological perspectives on things. Yeah, the four of us, five of us, we don't all see things the same. And when those run into it, sometimes um, there's the chance for um, friction. Friction. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And and I, I reiterated to him, well, we kind of adopted fairly early, and I think it was because something that I had done. <laughs> but we went, look, my friendship with you is much more important than 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 this podcast. Yeah, if that so carried on being that th- way, we would stop doing yeah, yeah, yeah. something. And Our friendship is worth more that, than the podcast. And that's what makes them noteworthy, because no one wants to listen to, trust me, as a person who had to edit some of these, no one wants to, <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that's made on the, uh, Kev went, yeah, but that's why you put in the resties. I said, oh no, there's some stuff that's never no, going to see the light of day. day no. It's hard, it's hard for anybody, it's really hard on listening to me. There's the one or twice where, where, where I, I got it wrong, it happened for me earlier in the run more than yeah. anything else yeah. but um, we've learned now a little bit to read each other's signals read each other's well, signals yeah. and also just go if we have to turn it off and talk it out then we'll turn it off and we'll talk it out yeah, yeah and then re- re- and, we, and we've done that and yeah, we'll yeah, sort yeah, of re- yeah. re- bring it back on because oh it's painful to listen to it whether it's me or someone else it's like oh I just really don't keep skipping a bit no nope. oh, okay <laughs> nope still there <laughs> still saying very hurtful things I'm going to keep moving <laughs> <laughs> But so, it just shows that you know we're still good friends. It's the authenticity still, because you do yeah, fall out occasionally, you do, don't you? Yeah. You do. So thanks, Mike. I, I appreciate yeah, that. Thank um, you. you can't. Here we go. Uh, M from Verbal Diorama. Uh, she seems to be hitting our back catalog recently. Doing Romeo and Juliet. Oh, nice. Mm. Love Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, so, me too. Um, oh, I love it. Do you know it's one of our it's one of our top ten downloads? Is it? Yeah. We went through that the other week, didn't we? Do you know? Yeah. What? I yeah. I absolutely adore that movie because a you know I used I'm, to I used to hate that movie. Well, I'm not a very big fan of Shakespeare, so that helps. That has come on me. Yeah bridge that gap yeah you know i like the fact that they're using modern day guns that said sword written down it you know i mean that's amazing i like, fucking hate that I <laughs> see, <laughs> see, when i first saw it i was much more in line with your perspective and now i like because of work i've been exposed different. to it like so much yeah. that i'm like this might be a masterpiece and now i am like now it's baz lerman and we talked about Elvis. Love, saw Elvis. yeah <sighs> i mean i like moulin rouge but i mean moulin rouge is, is ironically is like the least baz lerman thing he's done and it's still very baz lerman but Romeo and Juliet's like, 
oh, here's a lot. Oh, why are we speeding this up? Why are we speeding this up? Why does she have to leave the room in, oh, in, in speed time lapse? Oh, I get I, it. I, I completely get yep. it, and I appreciate it. I just don't like it. And it's a beautiful. Yeah, I've crossed over to now where I do that like beautiful it. scene. You know, with that stage on the beach. You know, oh, it is it's stunning. It really is. Like, what, what about the party with the two staircases? Yeah, you the young hearts run, run free. free. Oh, as a teenage boy who hadn't oh. experienced a whole lot of alternative lifestyle kind of stuff, I love that. I was sitting there going, I don't understand this at all. I was going, this is fantastic. Why is he dressed like a, what, what is going on? <laughs> brilliant. brilliant. Like, oh, um, he was one of my favorites. That's oh, my, he's great. He ended up being, he's Mercutio, isn't he? Yeah, it's Mercutio. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Harold Paranoia. We later go on to do Lost as well as the first Matrix film. Brilliant. Um, let's talk about, uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, M from Bararama, uh, Roman Juliet, go give it a listen. Russell the Posty went to Fallen Star Wrestling, wrote a wonderful review on it. I'm going to retweet that out. I've commented on it. It's a lovely sort of thing. Uh, he's seen wrestling at its very, very smallest. The wrestling show we're going to, Liam, is now officially the highest attended. It will be the highest attended wrestling show in the wow. history of the UK. Wow. I believe it's currently the second, it's on pace to be the second largest ever in the world. Are we going to do like uh, I was thinking about this the other day? Are we going to do a bit of recording, like like a half hour? We can do some stuff. Do you know what I mean? I was thinking because I'm going to have a lot of like, whoa, this is oh my god. The hard part is we're sharing a car oh, with, okay. with two other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we could probably do it. Uh, we could do it when we get out of their car and we're doing is about an hour's drive back to here. <clears throat> yeah. If you wanted to sort of, uh, I was thinking about you know just recording something. Yeah. And and you know having down on because there'll be things that I will forget in time. No, no, it's good. Yeah, we'll we'll the, we'll, we'll, do, we'll we'll throw out some sort of a special thing. Because I right. think that'd be yeah. quite cool. Yeah, it? it would be some, quite cool. Because if that's going to be this landmark thing, yeah, as one of the biggest attendee attendee is that word attended attended yeah. audiences of you you'll be an attendee of it i'll be attendee of the, the attended wrestling <laughs> yes <that's right. laughs> i might ask the other two guys if they might be if they're for just having some Had having me turn the thing on and just ch- and just join in that'd be cool that would be cool yeah 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 Yeah, that'd be all right i yeah. am genuinely stoked about it yeah. i'm looking forward i gotta to get it. i gotta get a canadian flag in the mail because there's lots of canadians on the roster so you gotta yeah, do your yeah. bit and hold your flag up and be like yeah here we are because I'm, I'm 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 way too cynical to make a sign <laughs> but a flag i can hold up a flag and just put it away and it folds in your pocket you don't have to you don't block him his view for too long you can still see through it if you really had to am i right in thinking because i think carl said to me he said sting might be there yeah sting will be there sting, yeah? sting sting's official oh okay because he's come towards the end of his career or yeah. something he said so i've never seen have i seen sting i went and saw a wrestling show in 1999 is in, sting in the one Phoenix. that looks like the crow, the crow. Yep. yeah yeah so, um, yeah, so I, I don't think I've seen Sting, so that'll be cool. And most of the, I mean, everybody else in the roster, I'd be more surprised if I had seen someone. Yeah. Oh, I've seen Chris Jericho before. That's a lie. I have seen Chris Jericho before. So there's there's a couple. Where we um, sat, like, the 100s, sort of like lower bowl, I think. Ooh. Yeah, I, th- I think Ooh, if memory serves. That's pretty good. Yeah, we're okay. We're yeah. okay. Yeah. I mean, we're all going to be looking at screens. It's more about saying you were there, I think, than anything else. Uh, I'm about to get some binoculars. Yeah, we'll have to do that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the giant video screens will be everywhere. We'll be right. So there we go. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely. Yeah, it should be good. That's a few weeks, in it? That's a few weeks. Uh, it relates to our uh, announcement later. So there we go. Cool. Uh, he also he sent you a message about revolution on DVD. Yeah, yeah. do you know what? I, I say this, right? If you, you're from King's Inn, I want a feel of what King's Inn is like. There are some excellent scenes that look, you could go and stand there today and match them up and not much has really changed. So 
Um, I'd say if you're you're from Lynn or from the area or want to see what it's kind of like, I'd say watch it just for the scenery. The film is shite, but there's an all-star cast. You've got people like Annie Lennox in it. You've got Robbie Coltrane, Hagrid. You've got, you know, um, Natasha Kinski. Can't yep. ever say her last name. but Kin- Kinski, I think. Yeah, yeah. Donald, could be wrong. Donald Sutherland. You yep. know, all these people. Canada Zone, Donald Sutherland. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, Ricky from EastEnders, who, what's his name? Sid, Sid somebody, Sid Owen? Something uh, like that. Well, that's the last one of the ones. You no, no, yeah, exactly. And yeah. also the director of, like, um, Rocketman, and um, okay. he's in it. Uh Dexter Fletcher and okay. stuff like this, you know, there's all these different people that you'd never put together in a in a world, you know. But they're all in this movie, and it's incredible. Well, speaking of a Dreamcast, um, Russell Posty also had a bit of local advertising hit him. <laughs> and Georgia's, yeah, I've got a comment on that. I saw that. Uh, Georgia's, um, the musical that Georgia and Megan are both in, Carrie, yeah, based on Stephen King's Carrie, which we reviewed about I don't know six weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, the, some actual advertising that they promoted, I guess, or paid for, which I do when I run a show, so all, all the power to them. Uh, it reached him, and so he reached out and was, this the one you're talking about? And the response was, yes. Like, is this George? Like, yes, and he had me. no idea it was as close to him as it is. So uh, I'll tell you what, as soon as I know what day, there's a bunch of us from somewhere else going. Um, come and join us, Russ. Russ, come join us. Come yeah. join us and uh, and meet the crew. You can make up for uh, for, you- for for big time in me. Yeah, <laughs> we will rock you in Peterborough. If you guys come on the Saturday, it's much more likely I will be able to come and say hi afterwards because I won't have to wash and... Okay, Saturday? Quickly. Yeah. I will pitch Saturday because there's a bunch of people who are wanting to, to come. I can't do Saturday, obviously, because I'm on stage. Uh, you're, coming, you're potentially coming on the Wednesday, though, aren't you? Wednesday the or, or the Tuesday yeah. or something like that, yeah. 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 So there we go. But no, Russ. I'll tell you what. If you, uh, I'll let you know what day for sure that we're that we're coming, and uh, you can uh, you can meet a few of the group. Well, aim for Sa- I'm named for Saturday then. Yeah. Yeah, because basically, I can't I can't appear and say hi to people still bloodied up until the last night because we don't want people taking pictures of oh, those sorts of things. Oh, give it away, so. jeez. Wait, now you guys are deciding you don't want to give that away? No, no, no. Like in full <laughs> dress and like literally just after the All right. thing. Yeah. Um, when are you guys practicing that for the first time? Uh, the proper drop will probably be I don't know, early October. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah. Exciting. Um, so there we are. Um, more on that to come, I suppose. Uh, gift of the week was Arm. Arm, yeah. Yep. Um, we had quite a few options here. We had uh, Nate the Great, who did uh, the, uh, WWE wrestler Bray Wyatt doing some flexing. Chris <laughs> Peterson did Terminator 2 when he's looking at his robot oh, arm. That's good. That's good. AJ did Chandler when he plays the video game for too long and his hand gets messed up. <laughs> I, respect, hand, not an arm. I would respectfully yeah. say, AJ, a hand is at the end of the arm. A hand is, is not an arm. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I guess technically your gift was armless. <laughs> we can't hand you that one okay. hey. um kara uh, did the how i met your mother thing where barney gets himself set his full body cast that sets so that he's always offering a high five <laughs> it's very good uh josh makes favorite movie did a stiff arm from Derek Henry knocking over a defender from the NFL. Uh, uh, it was well well timed. Yep. Uh, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith did. Um, it's Woody from Toy Story, and Buzz's arm just gets thrown into the shot. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, Dirk, uh, but his friends call him Diggler. Said he had one more C three PO in the in the sequels. He's remeeting Han Solo and saying, "Oh, you must you might not recognize me on because I have a red arm." <laughs> it's a funny joke. Uh, David from Scriptical did the Black Knight from Monty Python. 
Oh, yes, yes. When yes. his arms are already off. Oh, okay. Mm, again, armless. Yeah. And then Kev Dog uh, did. A, it was another one from Toy Story where Woody grabs his arm and it drops. Unfortunately, it wasn't even the best Toy Story one. Oh. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. Let's just call yeah. a spade a spade. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm going to go third place. I'm going to uh, Derek Henry with the stiff arm. Yep. Not going to play it over. Could cool. Second place, I'm going to go to Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. For Buzz's arm being thrown from out of the shot. Yeah. But my first place is going to be Barney Stinson with a high five and a cast. Oh, oh it's totally. How did not get in there? No. That's incredible. No. Laughing helps. It helps when I laugh. <laughs> it helps when, it's not a guarantee, but it helps when I laugh. So there we go. Uh, that's just my review of the gifts. And if you want to leave us a review, you can do that on Apple or Spotify. I hear five stars is a nice number. Five is the magic number. Indeed it is. Can we talk about this for a couple of minutes? We can. Our first one is... If anybody's out there and has any sitcom recommendations, I really want a new sitcom to watch. And I'm talking like multiple seasons of like 20 episodes. I want to watch for a while. Please help. I've seen most of, I've, I've seen, A, the British ones are no longer than like six episodes ever. Never. Yeah. No. And I'm not sure my sense of humor lines up with the British sense of humor that well. Oh, really? See, I'm the other way. What, you really do line up with the British sense of humor? Yeah. <laughs> No, I meant with the American humor. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm the other way. <laughs> okay. So, so we're, well, in a sense, though, it's the other way, but it's the same way that we both don't really find British stuff that funny. <laughs> there we are. See? <laughs> okay. So, uh, there we are. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I like Peep Show and I like uh, the IT crowd, but that's about it for British stuff. I've seen them ones. Oh, really? They're very good. Um,. Oh, I've seen a bit of the Peep Show. Peep Show's fantastic. It's, that, it's all point of view shots. David Mitchell. Mitchell, and, that's uh, the guy, yeah. And uh, Webb. Robert Webb? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. but the most important thing is we went out and ate some chicken wings, yeah? Chicken wings! Chicken wings! Yes. Chicken wings! <laughs> Someone's got to stay on a note. No. Well, I was, and then no one jumped up. I did. I just didn't, I just didn't say chicken I wings. Again. Again. I just yeah. jumped in. Nah, it's not. No, it's, it's not organic. Um, <laughs> so we went ahead. And uh, it's nothing worse than like when you have to like redo an intro and you make the same joke and people laugh and play along. But it's like it's so not it's so not oh, real. That's so funny. It's so not. Everyone's good enough oh. to keep to because it's a funny joke. I'm like it's better if it's in, but it's it's different when we're trying to recreate something that wasn't scripted the first time. Um, so I asked the question: How many chicken wings do you think we ate in total? And so I think people need to realize first off. These are some big chicken wings. And they some, weren't all wings. Some of them were like legs. 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 Yeah. They, with a lot of breading on them, especially they, they as we went further along. bigger. Yeah. First off, I'll say, I can't say enough positive things about the people brewed They on. were great. What a, what, a, what, a, what a great time. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was brilliant. Was. The server we had was fantastic. He was getting in on it. When he we, was, when he? He sort of picked up. We heard a little bit of a comment. He was, how many how many is this person? Got? Oh. <laughs> and uh, he, was, he was great because he, he ended up being part of the fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, I'd highly recommend it. But if you are going to do it, you got to book it in advance. So you that's do, the one yeah, that I would yeah. say. So a couple, people, a couple people did try and were told, no, 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 you can't. You got to book it in advance. So mm-hmm. um, definitely uh, a fun time. Um, he told us that the most he'd ever gotten down was 26. Yeah. 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 So I asked the group. So that as a sort of frame of reference, we asked, all right, how many wings do you think we're going to get? And people came in with, I think some people guessed in the 80s. Uh, some people guessed well north of 
200 and 200 something. or something like that. So it was the, when you add it all up, you add it all up, our total was 108 wings. 108 is the magic number. Yes, it is. 108 <laughs> is the magic number. So um, the question was, how did the wings total go between the lot of us? And so uh, I, I, I did make a slight There's a mistake. in my wording of the tweet when I said, who are the most chicken wings? <laughs> I am the most Which chicken wings. Most people most. let it be. Yeah. David from Scriptical loves to keep me honest. He does. <laughs> he said, I don't think any of you guys are chicken wings. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, that's, yep, that's fair enough. So, uh, but it was who ate the most chicken wings, and so the, the options were obviously Ian, Liam, Ethan, and George of the names were presented in the same order that we do the intros at the yeah. start of whatever. Yep. Uh, Megan couldn't join us; she was on holiday. She was. Um, so originally, originally, a lot of money went on Liam. Really? Yeah. Um, wow. Carlo and Ian couldn't even finish the McDonald's challenge. My money's on Liam. Dirk said his money's on Ethan. Uh, and when it comes down to the, the, the totals, uh, 5% voted for Georgia. Ooh, that's good. 15% voted for Ethan. Ooh. 25% voted for Liam. And actually, the late money was all on me. 55% voted for me. <laughs> but at the start, I was in third behind you and Ethan. Wow. Yeah, really early on. And so uh, I think we can probably review. Well, we'll tell a bit of a story. <laughs> so we all started off with 10 wings which is kind of the standard thing here's 10 wings oh lovely they were and we Went made our predictions i thought i was aiming for 36 liam you're aiming for 30 yeah ethan said 10 10 10 yeah. and george's was to have fun i don't think ethan realized it was all you can eat meant one price <laughs> i think he thought we have to keep like re-upping like, no 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 you can keep Keep eating, man. Keep so eating. So maybe you would have changed his, uh, his prediction at the start <laughs> on that. So we, we most of us do buffalo wings, but they'd have a Korean barbecue wing as well. So Georgia had that. Yeah. And we had the other ones there. My, 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 my go-to was always, I want to change my flavor palette up. I want to not get bored. Because the man with the beard says, go with the sauce when it gets hard, because you change the flavor. Yeah, just do something to change yeah. the flavor. So um, I went, uh, so we all went through our 10 relatively easily. Mm-hmm. We all... Went back in and uh, I switched. I think everybody switched to Korean. Georgia, you just stayed on Korean. Yeah. And so we're 10. And I'll tell you what, Liam McGraw wing for wing for me pretty quickly. Yeah. Pretty quickly. Uh, Georgia was starting to say things like, if, uh, <laughs> if, if these weren't a little bit spicy, I reckon I could go wing for wing with you. And I said, oh, can you now? Yeah. And so <laughs> Liam, I'm, I'm sat across from Liam. And he picks up the wing, and he bites into this Korean barbecue. And I was like a kid who's just had a Brussels sprout for the first time. And I, could, I'm, I watch in front of me, Liam, like visibly give up. And then he looks, and then he looks down at this plate of wings he's ordered, because apparently you can order them in fives or tens once you get past the first ten. And we all went ten. And I think Liam's instant choice was, "I wish I'd said five. But he's out there, just kind of looked at it, and I'm like, "Yeah, he's done." Uh, so. Uh, yeah, Liam did not make it out of the second round. Liam finished with... 17. 17. Yeah. I think I, my problem was I shouldn't have changed. I should have stuck to the buffalo wings. Um, and for, also, yeah, for as much credit as you give yourself about changing your perspective on spice, and you do, you're not necessarily great still with new things. No. No. No, no, no. So I should have probably stuck with that for starters, and I probably should have gone five, so it didn't overwhelm me. Yeah. Um, in hindsight, if we do it ever again, 
which I hope we do, I will probably change tactics. I have a tactic I'm going to change next time. And also, <laughs> when they leave you, they give you 10, they leave you for a bit. Now, your body's already going, yeah. oh, I'm pretty if, full. If, if, yeah, I think that's by design as well. I think yeah, so, you yeah. know. But yeah, uh, until, well, we'll talk about it. So we get done with that, and so we're all at 20, and I 17. go ahead. And he mocked me. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he mocked me. The minute you went 16, because Megs was, Megs was messaging going, how are people doing? Yeah, yeah. And so I think I said the idea, I said Liam's 16 and a half at the time. I was on 18. I said 16 and a half and making every excuse possible as to why he's, he's, he's stuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it was, what do we do from here? And I was like, I'm feeling all right. I'm going to do 10 more. Mm. I went back to Buffalo. Uh, because I did find the Korean ones kind of bland. Dull, sweet. Yeah. So I went ahead and did that. And Georgia and Ethan both did five Ethan more. Ethan went first. Oh, Ethan went first. Yeah, and then I dro- was still eating oh, my 20. That's right. And so Ethan got to 25 or was closing around 23. 25, 23, yep. 23. And he was like, okay, I'm definitely done after this. And George's here is kind of perked up. And like, <laughs> I might be able to do five more. At which point Ethan goes. Finishes the next two on his plate. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what this was about. He was, he was well impressed with himself on what he was doing, but he was like, I, I had to keep going. Ethan was like, oh, 23, one for each year around the, around the planet. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, that's I'm right. done. And then I ordered my next plate of five yeah. and then he finished his five and, you, and, <laughs> and to mix it up you said can i do it without have, sauce yeah and had some like sauce on the side yeah i'll have something i can dip Garlic it in mayo, yeah. and uh, i was like 10 more and i was just plowing through my 10 i was doing my, my third group of 10 i'm going hey this one is harder but i'm all right still and liam was still staring at when 16 and a half at this point <laughs> he hadn't quite pushed the plate away <laughs> oh man um, that was tough I wish when Ethan starts trying to convince Georgia because they gave her a plate with six wings on it by mistake rather than five. So yeah. she's got the winning wing already there. As long as she can make it through this this little plate, she's fine. Yep. I wish when Ethan starts trying to petition for a tie. <laughs> it's a half it. <laughs> yeah. And if there's anything, if there's anything this movie's taught us, it's that ties are bad. <laughs> ties, ties are, are bad. definitely bad. So, uh Yeah. Uh, I've got people messaging me on the old Facebook, and that's really frustrating. I'm gonna, I can drop that there for now, and then that should be that's okay. Uh, good. So sorry, folks. Um, I forget where I was at. So I'm doing my thirty. Oh, these. Oh, Ethan's trying to make his his deals, yeah. and so I make it through my thirty. No. At which point I go, can I have some more? And the guy goes, how many have you had? <laughs> and I go, I'm at thirty. And my thought was, I want to get the thirty six. It was always my thing. Thirty six. Yep. And I'm like, if I can get through my 35, and then I'll do one more. And he goes, the record's 51. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm more than halfway there. And I don't feel horrible. Hmm. <laughs> so I ordered my next 10. Now, what I should have done here is I should have pivoted and gone back to the Korean barbecue. Oh, okay. And kept the flavor, even for five. Yeah. But just kept <clears throat> kept the flavor palette going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't do that. Uh, Georgia was struggling because it turns out the uh, sauce, you, you do not recommend sauceless wings. No, they were very not, they were nowhere near as good and they were very, they were oily. And by this point, my mouth was hurting from eating chicken wings. Yeah. Like I wasn't, I, we, so I wasn't full, but my mouth hurt too much. I was bored of eating chicken wings. I couldn't, I couldn't. My mouth was fine. I was full. <laughs> so, so I got to 35. And then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in it now. At 36, I was like, I'll finish this thing. And then I'm like, you start getting the sweats. And then I'm, I started in the sweats. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. see kind of what can happen. At 40, I'll see how I feel. So I got to 40. 
And then I was like, I need a little bit of a moment. I stood up. Yeah, you did, yeah. Because I've been watching Beer Meets Food, so stand up. <laughs> yeah. nah. um, you, you, you did sort of tap out. So there, uh, he said, do you want to break? I said, I think maybe I'll take a break. And I'm looking at my time because we also have two hours. And I'm coming up about 25 minutes left. And I'm like, cause my thought was I can do five and then I can see how I feel. Yeah. But I just went, this is just eating. I mean, at this point, at least there was a per, here's a record. Yeah, it's not just eating because I make my money's worth, even if I make myself ill. At least you get a free beer. You know, oh, get a free pint. I'm like, you just have me room left in my stomach for a pint. But like the pint, I only had one and like a three quarter pint the whole time we were there. Yeah, same. Because you don't want to give the space. You don't want to give the space up. That's nuts. So I was changing up my flavor because I was having the same wings, but I was changing up the flavor in my mouth by drinking rum and a frozen margarita. <laughs> Which was nowhere near frozen. That was the one. Yeah, it wasn't. I don't think it was his fault, but yeah, I might have pivoted and offered. Is there anything else we can do for you instead of a frozen margarita? It was, it was a cold margarita. It was fine. It was lovely. Was it good? But yeah. Okay, good. It was quite strong. Um, they did not go skimpy on the spirits. Nah, so, yeah, so we tapped out. Eventually, the final standings were uh, Liam in last place with 17. <laughs> 17 Ethan, wasn't the magic number. <laughs> Ethan with 25. Georgia with 26. Woo! Roll of women, repping. Yeah. Yep. And then I came at 40. And um, I will say one thing. Your bones are cleaner than a lot of others. Yep. That's what I will say. Yep. Well, if, if I was going to do it, I wanted it to be legit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think if there was records to be held, um, towards the end, I'd have failed for sure. Oh, you had a lot of chicken left on some You'd of those wings. Like I was just like, you know. You were like, just I just like, need to get rid of like the actual, like, yeah, the red yeah. bits or the brown bits. Because then that means I'm done, right? You know, I was just like, but, you know, there's a lot more chicken on those wings than there should be. And the wings were delicious. And I would, I, I too would, 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 oh, sorry. And then I finished first with 40 wings. And that you was did, my, yeah. my. Do you know what I realized, like, literally as we started this conversation, I never tried a buffalo one. So I don't even know if they were too spicy for me. Oh, they were gorgeous. So I, first what I should have done would have been to try the sauce was a bit one. thin from, 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 from my taste, but that's, that's a very specific thing. Because I might have been yeah. able to do that last five, six a lot easier um, had they been buffalo, if I'd have liked it. I don't know. We could have done a thing where I could have had five buffalo, you could have got five of the Korean, and we could have yeah. exchanged them and done one wing, one wing, one wing. We one weren't. Wing. I was quite tipsy. I wasn't really thinking. <laughs> no, was, oh, I was. I was. When I started getting quieter, I was like, "Yeah, I'm, just, I'm starting to feel this." And the problem was, and here's the strategy. Oh, so the, the guy did say he was cleaning up. He was winging it, weren't you? Yeah, <laughs> he said that I'm the best he's seen in a while. In in, in a couple of months, mm-hmm. like no one. So it's not. Yeah. So it gives you kind of an idea as to kind of where the line was. I wanted 36 because 36 was in the top five nationally last month. Wow. So that was my goal was to be that number. Whether they, they never asked me my name or anything on the way out. So I might not put it on the website, but uh, that's okay. But I'll go, I got 40. So I should, I should, uh, you know, I've earned that spot. Do you think now, if, I'm assuming we will go back. I would do it again. So, But I would change <laughs> a couple strategies. I'd be disappointed if we didn't have the same server, though. He was great. He was, he was he's brilliant. part of the system, yeah. yeah. He was, yeah. You were saying? Would you... Attempt the fifty-one now. See, it's hard because I'm. Uh, it's hard because I'm losing weight, and it's hard because Wednesday's my weigh-in day. So, yeah. as we get closer to it, um, as to the weigh-in day every week, I'm probably not drinking or eating as much that day before, which might talk about the stomach. stomach size, right? Yeah. Um. So, at a different time, maybe I could quite easily go at it from. Because I'm going extreme low to extreme high. Not that I'm starving myself far from it. Yeah, yeah. But you go on, okay, it's way into I need that, that glass of water. I'm not really that thirsty. No, I'll be okay. Yeah. Um, 
So I might change that up a little bit. The big thing was we went ahead and did some stuff because we were a little bit early. We were walking around, and then we had talked about stuff we might do during the afternoon. And that sounds really great until you've eaten forty chicken wings, <laughs> and then you're it like, was cut short very quickly. <sighs> it was really hot. It was, that was also a very hot gross, by British standards. Gross but day. It, it, heat's different in England, man. It like, was wet very heat. humid. Very, you know the, very humid. You know the difference between like gas heat when you're yeah. burning like a gas yep. fire and a like wood fire. Yep. We we're in gas. It's yeah. wet heat. It's gross. So the one thing I would do is I would make it the last possible window we could do. Yes. Yeah. And then you can have your day in Cambridge. Getting hungrier and, and you hungrier. can finish with that. And I would absolutely book a taxi back to the train station <laughs> right yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because split that four ways, even if it's a tenner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a couple of quid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead, yeah. we did a very painful walk. Oh, back. it was a, it was not. That's the last thing you want to do. And I was just like, I just need to sit down. It's the part where we get on the train, and the train is crammed. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. And so, um, Ethan and I, I don't know if you I think you were there for a bit too. Yeah, yeah. We were sitting on the floor, like I'm Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> I sat on the luggage rack in an, in, an, in an overly stuffed luggage rack chair, and uh, and then when people started to get off, and there were actually seats available. I was so no, I'm good here. Because I did ask you a few times. I was like, yeah, no, I'm like, like I'm, sure? I'm good here. Yeah, yeah, it was just a real uncomfortable kind of uh, feeling. But I, I, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I would gladly do it again. I was sitting there going, because when I was leaving, I was like, forty was the right time to stop because I'm looking at wings because we're because <laughs> we're right by, but like past where they bring the wings out. Yeah, and I was looking at as we were paying. I was like, just it's like when you've had too much to drink and you see a beer the next day and you're like, nope, yeah. nope, nope. I was having that. And I was like, it'll be forever before I can have a chicken wing again. And even that, that night, I was like, I can do a chicken wing. <laughs> I, it wasn't that. It was, it was over 24 hours before I had my next my next food. Oh, okay. It's about 25 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, enough calories for me to last that <laughs> yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is proof that I was still hungry. I had, um, I had some cake that evening. And then the next day, I had like breakfast and everything. Like, oh, really? I was, oh, no, I was, no, no. I could, I genuinely could have eaten more food. It was the fact that it was the same thing over and over and over again. And my no, jaw hurt. I was, I was done. So I would, I would make it the last possible <laughs> option. I would taxi back. Um, yeah, and I would make sure we had our day in Cambridge before. I would make sure I didn't have to go to work because then I would continue on the rum. And well, <laughs> shall, going we, like that. <laughs> shall we book it pencil in for next year then maybe yeah we can try that something yeah. you know what i mean give it give it a year give it. yeah yeah i think it's i think it's a summertime thing yeah yeah, yeah yeah minus the heat and everything we just complained about that with but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. doesn't really seem christmas <laughs> it's christmas chicken wings uh, uh so there we are turkey wings <laughs> Uh, weight game, weight game. Let's all play the weight game. Kind of a fitting segue there. Yeah, well, I was down a pound. So, well, there yeah. we are. Although I think I've got to take my shoes off when I'm on the scale, so I might be more uh, than a pound. Pants. That's all right. It'll be, it'll yeah. be more next time. It's fun. Well, I, mean, I, I have. I was at a birthday party last night, so there was that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it is. <laughs> You're doing really well, dude. Yeah, thank you. you. Yeah, it's about thirty now. Yeah, so that's good. People are seeing me. And I fit into a shirt that I uh, was wearing for work a couple of years ago and couldn't fit into it anymore. And uh, I'd gone from seventeen and a half next size to a nineteen. And I put on an 18 and a half, and I was like, oh, look at this. There's room to spare, too. So oh, I wore an 18 and a half out to a, to a party last night. So I was like, hey, it's all right. Yeah, it's going the right way. So, Like I say, you're good. very good at sticking your mind to things. When you say, right, this is what I'm I doing. I try, yeah. Yeah, you, you're pretty I good. I probably should lose some weight, but I'm becoming, I think it's because I'm getting older as well, but I'm becoming more and more okay with what I look like, like as I am. And I'm kind of going, as long as I don't put on any more weight. <laughs> 
I'm all right. It's the thing. And I was talking about this with someone who we used to do shows with years ago. And there's nothing weirder than when you look back at shows you did in the past. And yeah. like, oh, I would love to look like that again. Mm-hmm. And back then I thought I was way too heavy. Yeah. And I'm like, I'd kill for that now. Well, think, right? Eight years ago when we did Greece when we first met you. Yeah. I weighed ten and a half stone. Don't even, I was right. I was a skinny mini. I am now two stone heavier. Yeah, and I feel big yeah. for myself. Do you know what I mean? Yep. It all goes to one area for me. It's just okay. right on my stomach. It- you know, so uh, I wish that just distribute a little bit better, like women, because <laughs> that way you can handle it and carry it better, can't you? I, I suppose. Yeah. For I me, am, it's just I am all very lucky because I am naturally an hourglass figure, which helps when I put weight on because it doesn't look as bad, but. No, I can feel it in my face a little bit. But I've changed how I wear my hair recently. I don't know either of you noticed. Probably not. Um, but I've moved my parting of my hair, so I get this a little little quiffy bit going on here. Okay. Um, which frames my face a lot nicer, <laughs> so I no longer feel self-conscious about my cheeks, which is nice. So. All right. Yeah. I am the second heaviest around this table, though. We'll just put it that way. At five foot two, so, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah no, that's, but- that's my thing. I'm just tall. You you are tall. Oh, come on. I don't get you're that. Tall, I'm sure. You're taller than me. I mean, I, I am mean, tall, but I'm also a very big man. No, but yeah, but I don't look at you in that way. I, I look when I look at you, I don't see somebody who's overweight. You know, when I when I look at you, I don't. There were some pictures we went to. Uh, I ran into you that night. It was a birthday party for our friend Richard. Richard, who's done stuff with us a, couple, yep. on a number of occasions. Yep, yep. Our James Bond car. Oh, car movie. Well, we already have a guest this week, don't we? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, but I remember I was a really part of him, and they took a group photo, and I'm like, I saw the photo. I'm like, I got to do something. It was one of those things where you go, and you, 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 I've been around. Uh, we, we did a thing for George's birthday, right, when I got to do something. Yeah. Because wanted to put us in a booth, and I didn't fit the way I wanted to fit. In the, it was it was embarrassing. So I was like, and even then, it, that didn't solve it. I kept, I don't know if I gained any more, but I didn't, do, I, didn't, I didn't lose any. And so it's about these things where I'm going, I want to be. As long as you don't. Yeah. Go no, no, no! I won't do that. The the other way. Yeah. You know? there's, there's no point to that because it then no. just, you just because and mentally as well. Anyway. That's not good. No, no, I've not seen good. people do that yep. in the past, and no, it's right. not it's not good. So you know, no, I'm more the other way. Going mentally, I know that I'm actually quite physically fit, like compared to what I look like. I mean, doing like the run of cats that we did, like that's a two hour show where I danced the whole way through. And summer school, I did the workouts and was beating the 16, 17, and 18 year olds who go to the gym. Like I could do more than they could. So I'm like, I'm not not fit i can lift i can do all sorts of different things but i'm just uh, aging i think and <laughs> i'm not losing well, weight well, like i used to be able to, to our world yeah. <laughs> um, is it thing. happens earlier for women as well which is really sad oh yeah i'm gonna pivot now yeah let's pivot, pivot. So we, gotta, we, we gotta get through a movie pivot in yeah, time we were gonna for try do this in an hour and a half yeah we're now we're approaching an hour yeah. <laughs> so we haven't even got there yet so why are we doing this film we're doing this film because uh it was brought to us by a friend of the podcast hermes hey hermes um yeah always a fan of a hermes choice uh whiplash hermes yeah, choice ugh, dreadful movie uh <laughs> uh logan lucky hermes choice i like that Departed, I think, Hermes Joyce. Uh, I went there for that one. What was that other one he did? Um, You'll have to actually give me some plot or something, because as we mm. sit here, it's just a lot of silence. Yeah, I can't I can't think. Okay. So there you go. But I, I always like a Hermes Choice. It just so. made me laugh today at rehearsal. They ran the opening number, and Jock, who's our MD, went, like they finished it, went, you're all dragging. Stop dragging. Pick it up. It sounded awful. Yep. And my brain went to whiplash. It was really funny. Not my timing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Not my time. Did he throw a symbol at you? He didn't. He because he's got a piano in front of him. But did so he throw I don't a think he's going to. Do you think, do you think if he did, that would be symbolic? <laughs> 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 You're being the wrong drum. Tell you who we also missed at the wing. I think he's a vegetarian, and they had veggie wings at Brewdog. They did two different options. They did. Yep. Yeah. You can have either cauliflower, or you can have that Satan stuff. Satan. Satan. Yeah. No. So uh, here we are. Uh, but it was it was Felix wasn't with us. But I'll go ahead and, and I'll hit the button here. American car designer Carol Shelby and his driver Ken Miles battle corporate interference and the laws of physics to build a revolutionary car for Ford in order to defeat Ferrari at the 24 Hours of Le Mans in 1966. That was, that was right. That was a long one by, yeah, her, by, her, by um, Felix's perspective, yeah. yeah. Uh, directed by James Mangold. Uh, very, uh, Ethan was very happy to hear it by James Mangold last week. Uh, writer-director of Girl Interrupted, where Jolie wins her Oscar for. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Writer-director of Walk the Line. Oh, I like that. That was right, yeah. Uh, director of 310 to Yuma. I love that. Oh, that's brilliant. That's a great that's, movie. That's Christian Bale, isn't it? I've and Russell Crowe. And Russell Crowe. Yeah. That's a remake of an old film. Is it? Oh, that's fantastic. fantastic. Both of them are brilliant. Writer director of Logan. Oh, yep. Which is great. It is. Uh, writer director of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which was. Yeah. It was all right. See it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was written by. Uh, so this wasn't written by him, though. This, uh, it was written by Jez Butterworth, who did Edge of Tomorrow and Indiana Jones 5. Yep. Uh, also by John Henry Butterworth, who did Edge of Tomorrow and Indiana Jones 5. <laughs> Is Edge of Tomorrow the one with the aliens? Yep. Where they like, fight the aliens yep. and they go back in time? No, no, no. Edge of Tomorrow is the one. Oh, yeah, they go back because it keeps redoing. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's not really go back in time. It's redoing. Redoing the same. Yeah, oh, no, it's not simulation. They go back in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. With uh, what's Emily, Blunt. Emily Blunt. Yeah. Yep. I like that film. You keep, it's a video game. You keep doing it until you do it right. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I've not seen that. Uh, I watched that for the Tom Cruise Real Roundtable. So, yeah. Cinematography by, what a good name, Feeding Papa Michael. I like that. Who's done Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. While You Were Sleeping. Yep. Patch good Adams. Film. Oh, really? Uh, I while you were saying. I think I was on the short list for movies for February this year, and it, it got bumped for something. Yeah, yeah. Bill Pullman. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I, I quite like it. Yep. Uh, Patch Adams, Sideways, Walk the Line, 310 to Yuma, Indy 5. So you can see he's oh, clearly he linked up with Mangold. Together, yeah, yeah. And then music by Marco Beltrami, who's done Scream, Screams 1 through 4. Wow. Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, iRobot. Shit movie. I thought iRobot's all right. Ah, uh, shit movie. Uh, Hellboy. It's got, it's got Don't Slap Me in it. And yeah. <laughs> Hellboy the Red Thing. Slappy McSlapperson. Slappy McSlapperson, yeah. Uh, Hellboy the Red Thing, yeah. 310 to Yuma and Logan. So, first time I saw this, I saw it with you, Liam. Yes, we Georgia, did. Georgia, did we you went see this too? I was there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's one of our... We yeah. just went as a group to yeah. see... Did we do a series? Skip it on it. No, this is pre-podcast. This is pre-podcast, yeah. Oh, okay, I keep thinking. So, just to prove we did do these things before we had a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we did, yeah. I'm trying to figure out why we went and saw this. Were we just going to see the movies and we just decided on that one? Was it, or was it, was it birthday? Was it f- oh, that's possible. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Might have been. Because I, I wouldn't have chosen to go and see this had it just have been like a group thing, I don't this think. Is no? just, this is no. a, something that I knew a bit of the history about before I went to see it, though. Yeah. So um, let's do a little bit of context. It's not much. Uh, it's a, fi- a film based on the rivalry between Ford and Ferrari for the dominance of Le Mans had long been at works at 20th Century Fox. Initially, it was going to star Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt in the two roles. Wow. Uh, 
Um, Interview the vampire. Yeah. <laughs> did, he, did they do that instead? Can you, can you stay up all night? Oh, I'd stay up all night. It's the sunlight we got to worry about. Um, I'm trying to think. I imagine Brad Pitt is doing the Christian Bale role. He's yes. the driver. Yeah. And Tom, Tom Cruise would be the. He's a bit quirky. And he's already he? done Days of Thunder, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ken Miller's Christian Bale. Yes. Ken Miles. <laughs> Ken Miles. Ah, Ken Miles, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I didn't realise. Batman. <laughs> so, um, however. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just a proper moment because I had zero idea. Do you remember seeing Gary Oldman in that, though? Did you watch this on your phone or did you <laughs> oh, watch you this you on a proper screen this time? <laughs> on a proper screen. Okay. Because yeah. it's on a small screen, then I'm like, all no, right, no, maybe no. I can proper understand screen. that. Proper screen. Yeah. Um, however, after writers <laughs> Jez Butterworth and John Henry Butterworth drafted a script and uh, Joseph Kosinski was brought in to direct, the project fell apart because the budget was too high. But The budget has to be high for this film. Well, okay. it's okay. it gets made. We, we watched it. You're okay. Yeah, yeah. On February 5th, 2018, <laughs> it was announced that James Mangold had been brought on board to direct the film based on the previous script uh, that had been done. After managing to get the required budget below $100 million, they finally got the green light from Fox. Did you be- think they build? Sorry, they build these cars from scratch. Yeah, because they can't use the real deal cars because they're like Whoa, too yeah, much yeah, money. You do that. So you'd have to, yeah, yeah. So you got to build like replicas. Yeah, yep. Filming began on July 30th, 2018, and lasted for 67 days. Wow, which isn't that much. Uh, let's do a deep dive. 20. Oh, hang on oh, a second. Just another thing. Another side note. Um, talking of racing and Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. he's doing um, a Formula One movie. Okay, I saw this week. Um, there was pictures of him in, um, like, uh, Lewis Hamilton gear and stuff. Oh, okay. So I'm assuming Mercedes is helping probably either teach him to drive or getting him in the pack or doing something. Well, there's another F1 racing thing coming out, isn't there? It's the uh, Gran Torino the thing, or something yeah. like that. Gran Turismo. Gran yeah, Turismo. Not, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to suck. But yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this, I think this Brad Pitt one being about Formula One, I think is going to be quite, yep. quite cool. Uh, 20th Century Fox and the prelude. And I'm like, why is it still 20th Century Fox? Because they're supposed to change the 20th century pictures. Because Fox doesn't exist. Disney bought them out years ago now. Yeah. Um. Oh, that makes sense. Ah, oh, unless they're going back to... And they've not changed the back catalogue, have they? No, no. You, you can't change that because it was done under under their... Yeah, so that's why. Well, no, because they bought... No, Fox bought... Sorry, Disney bought Fox way more than four years ago. Well, it's five years ago now. So this isn't the... No, tw- tw- 2019... Three. Oh, 20, well, 2018 when it was made, yeah. Yeah. 20th Century Fox. 20th Century Fox. It did take them a while to switch Disney, over. Disney bought it. Yeah. Unless... That's unless, why you've uh, got Family Guy. Shall, shall I have a Google? You know how they sometimes, you know, incorporate different things, like with Barbie, for instance, they made the, the, the Warner Brothers pink. Sure. Do you th- and, you know, like when they did Top Gun Maverick, they had Brockheimer and um, yeah. Don Simpson, yeah. even though Don Simpson weren't there. Yeah. Do you think maybe they're just shooting back to the 60s? What, Disney's just shooting... No, because then no, because nothing else had that feel or aesthetic to it. Oh, okay, it's, I don't think it's that. Okay. Anyway, uh, the sports announcer gives his exposition. Shelby's on fire, as it turns out, literally, because uh, it's. Uh, oh, <laughs> Shelby's on fire, Georgia. It didn't adopt the current name, so Twentieth Century Studios, until uh, January seventeenth, twenty twenty. Oh, there oh, there. oh yeah. Um, he just says, "Fill the tank." Um, and when you see him do it, you get a feeling of how dark and dangerous and scary it is out there. And we get this point of view shot of him in the car at night trying to, and it looks dark and you can't see anything and you hear his breathing. And also back then, one in three races 
people died. Yeah. You know, you, you, there was very rarely, well, there wasn't ever a time you went through a season or through a race where somebody wouldn't die. Yep. You know, that was that, that scary. Um, we hear a voice going, Shelby, Shelby, Shelby. And now he's in the doctor's office with a guy who's saying Shelby. What's it called when we hear the, uh, when we, when we hear everything? Oh. Um, it's a pippy boy. That's but, when, oh. It's like an action match, but with sound. I can't remember what it's called. No, I can't. Love will build a uh, bridge. Okay, what kind of bridge is it? Sound, uh, bridge. sound bridge. Yeah, <laughs> do it every time. You did this last week, didn't you? I did. I wasn't yeah. here last week, uh, so this is the third time I've tried. Well, third time we've talked about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we meet Carol Shelby, played by Matt Damon. Uh, fifth appearance in the pod. Saving Pro Run one. Um, I don't know. I confuse him with so many people. Um. 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 um, um, um. Um, I'm, I'm we ain't done that yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I give up. No. Nope. Wow. So saving Robert Ryan, right? Yeah. Um, what if I said we're going to, those are Terry Benedict's casinos. Ocean's Eleven. Yes. I'm not a cop. Oh, um, 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 the, 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 the under, 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 uh, the, 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 the Boston Surfing thing. One. No, this is the Boston no, one. The Boston one. The, yeah. the, the, the only one who survived. I'm not a rat. I'm not a rat. Oh, oh no, he doesn't match. survive at the end. He's uh, the last death. The one I went here. The last Tammy's one. Uh, yeah. the, uh, no, it's called, no, called Snatch. The undisputed. No, the the he's not the, in it. The, the, that's, Matt, that's Brad Pitt. Oh, oh fuck! <laughs> it's the Departed. People, <laughs> people are shouting at the podcast. And then the last one, he was doing the. It's a cameo. I knew it was the Departed. It was it was the play inside of the film. Oh, oh, the 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 Thorry boy. Yeah. You just make these like no, no, string no. of noises. Um, I, ooh, uh, yeah, e, uh, ah. No, I know because I can see it, but I just can't get it out. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I got another one I got to do in a minute. So. Uh, Carol Shelby's 1959 Le Mans victory in an Aston Martin DBR1 was especially sweet for him uh, because in real life, Ferrari had rejected him as a factory driver. So when he beat them at Le Mans in 59, it gave him great satisfaction. Uh, he's being told he can never race again. And he goes into his car and he takes these pills and he always like drank them from yeah. his container. And he and he drives his car like he's on a racetrack. This terribly dangerous U-turn. Is this supposed to be like a running joke that he's just a very bad driver? Well, no, I think I he's, think he's just, overly cocky because he knows he can control the car. And he can't race anymore, so he used the, the road as a racetrack. Yeah. Uh, he says there's only one question in life that matters, and that's who are you? And I'm, I'm with him. Like, when I was at uni doing my teacher's college especially, I was everything came back to identity. I thought it was the most important storytelling um, the most important facet of storytelling are characters trying to figure out who they are are the best stories. Yeah. What does it mean to be a good person, a bad person? What does it mean to be from somewhere? Who am I? Most important question in the universe, I thought. So me and Carol Shelby on the same page. I'd like to have seen uh, Ken Miles go, I'm Batman. <laughs> I might have clued into who it was then. He's brilliant in this. Um, some guys at the mechanic and uh, the mechanic has no... Yeah, he doesn't know how to play nice with others because he tells the guy, you don't know how to drive your car. It's nothing wrong. It's just you. And the guy's like, for any of our American listeners who are like, what is this stereotype about Americans that you guys talk about when it's an overseas? It's this guy. Yeah. yeah. It's this guy. You say, I don't know how to. Uh, a customer's always right. I'm like, it's just a bunch of like cliched, I can't be wrong. Yeah. You're the problem, not me. 
and he's like, no, it's just too much car for you. You can't, you can't do this. And so the guy tries to leave, and he drives terribly. And it's a fun joke, which lets us know that much like certain hosts of this podcast, Ken Miles is always right. <laughs> um, and so we meet Ken Miles, played by Georgie. He's played by Christian Bale. Batman! Yes. Fifth appearance on the pod. Any guesses? Batman! Dark Knight. Dark Knight, yep. Um, um, is, he, is he in the prestige? He is in the, he prestige. Is in the prestige. You were watching yeah. closely. I was. Yep. I like that film. So do I. He's got a British accent in that one. I give up. Does he? Yes, he does. He has a British yeah, accent. Yeah, I think so. One. Yeah, he does. You give up. Um, he was in... You're not going to make lots of noise about it this time. I don't know. I'm a bit disappointed. We had Alex from Main Street <laughs> Finance join us for this one. Uh, There's something about money then, money. Yeah. The money, money, money. No, 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 Big, big short. Big short. Christian Bale locks himself in a room and drums away while the the, the price kept going down. Yeah, he's like, it will this. happen. Oh, he's the that one that's yeah. like, oh, this yes. is going to happen and no one's going to He knows before anybody else yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. And then the last one is, to this day, my lowest scoring movie in the history of the pod. How's Moving Castle? That's right. <laughs> Is he in that? He's, he's, the vo- he's the voice of, like, the pretty boy who they oh, all love. The one that looked like... Um... <laughs> so that's the English dubbed version of Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. So. I've never got that. We talked about it. We did it. Yeah, but I'd never got that. Oh, you wouldn't remember it? I wouldn't remember yeah, it. I wouldn't remember it. <laughs> in preparation for this role... Yeah. I'm, I'm just having a bit of a moment. Did you see I burnt my thumb? Look at this. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, I know. Uh, in preparation for his role, Christian Bale took race driving lessons at the Bondurant Heist Performance Driving School. As it happened, the founder of the school had been a friend of Ken Miles. Nice. So in addition to the driving, he got to hear stories of a 1960s racing scene. Uh, his instructor and the film's stunt coordinator, Robert Nagel, later stated he's hands down the best actor I've ever trained. And this film's difficult for me because I think, like, my... Mount Rushmore. You know what Mount, Mount Rushmore is? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the faces of the presidents. And so we like, people like to say, who's on your Mount Rushmore of... Uh, Lots of different things. Arsenal players. And you go, this who are your best four, yeah, right? Yeah. If we're doing like a Mount Rushmore of like the best actors I think are working today, these two guys are both on it. Oh. And I'd, I'd be really hard pressed to choose. Because again, because Bale gets to do the more fun stuff. Yeah, but he has the Damon's Damon's, Damon's really straight. He, you said, but it takes skill to do that. You said on um, Saving Private Ryan, he is one of the most understated actors. Yeah, right? he, he knows how to do that. Do you know what? I watched this film again, and I went, "You are bloody spot on with that." Yeah. He is brilliant. He's not the one who's because who's who's the audience going to love more? Of course, they love Ken Miles yeah. more because he gets the good lines. Yes, but Damon's great in this he, again. And, he, and you know when he seems like a good egg as well. And you know is he when actually someone a good egg can, in real life, he just seems like a he good seems egg. it, doesn't he? It's so yeah. Ben Affleck, but and um, that's important because they're, they're friends. And I've been friends oh, since okay. they were kids. It's not like an Ethan. I've, I've thought of someone else who's also a good actor. I'm going to talk about it. Right? It did seem like that to me. But oh, okay. So I thought I would link that for him. I've been friends since they were kids. Yeah. You know, um, but I just think that um, he's just one of these actors that he doesn't express everything straight away and he holds back and holds back and then he lets it out. And you're like, man, you're oozing. You're, you're brilliant. Yeah. And in this film, he, to be the straight man in this film against um, Ken Mile. Um, yeah. Uh, Bale, you know, you, you, you're holding up some good scenes. Yep. Because, you know, Bale is like Bale, but he's, he... <sighs> if he was a wolf, would that make him Beowulf? <laughs> oh, don't. <laughs> don't. I am Beowulf. <laughs> no, I am Beowulf. Do you know what's ridiculous? The fact that they still have to teach that to kids. Like... I hated teaching Beowulf. Well, I don't it, have to. It, well, the it's te- on the syllabus. It's, like, it's not on my syllabus. It was on our syllabus at school. Is it really? For, for the kids we teach. Yeah, well. Beowulf is on yeah. the syllabus. And I'm like, 
they can't even write that's, their own fucking names. Yeah, that's, some, that's someone who's... <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, for, for anybody who might be their first time, Georgia works at like an alternate provision school. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, where was that here? According to Matt Damon, Christian Bale had to lose 70 pounds before filming began because he was previously, he'd done Vice, a movie I've always wanted to see and haven't seen it yet. Not seen it. Vice, I believe, is the story of Dan... Not Dan Quayle. Who's the other one? George W. Bush's vice president. Who was that? Oh. That's going to bug me. Should uh, I Google it for you? Could you? Because he was playing, so he played the title role. Vice is, means vice president. Yeah. Basically, they assume he's the guy who really ran the country. Oh, okay. So, and he gained like so much weight for that and then came into this. And when you think he did like The Machinist, wasn't it? Where he went really thin, didn't he? He did The Fighter. No, there's a film, I think it was called. Dick Cheney, that's it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's a name I'd, I'd recognize. No, he did a thing where he lost a lot when he was really skinny. skinny the fighter. Bone. No, something else. Okay. I think it was something like The Machinist. The fighter he plays, like, he's he's on, like, smack the whole time. Yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. So he's playing, like, a strung-out drug Wahlberg addict. as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great, great movie. Yeah. Uh, I think he wins an Oscar for it. Does he? Yeah, best supported. Uh, so Damon asked Bale, how'd you lose all the weight? Bale said, I didn't eat. <laughs> just simple and Damon said he was impressed by Bale's monk-like discipline some woman comes in and they role play a bit uh, as people who might not know each other minus the I, two English accents I knew this show it was great yeah, yeah before you reveal great. that they're actually married yeah, and yeah. Uh, this is where we meet Molly Miles played by Katrina Balfi who I've never seen in anything else in my life me either I think she's really good in this though I really like her she's good in this very good yeah especially for who her character has to be there's times you gotta go toe-to-toe with Christian Bale and she does go she does to yeah she's good oh. meet the ford motor company and more importantly meet henry ford the second played by tracy letts who i thought was pretty good for being kind of like the corporate slam ball at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he says ford is almost out of business uh, he talks about his father having the idea for the car went home and i he procrastinated was it was it was it the car was it was it his father or grandfather his father. Oh, father? Yep. the second okay yeah. that's right um and so he said he had the idea after walking home from a double shift and he said, every man's to walk home and come back with an idea. And if you don't have one, don't come back. Don't come back. And I'm like, I'm, a, I'm, not an, really hour, how you keep- I'm an hourly employee. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my job isn't to, like, you pay people a lot of money for ideas like this. You do, yeah. And it sounds to me like you're just making me do, where's your big idea, Henry Ford II? <laughs> now, get me wrong. Henry Ford II is not presented as a, as, as a good person. As a good person. No. Film. They call him the Deuce, and that was an actual nickname he had. Because oh, he's the second, right? Yeah, so the Deuce. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Poop. Deuces, deuces. Um, where are we at here? So he's telling uh, the drugs. I've got the years have not been not kind. Drugs, Shelby's overslept. I thought they were suggesting he was like an alcoholic in his little trailer. Yeah, because there was like a beer cap next to his there wife. Was. And like he's like not waking up in time for his own race. And yeah. I'm like... If this is supposed to show dissatisfaction, you needed a few more minutes of this. It didn't, yeah, it didn't. Yeah. Or more or more than one scene. Because yeah. after this, he's like, he's like, fine. Yeah. 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 I don't get it. Um, and so Miles has been disqualified because his trunk won't close. And Shelby's trying to talk Ken up for a job working for Porsche, um, the Sebring division, when everyone catches Ken fighting with, with the race official. Because he's got no tact, does he? No. Uh, as uh, Shelby tries to sort of jump in, and um sort of pacify it and meanwhile um ken picks up like a hammer and beats the crap out of his trunk and now it can close clever and uh there and ken says uh um 
what Matt Damon's character, Shelby, says, I was trying to get you up for a job with Porsche. You might have heard of Porsche, a little German car company. And he goes, I thought you and I agreed that I had the same feeling about Germans. And I'm like, 66, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Not like, we're not that far removed. No, what's that? Like, propaganda. 20? Like, it's 21 years later. Yeah, like that, that That programming that you have to do when you're at war, but the other people are Cause they fought in the, the war. worst, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, who fought in the war? When they fought in the war? When when yeah, Miles is referenced later on. Oh, Ken Miles he, does. Yeah. He's forty. I don't think Carol Shelby does. Does he? Don't know. I don't, I don't know. But uh, I'm sure that was mentioned. Back home, two men. Oh, sorry. So Ken throws a wrench at Shelby's head. Uh, it misses. Uh, it misses Shelby, and it smashes part of his windscreen. I do love this. Uh, back home, two Don't men in black. He, he goes frame this. That's coming back to it. Back home, two men in black suits approach Molly asking for Ken. And when they're in black suits, and if one of them is not Tommy Lee Jones, you might get slapped. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The race starts, and uh, one of the guys says, hey, what happened to your windscreen? He goes, it's a new design. (laughs) Aerodynamics. And some guy is saying, uh, everyone thinks Shelby's lost his nerve. Um, Miles tells the guy beside him that uh, uh, he's going to overtake him on the next turn and then does precisely that. And I was reminded of a quote from Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. which is brilliance makes up for a lot. Yeah. And that's what you have with Ken Miles. Yeah. He he wouldn't get half a chance he gets. And also, he he's very good at outsiking people. You know, if he can say... Oh, I don't even think it's a mind game. I think he's going, I'm going to do it because I can. I think he's being very honest. Yeah. And he's being like, this is what I'm about to do. I think like, it's a mind do. game. He's, he's rubbing it in. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what's happening here. Yeah. 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 Being he's, cocky. Yeah. He's very... Oh, he's definitely cocky. Yeah. yeah. But... Because he knows he's good. I'm a believer in that. I'm a big believer in that. Yeah. If you've yeah. got the talent to back up the cocky ego, there's a difference between I, that and people that don't have the talent. I walk into a room and I teach and I go to the kids and i wasn't always this way at first it was fake it for a bit but it's the same actually it's the same as when we do uh singing but i'll talk about that yeah is um but i walk in there and i'm going i make it you promise guys number one i'm as smart as i, th- as I think i am 100 percent. i am deal with it that's awfully you think a lot of yourself i do you're right you do <laughs> there's two options i'm wrong or i'm right and if i'm wrong okay that'll out but if i'm not then you're in a really good situation so maybe you should try and work because the second part of that is that if i'm as smart as i say i am and if that's true that means you're as smart as i say you are Oh, yeah. So if I say you're doing well here, when that little voice comes in your head and tries to go, you're not really that smart. No, no, you are. Because sir said so. I said, if you can't believe in you, believe in me. Mm. Because I promise you I'm right. Um, I was talking actually just uh, yesterday with, with, with a mutual friend of ours, Georgia. Mm. Um, our, our, our friend who's the Methodist minister. Yes. And I uh, was talking about the origin of the I'm Extremely Talented. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because I've been asked to do with Megan to do a song at our local awards for Amdram for like the whole region. And there's nothing worse than a room full of Amdram people because they're so critical. They're the worst audience to have in the house. Because your friends and family are like, oh, you're so good up there. And everybody from other societies, sometimes people who they didn't get the role because you got it. Sometimes it's you've beat them for other roles in the past or they have an axe to grind against the society or they're just, you look at it from a different perspective, but more often than not, it frames itself in a negative fashion mm-hmm. more often than not. Mm-hmm. And so this is the crowd we, we got to perform for. Yeah. I've never done anything really that big at this point. You know, the previous year I done Greece where I was back row mafia and it was better than back row mafia, but this is quite the step. You a goober. <laughs> I was goober. You were friends with Zuko. 
And I remember <laughs> our local uh, Nota rep You'd MC the critic. Year. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, but he came up to me and said, "Mister, insert last name here." He said, "How you doing? You you you, you all right?" I said, "You nervous?" I said, "I'm getting nervous. I'm extremely talented." <laughs> and he went, "Oh," and he walked away. And I'm like, "Yeah." I'm bricking it i'm so <laughs> nervous but i'm like if i can have him believe then at least i can i can play to that i can be that character i can be some two levels deep i'm playing a character who's not afraid of singing this song he's got to sing in a minute yeah yeah, yeah. and it worked and ever since then i kind of got over that side and you go once you've done things people don't get stage fright anymore once you've done things and survived them and had positive experiences i always still get stage fright <sighs> i get nervous i don't get yeah. fright i don't think yeah, i'm gonna get it I, no. I think i'm gonna get it wrong no, I've, how many numbers have I done on big empty stages when it's just me and an audience and I'm yeah, staring yeah, them yeah. down, right? Yeah. And if I can do that once, I'm not going to forget how to do it. So at the, when I did the summer school the other week, it was brilliant because we were, on Monday we were given, right, here's the song you're going to sing, here's your monologue you're going to do, go. And then we got to Friday evenings, it was just five days. Um, and I, we, went, we went on stage and you just have to do it. Yeah. It's, it's a brilliant exercise in know your stuff or get yourself out of trouble or just keep going if you do yeah. fuck up because I did mess up some of my words for the um, song duet we were doing um, and just just kept going made noise and <laughs> eventually I caught back up to myself and it's a, it was brilliant to go oh okay even if I'm not 100% on things I have I do now have the skill and the ability to kind of just bounce back in like which was it was quite affirming so I the that. thing that's changed the most for me in the last even news this podcast I'm a much better public speaker now Okay. I'm much much better public speaker. Like the stuff I was doing that you saw me, well, you saw me do a bad version of it, but you saw me do, no, but, you saw me do a better version of it at the award show, I think as well. So, yeah, 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 um, yeah. but like I remember having to do a speech for my wedding or something like that, and uh, stumbling through the whole thing. And See, knowing. now I was okay with stuff like that. You know, if I'm thinking on my feet about something I I know about, I'm okay. Um, I think my problem is I get imposter syndrome, and I think to myself, that's what I did. I was like, ooh. So I would just try and be funny rather than actually say something meaningful. And I think over the years I've discovered I can do both. Yeah. Yeah. The so, only time I've ever been on stage and not been that terrified yep. was Shakespeare. Weird. Well, the audience aren't going to know if you get it wrong, are they? <laughs> <laughs> I worked damn hard for that. You did work damn hard for that. Um, so we get a point of view shot from his perspective driving the car. And it's interesting because we had the one from Shelby's perspective earlier. Yeah. And now we get the one from him. But his is like, whereas uh, Shelby's was all shaky cam and kind of like, look how out of control it is. It was like a little bit of slow motion in there. It was like a steady shot. It's nice, yeah. It represented like just how quickly he sees the world. I like how they explain it later on. You know, uh, the quicker you go, the slower it gets. Yeah, it's a great little um, oh, I think it's voiceover great. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we meet uh, Peter Miles, the little boy played by Noah Jupe, who I think... As kids go... Well, I don't know what else has he done? Because I, I recognize him. As kids go, he weren't that bad. Yeah, I don't know if he's a great performance from him, but man, do they write him well. Yeah. He's not bad. I don't know if he's great. No, 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 no. But, you know, track yeah. record for kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. he's, he's, he was all right. No, he, he does a serviceable job, absolutely. And yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's opposite Christian Bale again. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 Um, so we see Peter Miles and we see, um, he's, he's watching his dad on the track and this will be a motif they'll come back to over and over again. He's going to always be watching his dad and we're often going to be showing up from his perspective, yep. which is going to be important later in the movie. Yep. And Shelby is watching and he's in the ratings going, not yet, 
Not yet, because he's running past someone, right? Because he's a race for himself. And he goes, now. And Miles does it the exact same time. So yeah. they come, they're cut from the same cloth. As yeah, and I'm trying to two. say to you that they are the same people, yep. you know, race driver-wise. Yeah, he is the guy who that's Shelby can't gets, be anymore. Yeah, That's why he gets him. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> we, we cut to the end of the... Um, the race is coming home and he's going, I'm, I'm H-A-P-P-Y. I'm H-A-P-P-Y. I think I am. I know I am. I'm H-A-P-P-Y. Which is great. It's this wonderful little almost like kid-like energy he has when he wins. And meanwhile, Damon's got the wrench and he throws it to some person to get this framed. I know I recognized him. He's the little boy in both the A Quiet Place films. I haven't seen it. John Krasinski's son and also in Wonder as well. So, which is a boy about... A film based on the book that's about a boy who's got like uh facial abnormalities he's a little boy who befriends him it's very good it makes me sad it makes me cry oh when you said wanda i thought you meant wanda no, so did I. Oh, okay uh okay so i don't feel too bad because i don't know that after the race we find out that the irs have padlocked the garage and they're screwed and uh you know she goes how bad are we he goes we're basically left without a pot to piss in and she goes help me in a nest egg he's like yep we did She's very understanding here. Very understanding. And she says, your passion is racing. You're good at it. You know, why are you... She's a little bit of a moving target in places. She is. Yeah. Uh, we meet Lee Iacocca. I've not put the actor's name down. Uh, it's a pitch meeting, and he's pitching for Ford Motor Racing to be a bigger deal. He's the guy who's in The Punisher. Is TV he? series. He's brilliant. He says, if we want to beat Ferrari, we need to think like Ferrari. Uh, or sorry, if we, we need to think like Ferrari. So Enzo Ferrari will go down as the greatest car maker of all time. And it's not because he made the most cars. It's because of what his cars mean. And his cars mean victory. And so... In the standing of the, the company, where is he? Because isn't the... I call him Leo, but I don't think his name his is... His name is Leo. Leo. Yeah. Oh, is Leo, is it? Uh, Leo is like the the second down from uh, Henry Ford, isn't he? Uh, Leo eventually becomes that guy, yes. So where is this other guy, Punisher guy? He's probably on the same level as Leo at this point in the film. Because he tells a lot of home truths and get away with it. Yep. You know, he's the one who has the conies to go to Henry Ford and go, well, actually. He's also got the biggest post-real-life stature. So Lee Iacocca will go on to be um, president of Chrysler one day. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he has a very successful run and, like, revolutionizes home automobile, home automobile. I guess the first automobile sort of buying experience in the 1980s. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um... Even though there's an arse in this. Lee Iacocca? Is he the... No, no, there's, there's a Leo and there's a Lee. You need to make oh. sure you can tell the difference between oh, these okay, two. Okay, okay. So Leo is the guy who ends up heading up the racing division. The asshole. Le- yes. Yeah. Lee is the guy who's kind of a middleman. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He's brilliant. He's all right. He's, he's the guy who goes on to Chrysler. He makes yeah, it. That's yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. See, he's got, he's got the no. He's got, he knows what's going on. And I think he's having his... Um, uh, screws turn because obviously he's in the company and he's trying to make things right isn't he but he gets he gets carol and carol gets ken he's played by john bernthal for what it's worth yeah um he goes what if the ford badge means victory um he says look let's shortcut the development process and uh ken has a plan and uh, the the son wakes up to him throwing all of his cups and racing trophies in the bin and he tells his wife um 
I'm going to stop racing and get a proper job. And she's like, you love racing. He's like, yeah, but nah, it's it's over. It, it would have happened by now. And the kid, meanwhile, rescues all the trophies and stashes them cool. under his bed, which is yeah. a nice thing, yeah. Which fits perfectly under his bed. <laughs> meanwhile, the people at uh, Ford are getting a tour of Ferrari. Um, I didn't quite fully understand this. So They're going to buy Ferrari is what, that's what they're, they're trying to do. They're there to look at it before they buy it. Oh, and is Enzo Ferrari knowing this? Yep. Oh, okay. So one man builds an engine; it's all hand built. So this is the exact opposite of the of the factory we saw with Henry yeah, Ford. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he says it's like a mafia head, and there's pictures being taken. And like, well, obviously, if you're Ford, you don't want to be seen here. No, uh, at Ferrari, especially if, if if you get turned down, then yeah, it's yeah. like you got you got big time on the on the, on the global stage. And so the deal they make, Leah, not Leah Iacocca, Enzo Ferrari, is Ford wants to buy out Ferrari. And uh, well, the whole company, yeah, they're going to buy it because they because they say in that meeting that Ferrari's bleeding money. Now, you, I, I thought they were going to Carroll Shelby, but they weren't. They're going to here first. Oh, okay. Because I understood they were just trying to buy the race team, not nope. not actual Ferrari. They're going to buy everything. So wow, no wonder he says what he says. They said uh, we'll call it four Ferrari, and the sort of home automobile will be a ninety ten split. But when we do the racing, it'll be Ferrari Ford Racing, and that'll be you'll have a ninety percent ownership stake in that. But it's about the marrying of these two brands. How can I get the Ferrari gloss onto the Ford name? Yeah, yeah. And so this guy who takes a picture, uh, and we see him running away. Uh, we meet Enzo Ferrari, played by Remo Gironi, who for a guy who didn't have a whole lot of, I don't think he had a single line of English. No, he doesn't. I thought he had a presence, which is he all that you really have to have. He had a great presence, yep. which Enzo Ferrari did anyway. Um, he wants some time to read this, and basically he says, go over there. I need to, and he says, he's going to read it right, right down in there. Uh, the, the photographer runs to Fiat. Um, Enzo says, well, what if we disagree on something? racing wise and i want to run le mans and you say no i don't want you to run le mans who wins and they go well should that unlikely situation happen we win at which point he goes and i'm not doing it now the problem is and i don't know how it works out because they want to have two different narratives going on at the same time Mm. they want to have a narrative that this is all nothing more than a stalling tactic and so they were going to try and find any reason whatsoever to break this deal because all they were using is Ford for leverage to get a higher price from Fiat. Yeah. But then they have Enzo hit on something that's actually quite central to his character, the importance of making great race cars. Yeah. So he's not just holding them up for anything. He's found the one thing that matters the most to him in the world. Yeah. So it's hard to spin this as just... When do you buy a Ferrari these days? Or any any day, just as a, a family runaround, you don't do. You? They're all race cars. Yes, but some are specifically made to competitively race, and some are meant yeah, yeah, for I'm saying private ownership. Ford itself is a family car. Yeah, and they do budget cars, bigger cars, expensive cars. So imagine the Mustang by Ford Ferrari. It's that. It's that. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. But Ferrari has always had that prestige yep. of, they don't just do family runaround cars nope. do they they always the sass in his blood that's racing 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 so yep. that would pick up on something right like that. so the, if that's authentic then it gets in the way of his other narrative which is that it's all duplicitous 
Yeah. Because what happens then? He says, go back. Uh, he says, go back to your big, ugly factory making your big, ugly cars. And tell his, your boss that all his smug executives are the sons of whores. <laughs> That's funny. And then Fiat ends up buying out Ferrari. And Enzo, it says, on the thing, will control the racing program. I have Fiat. Yeah, so I was going to kind of have like a little Ferrari. little Ferrari. Baby Ferrari. There you go. No, it doesn't go. The engine is far too small to be a race car. <laughs> yeah. Um, so back in America, Henry Ford II wants to know what Enzo said exactly. And so he mentions the stuff about the factory. He said, no, what do you say about me? And I don't think anything that's said here is anything that, that he said. Because he says, you're fat. Oh, yeah, he, he says he does say that. Does he? He says no, he's I'm fat. I'm sure it was translated, yeah. I don't remember him saying don't he's remember. fat. I don't remember when he says you're you're not Henry Ford. You're just Henry Ford the second. He, he definitely, definitely didn't. No, he definitely said that one. What? Yeah, he definitely said that one. Because I thought he was just saying things to poke the bear to get the response no, he wants. No, no, no. Because Lee Iacocca, what does he want? He wants him to go he ahead and to go toe to toe. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what he wants. No, as I remember, he absolutely says that. Oh, Henry he does Ford say second rate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm pretty sure he says that second rate. No, he calls him Henry Ford the second. You're not. Henry Ford, you're Henry Ford II. Uh, Henry Ford II says we're going to win at Le Mans, and there's our timeline for the film, or so we thought. Um, sorry, Megs is commenting about a Lord of the Rings musical. Yeah, she went to see it on at the weekend with oh, Amy. Yeah. What's her message about that? Mm. Oh, she just responded then. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> see, live on air, guys. <laughs> Oh, I think I, I made a joke. She said she was somewhere, and I said, I'm confused. What is a name the name of the place? I think Berkshire or something like that. Berkshire? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I made it. Uh, what's a Berkshire? <laughs> I think she asked the response. I'm like, all right. Sounds like a cheese. I wasn't literally asking. <laughs> well, there we go. That's okay. Um, so Lee wants... Oh, sorry. Where are we at here? Oh, still time on for the film, but it's not. But we go back to Shelby American, um, and, you know, Shelby now... Carol Shelby's silent cars. Making cars, well, selling he, cars. Because Shelby, obviously, I know about the history of Shelby and Ford. So, obviously, they don't break ties because um, Shelby take, basically takes the second-rate Mustang and he gives them some oomph and some prestige. Hence why you get the Shelby Mustangs. Yeah. You know, and um, so there must, there, there must be a history that happens in this film because, obviously, I knew they weren't going to break ties. So... Um, yeah, it was just one of those uh, that hard to get hold of. You know, like over here, um, they have um, Ford cars where they have Cosworth engines. No. So again, that's like a Carroll Shelby thing. So you'll get a Sierra, Ford Sierra, normal car. You'll get another guy called Cosworth who would then put in a bigger engine, tweak it, make it better. And these cars are going for stupid money, just like the Car- um, Shelby cars. Shelby decides to make Cobras, which is his own maker brand of yeah. car. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just ran on there. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem at this point he's that into bed with Ford. No, this no. precise moment. But I knew the history of them, so yeah, yeah. I knew that he weren't going to break ties with them. So Iacocca comes in and says, what, what's with the wrench? And he said, ah, it's just something. Uh, Lee asks Shelby, hypothetically, if Henry Ford II wanted to win Le Mans, what does that mean? He breaks it down. He's like... It's not even about the car. Nope. You got to have a driver who can do it. Mm-hmm. And from step one, his first mention is the driver is the most important thing. Yeah. Which is weird when you're, when you're, uh, uh, your business is making cars. Yeah. 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 
this does get me though because obviously it's not just one driver the whole 24 hours they swap yeah. in and out yeah. and they kind of gloss past that they, they gloss bit. past who the second guy because is it's but like, if the if the first guy's brilliant great but if the second guy isn't as the second guy good, has to also listen to the now i did some research on it um as it was going on and th- most of it goes does go to uh what's, the plan? Uh, Ma- what's miles's first name again? Ken. Ken. I was going to say Len. I'm like, I know that's not right. <laughs> Ken Miles. And so most of the credit does seem to go to him, but he was, yeah, he was part of a partnership. He was. And the and guy gets like one mention. as well. Like, it's, what, yeah. I what I couldn't figure out, because if you do four-hour shifts, uh, my, my interest didn't give me a definitive answer either, because he, he does finish the race. But if you do the first four hours, theoretically you should do hours zero through four. You should then do hours... <laughs> Eight through twelve. Yeah, you should then do hours sixteen to twenty, yeah. and not do the last. Yeah, the last go. But yet we we we, we have, have to that. have him start, and we have to have him finish. Don't we? But I think in the real race he does. I don't know how they break it down. Unless he goes, look, we need because the thing about Ken Miles, he's not just a racer, is he? He's a mechanic. Yep. I don't think the other guy's a mechanic. He's just a racer. Yeah, but he still and, has to do his part too. He starts. Even if he's just like, just don't break my car for the next four hours. Yeah, I know. But I mean, I think he's, I think what they probably did is they probably went, look, we need you to, because they were falling behind, weren't they? So maybe he goes, look, two hours, let's get you back in. Because there's no, there's no rhyme and reason why you can do three hours if you want, or two hours, four hours. As long as somebody's racing, it doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah. It's not like standard. You have to do four hours. You have to do. Oh, four I don't hours. know. It comes. It's just, it sounds like it's a hard four-hour yeah. rule. Yeah, uh, that's not the way I always read it. I always thought you could just all throughout. They kept saying it's out, coming up to us four hours, and the rest of strategy. Yeah, but I don't thing. think as a strategy. Yeah, uh, more than the thing. Um, Shall I Google it? Yeah, find out. You can. Why? Yeah, because I could be wrong. Um, that's just not the way I understood it. Uh, where are we at here? So Lee says, well, "What if I give you a blank check?" And he goes, "Look, you can't buy a win." You can't. You need to tell Henry Ford. You can't buy a win at Le Mans. That's brave to say it to Ford, isn't it? Well, especially because give him money. He's going to give him as much money as he wants. Yeah, but you can get the guy who can give you a chance. That's pretty fair. So at the diner, um, he's sitting there talking to Ken Miles, and we get told he asks how long have you got. He goes ninety days, and Miles got it figured out. He said, "You don't get it. You don't get it." Because here's what's going to happen. It's not about you because everyone's going to be saying something and they got a boss and they got a boss and they got a boss. Yeah, it's satisfy all of these bosses. He pretty much says, here's how the movie's going to be. Yeah, and he's not let, wrong. Let me save you two hours. Here's yeah, what's going to happen. Two and a half. Uh, well, at this point, we're about uh, half yeah, hour. Two hours, yeah. He's, he goes, well, meet me at the Mustang launch. We, I got to do a speech. And here we meet Leo Beebe, played by Josh Lucas. I've seen him before. He was in a few things. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Oh, he's, you know what? He's got a Christian Bale link to him. He was in American Psycho. Was he? Yeah. He must be one of the other schmoes. He looked he looked familiar. Yeah. Um Peter, the kid, loves the Mustang. He's like, this is amazing. It's a nice looking shape. And then Ken like tears it apart. Cause Leo Beebe for some reason the, the senior vice president in charge of the Mustang is gonna be the one to tell the kid, Hey, can you, hey, can you tell your kid to keep your hands off the paint? Not some underling who might yeah, be there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he's doing that because he's seeing it from a mechanical point of view, not, you know, in a racing point of view. Who, um, who's this? Ken. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't got that part yet, but then Ken starts telling him everything's wrong with, yeah, with the car because yeah. he's read the specs. Yeah. And he's going, you've put a really nice coat of paint yeah. on a real mediocre car. It's a secretary's car. Yeah. Because it's not about what it looks like or how cool it looks or any of those things. The people at Ford are... You know, designed. It's weird for a company that was like, I need to have all these great ideas. 
the minute you say to someone, this isn't a good idea, they're like, how, how, how dare you? We're, we're Ford. Ford. <laughs> Stupid. Um, so, what Leo wants, Leo don't always get. Yes. <laughs> so meanwhile, Carol Shelby's commandeered the plane. It was one of the, that was a really fun moment. It was. And he makes an entrance and even parks it like a car. Yeah. He like backs up into out. the spot and yeah, he, yeah. the door's right there. Yeah. He's a showman. He and I'm like, is he a showman? Because if he is, the movie doesn't do this nearly enough either. No, true. You know what I mean? Like it's. I think because he can't race anymore, he takes his. Um, he needs a new high, a new adrenaline thing. But the and reason I why think... he can't drive is because his heart doesn't work. Yeah. And he even says, "What about short distance?" He went, "No." So what he can do and what he can't do is a bit up in the air because it seems like he's a thrill seeker. But like, does your heart not get affected he's by still this? Racing oh, is this when he mentions fighting uh, in the war? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he does because he flies plane so he absolutely did fight in the war as yeah well. and ken miles there is a reference to him yeah. so yeah, right. yeah. yeah they fought in the war so yeah so then how do you de- deprogram people who were in the war right exactly um so uh he gets his first touch of a corporate meeting and he meets uh, sorry corporate meddling and he meets leo bb who's um I'm trying to figure out what he was saying here. It was just the idea that, you know, look, I'm in charge. I'm going to help be part of this, and I'm going to help you choose your... Oh, we just started thinking about our lineup for Le Mans. And yeah. he, he goes, yeah, I'm thinking about so-and-so, so-and-so, and, of course, uh, Ken Miles. And goes, we're not really seeing Ken Miles. He goes, we've met or something, anyway. He? he goes, yeah, yeah, we've met. <laughs> so he makes a speech about working, not working, and obsessions. And he says, there's another person who this reminds me of. And it's a really hard shot on Ken Miles. Mm. And then he goes, and his name was Henry Ford. Which is about, you know, something you have to do. And it's like, why would he mention Ken Miles, a guy no one's heard of, when he's there at a corporate gig for Ford? Yeah, because he's basically looking at Ken, going, Ken, I'm talking about you. But he's got, he's trying to mediate, isn't he? And he goes, my name's Carol Shelby. And I build race cars. I build race cars. It's a great sign-off. Yeah, yeah. So I've had to translate it from French um, online, but what it says about Le Mans with the drivers, it says, on the on the 24 hours of racing, a driver cannot spend less than six hours or more than 14 hours behind the wheel. So what? So it doesn't have to be an even split. Yeah. In addition, he may not drive for more than four hours per six-hour increment under penalty of... under. Like there's a penalty if you do so that. So he needs at least two hours off every six hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you could make that work. Yeah, you get yeah, a camp, okay. yeah. But obviously they don't actually like give you that information in the film at all. No, but that's the way I always understood. No, uh, they do yada yada yada. Over, they do, yeah, over it, yeah. Um, so um, I'm glad you looked those things up because I'd, I'd be, I'd still be looking it up next week. And it was in French, and I had to like know how to translate a page to English. So well done, you. <laughs> what a wonderful time we. As opposed to a couple of years ago where it wouldn't, it wouldn't translate it for you. And you'd be like, it's all in French, guys. I can't tell you. <laughs> yeah. um, he makes a speech. Oh, I said already. Um, Ken leaves with his kid. I think they plan to go. Ice cream was a constant theme in this movie. Yeah, Let's well, go get some ice cream. Ice cream. Uh, Ken is picked up that evening for a 30-minute meeting. And it's a new car off the plane from England. And uh, they get Ken to test drive the new car. And he lists everything that because at first he's like oh that's a nice looking car Thanks. and then he drives it and he's like this sucks this 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 transmission yep. the gearbox the uh. and as he says things like there's the part where they start saying yeah it lifts up it wants to be an airplane yeah yep. yeah yeah so the next day in a really interesting scene where <laughs> he's always eating um <laughs> probably because he lost all the weight for the movie yeah. so he's like give me those chips uh crisps um and 
she goes, where'd you go last night? And he's being real cagey. And so she decides, all right, I've got you in a car. I'm going to re- <laughs> I'm gonna risk both of our lives driving this really quickly until you tell me what the answer is going to be. She just want honesty. Yeah. You know, and he won't, he's scaring around it. Didn't I tell you? No, you didn't. Come on, be honest. It's your wife. Yeah, she says, don't, uh, it, come down, it came down to don't give me the answer you think I want to hear. Yeah. Tell me the truth. That's what we need to be. We need to be because a couple who tells the, the truth. truth. Yeah. Yeah. And she believes him in as a racer. Yeah, that was my one thing. I'm confused too. I'm like, what does she want from him? Does she want him not? As, when, think, she, when she breaks it down to, it's about being honest. Going, okay, I get it. Yeah, it's being honest. And I think what it was, because she said, look, because he was going, no, 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 I'm going to have to get another job. I'm going to have to do this. Racing's over. And she was like trying to talk him into it. Yep. To stay, stay as a racer. You're good. Please do it. But once she's made that decision, then she's had to recalculate what yeah. she's doing. And she's working all these jobs. And so he's bringing no, no money really at this point. Exactly. And they've seized all his tools. They've, yeah. And she was like, I can't work any more hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so how, ragged. How much are they going to pay you for this? And he goes, look, it's uh, $200 a day plus expenses. He says, but, but I haven't said yes. And she goes, are you nuts? Are you nuts? <laughs> $200 a day would equal... In 2019, so you got to add a little bit more onto on top of this. Yeah, yeah. One thousand six hundred and twenty dollars a day. Woo! I want that job. Could do that. Yeah. Can you work seven days a week? <laughs> yes, I can. Yes. <laughs> um, if this were limited to a normal two hundred and fifty day a week, uh, uh, two hundred and fifty day work year, uh, five days a week, working fifty weeks a year, which is the American style. Yeah. That would be a salary of four hundred and five thousand dollars. Whoa! Not too shabby. No, going from nothing to that. Yeah. So this movie of the montage. We have a montage where they look at this cool bit where they take the computer out of the car and they like tape all this like cotton wool, wool, yeah, cotton wool yeah. to it, and so you can see where the air. I don't know how you can see the air is getting trapped in there from this, but it was a fun moment, especially with the binoculars. I yeah. don't like that guy, by the way. I'm, I'm not. I'm not keen on him as an actor. I saw him in. Um, was this like Shelby's what, number number guy? two guy? Yeah. I really like Phil. him. Oh, I struggled with him. But I think that's because I saw I him Phil. in... I think I, I saw him in a TV series where he was a horrible, mean piece of work. And I can't get that out of my head. He reminds me of... Um, what's his face? Is Remus Lupin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the same sort of like vibe yeah, yeah. about him. Oh, he was in... Oh, what is his name? He was in the new Inspector Calls. Dang yeah, it. I can't remember what his name is. Yeah, I, mean, oh, do you know what? I think he was probably in um, Sons of Anarchy. The guy I'm thinking of was the bad guy in Wonder Woman who tells her, you're the God killer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why do you say this? If you don't tell her, you're still alive. Yeah, yeah he's the guy in, uh, in it's, this, it's the same guy, but what's his actor? David Thulis. Well, Thulis. T-H-E-W-L-I-S. Him. Yeah. So we also do a bit where they go, okay, the engine doesn't work. Can we do something else with the engine? What can we do? And they said, we actually have a uh, a GT outside. And they go outside. And the guy says, can I borrow your helmet? And they're like, maybe we should ask. And he just steals the car. And That's does. brilliant. And as they go around, though, they they we then have a, a cross cut of him driving the car with the Ford execs telling him, this is where he finds out that Ken can't come to Le Mans. He's not a Ford guy. And then it goes, what was the what was the track record here? And he's just beating it by like eight, eight seconds. seconds. Yeah, eight seconds in a race car is an is eternity. It, yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Because hundreds of a second they get. Yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, Carol Shelby then has to tell Ken he's not coming, but he kind of does it in this way that everybody knows. Yeah. It's almost like it's a reality show, and rather than here's your rose, 
it's here's your passport application. <laughs> so when you don't get one, you know you're not going. Can, can I need to talk to you? Can I see you in my <laughs> office? Well, he'd already have a passport though, wouldn't he? Because he's English, and he's obviously come from England, so he wouldn't need a passport application. It's an interesting thought. That's how, that's how I've already... He, I've, there was obviously other people that were going who were in that room, but only that Another guy thing. needed a passport application. Why is Ken's English? Yes. His wife's English? Yes. Why are they over in America? I thought you were going to ask why his kid was in English. I'm like, because accents are different. No, 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 no. But why are they over in America? I'm guessing they're chasing the dream. I'll find out. I didn't, there we go. Maybe at the end of the war, maybe they stayed. I found something out this this week. What percentage of what percentage of Americans do you think have passports? It's so small compared to. God, it can't be. Yeah, seventeen percent. Oh, you're 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 low here. Twenty-seven, forty. I say, yeah. But just a a couple decades ago, or before before nine eleven, the number was much closer to. Uh, 14%. Wow. And the reason for the jump is just because Canada and Mexico, as well as the US, they all started asking for passports when you cross those borders now. Uh, Previously, okay. you get in with your driver's license. Yep, yep. You didn't need to have a passport. Uh, so not many Americans fly abroad. Oh, no, Americans. Because in a sense, why would you? You got everything there. Like, if you want to talk about geology or climate or it's one thing that's a canadian i went i'm really jealous of this because we don't have the same extreme if you want to live a summertime thing where you live on the beach you can go to miami yeah you can live there california or, or you can or you can visit there you know what i mean yeah. but if you want I like snow and seasons and uh sort of that sort of postcard instead okay you got you got new england yeah. or i want to live more of a hippie sort of culture life okay you got seattle mm. or san francisco san fran yeah or if you want to be a cowboy, you know, Texas, what do yeah. you want? It's all there. Yeah, it is, yeah. So once that's in play, then the idea about why would you travel now, you know, I think this, the, the other extreme of that example is here in England where so many places are so close. So you take a United States of America and you put it so England is the West Coast now. We're California or we're Seattle. Yeah. And then you stretch the map across Europe. Well, the same equivalent is flying to Miami. You're probably going to the Czech Republic. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. so it's looking at what our scope is. So the British numbers got to be probably in the 80s for percentages. I would guess. Got to be because we travel a ton. Yeah, yeah. Like where I'm right now. Like I'm when when, when I get back in the new year, it'll be for the new school year. It'll be did did you go anywhere? That's what teachers always say to each other about our breaks. Did did, did you go anywhere? Did, did you see it? And people have been to. I got. Spain, colleagues Turkey. who've been to Spain. One guy went to the camping trip, and now he's in France. Some of the women's in the U.S. and Canada. Like we, the, Canada. we're just in. I think Americans and Canadians, by extension, because Canadians will do fun in the sun holidays, but they don't really go because it's a big ocean. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, but Brits are much of, more likely to travel. Abroad. I can imagine a lot of Canadians would cross the border, though, wouldn't they go to America? And yeah, a lot of versa. Americans will go vice versa. Vice yeah, versa, because it's also it's such. What, what, what do you want? You want something that feels different? Yeah, okay, it feels different. But do you want them to speak English? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Do you want them to like the same things you like? Yeah, and if if you really want, hey, do you have like a... And I suppose if you want to go to Cuba... And the changes like are that, so not, small. That, yeah. If, if you're in America, you can't go to Cuba. Yeah, yeah. Oh, can you not? No, no, no it's, it's still illegal. Is it? Oh, yeah, you can't go to Cuba. <gasps> That's been the case since the, since the Kennedy days. Oh, wow. 
So if you, if you're American born in cars, America, you straight up just can never go to Cuba. If you're an American citizen, unless you're working there for a special government, you have to get special government permission. Really? Oh, yeah. So why American cars, those old American cars over in Cuba? Because that's that's why they're, that's why it's old American cars in Cuba, because that was the last time you were allowed to trade with them. Ah, I thought that was a thing. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> they just really like that, that, that style of car. No, no, no. Does it's people because, from Cuba go to America? No. It's both ways. Wow. You can defect... So that means, like, I renounce my Cuban uh, citizenship. Is that and why I'm you now an like Cuban Miami? Because a lot of this well, that and, and illegal immigration, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of a more casual defecting, I suppose. Is that what happened in Scarface then with um, Al Pacino's character? I've He's, never seen Scarface, um, so I can't sure comment. He was Cuban, and I think they, there's a lot of Cuban. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of Cuban like immigration. Immigration, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of going across. Like Miami's very Cuban influenced. Yeah, yeah. It looks wonderful. Cubano. I'd love to visit. Well, Cuba? Well, I've seen a lot of See, I've been, Cuba in Miami. I've, I've been to Cuba. So um, for us to go to Cuba... Fine. For, ah. It's it's just America and the US. So it's both great for Canada because we're the number one trading partner. Oh, okay. It makes sense. So you go on a vacation in Canada, yeah, sorry, in Cuba, it's going to be like a ton of Canadians, some Brits, and then the rest of Europe. I assume yeah. it was a... The, was there a war or something? I genuinely am completely ignorant to this. Uh, in the Cold War times, right. Cuba was communist and therefore was synced up with uh, the Soviet Union. Was mm-hmm. that Jake and so, No. Who was that guy? Fidel Castro? Fidel Castro, that's the guy. So because of that, you gotta keep in mind that Cuba's like 90 miles from Florida. Right, yeah. It's not 90. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the Soviets then, they have, a, they have an ally. America's so it's not a big old ocean between you anymore. No, Your no, number no. one enemy yeah, yeah, yeah. is close. Can park their subs ninety miles from yeah. Florida. That's nuts. Like it's you could do it theoretically in Siberia, I suppose, and aim for for Alaska, which is a very real concern as well. But you're a lot closer to the mainland United States, and you can port your stuff in Cuba, and then you can go up the coast. Like it's a much smaller world when that happens. Why is that still in place? Well, sorry, this all gets to the what's called the Cuban Missile Crisis, which mm. happens in the early 1960s. Yeah. Uh, it's on Kennedy's watch where they try and, and basically everybody had their nukes pointed at everybody, right? And the fear was really? once one person pulls the trigger, will, yeah. everyone's going to pull the trigger. And, and depending just- on who you listen to and which reports you go, it got pretty close. Yeah. Because yeah. imagine Crimson Tide, mm-hmm. but you don't know who's pulled, so you've all got your fingers on the yeah, button. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, because you're going to have it's, that. It's why nuclear weapons shouldn't exist at all, no, but that's a completely different yeah. Yeah. tangent. Which is why they got rid of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so, they limited them and stopped making them, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But that's the 60 years. Why is that Why is that still in place? Uh, America's not stopped. It's like, sorry, America. Uh, Cuba's not stopped being really communist. Right. So that sort of old school, if the reason why you were embargoing them wasn't a Soviet thing. It's because they're communist. Uh, well, they're still communist. What are you going to do now? You're, you're trading pretty freely with China. So, like, now, and, and yeah. although China's kind of like a small C communist rather than a big C communist yeah, now, yeah, China's yeah. definitely going a bit more towards capitalism. Yeah, but yeah. So there's there's stuff like that. Plus, it's such a power imbalance. America's got all the power in this because they don't really need Cuba. Cuba needs Cuba's a lot more to gain than America does by opening them back up. True. That just true. that just that just feels like bullying at this point. Then, like, <laughs> I, 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 my my view on the world is is not everyone's view. On the if world. I'm if, well aware if of a that, Gen but. Z person taught, uh, <laughs> taught, isn't it though? Surely, like how big America is and how much of a global unit America is. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know, sixty years ago we had a fight. 
we don't need you bye now, i don't know if, i don't know hang on though i don't know if cuba's petitioning to get back in no, or not i don't not. know maybe these things not. but yeah no just it, that, that it looked like their, their stance has appeared to be softening but not enough that anything's really happening the fact that like if you cannot trade with people the fact that just citizens can't legally visit that baffles me why is it still that strict Because there's a difference between not trading with podcast. people. <laughs> I don't know if the inability for Americans to travel because it could it, it can go two ways, right? Mm. So America stops trade. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean they're the ones who say we can't visit. Although, no, no, no. although the fear of communism was so heavy, it probably was yeah. that deal as well, which we saw a lot of an Oppenheimer. So, and I guess the, mm. I guess if you visit, you're technically trading, aren't you? Because you're you'd buy things you'd while buy you're stuff there. And those there. Sorts yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah. But you're helping their economy. Yeah, yeah. That, that baffles me. Total fake economy for Canadians when you go over. They make up, they made up their own like fake money. Yeah. That you spend at the resorts. And you can't spend anywhere else. No other place in the world recognizes this currency, but it's like you go in there and you buy like Disneyland dollars. Wow. And then you, so you can't even tip people with it because it has no value outside of these resorts. Yeah. So the best thing you can do is bring a few American dollars with you and tip your, your, Barmaid staff. Because I'm already thinking American dollars can be used pretty much. Oh, US greenback, you can use anywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's, uh, uh, American dollars, it's one of the most stable currencies in the world, so everybody's yeah. okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Canadian dollars, not so much. Not that we're not stable, but it's just not, doesn't have the reputation. The same prestige. They'd look at it like, is this, you put this at home on a printer or what's going on with this? <laughs> you can walk into a shop in the UK, though, like in England with like Scottish money and people will look at you like, what are you trying to do? That's fake. Like, so. right. We got Trump power through this. We have, yeah. Um, and it's not even Megan And so, yeah. <laughs> so, cross, oh, right. So he's being told, no, he can't do that. He said it's the new, uh, he sets the new record. Leo says, "Put a Ford type." He puts his hand on his shoulder too, which is the ultimate. Like I'm the sh- uh, I'm, I'm the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a Ford type driver in the car, and so um, Shelby gets to tells Ken of the corporate decision. He refuses to engage with the emotions and just gives advice. Especially says, "Watch out for the gearbox. Come morning, it'll overheat." And in that nice though, he's still talking about the car. He's doing his job. He's doing his job, yeah. And he does this all the way through the movie. And he goes in on the race day, and he gets a cup of Thai food. Cup of tea? You ever had Thai food? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. I haven't had it. Yeah, it's just a type of tea. Yeah, type of tea. Or cheaper tea. Cheaper tea, yeah. yeah. Bit more working class, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. What's Tetley? Is Tetley like Tory tea? Oh, don't you say that. No, no, no. I love Tetley. Tetley is not Tory tea. Tetley is with Thai food. Twinings is Tory tea. See, in Canada... Tetley is, well, Tetley's got like, a, I like Tetley. got like a long history on like twinings, which doesn't have a long history, but I hear you saying about no, premium twinings tea. has a really long oh, really? history. Yeah. So, but te- back home, Tetley's like the like, it's like Stella back home when I've said Stella's yeah, like yeah, this yeah. really posh beer back home. <laughs> and you're like, really? Oh yeah, no, Tetley is like, it's Tetley's the monkey, like, yeah. No, 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 that's, yeah. that's PG Tips. PG oh, Tips. the monkey, but the Tetley's, Tetley's, Tetley's got those, is, got those, well. is those little card cartoon yeah. guys. Oh, and they're Stanley. cute. Stanley, yeah. Um, oh no, I love Telly. Yorkshire teas, the uh, the one I think that has the some prestige, clout around here. Prestige, prestigious, tough tea. tea. Yeah. It's a working man's tea. It's yeah. because it's made for harder water, so it, it tastes better. Yeah. yeah. Um, I prefer Telly though. Tea really? I do. Yeah. Uh, Yorkshire tea is always in my uh, for the most part, unless PG Tips is real cheap. Then I buy some PG Tips. Oh, I don't like PG Tips. It's got, tang, it's got tang to it. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm going to show up one day with just like a whole 
I'm <laughs> to retro records and toys because every time I'm there, I get a cup of tea. So I probably owe you about a good box of tea. So I'm just gonna get you like a giant. You'll never have to buy tea again. Oh, you. you'd have to have a thank you. That'll be funny to come. <laughs> um, and so uh, he says he's he tells the the janitor, "I'm not going to screw it. I'm not even going to listen to the race." And then as soon as he's gone, he turns it on and he's working on the car the whole time. And you hear the montage of the race as it's going. And even though he's and he can hear what's going on with the car, he's going. Too early. Too, too yeah, early to be doing yeah, this. Mind the gearbox, mind the brakes, yeah. and he's doing all this, right? But if you notice, I didn't notice this until my girlfriend, Felicity, um, said about it. You know when the plane com- comes in? Yeah. And the light? Yeah. You know the, the shadow of the cars? Yeah. It oh, looks like, like the moving. cars are racing. Oh, that's interesting. Isn't that, that clever? Yeah. Because yeah. I did notice it. We were trying to do something, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> Sorry, it just made me giggle. Because I was like, Twinings is an old company. And then I was doubting myself. Founded 1706. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> Excellent. It's been a while. Old doesn't necessarily mean posh, but the price point does. Um, somebody comes in, and it's Molly. She asked me to listen to me, and I asked him race in France. And he goes to turn it off, and she touches him to stop him. And I thought she was going to like listen to the race. So did I. Yeah. And instead, she wants to dance, which is nice. I put a spell on you. They got a lovely dynamic. Yeah, that's so nice. We cut to Detroit. Oh, because like the, the gearbox is going on the thing. Like, like he called. The, the headline on the paper reads, Ford loses big, and Shelby meets Ford. And he says, give me one reason why I shouldn't fire everyone involved with this abomination, starting with you. I like this. And he says, I was from that myself. And I looked at that red folder, and it's uh, Leo's got the red folder in his hand. Yeah, yeah. Make it look and he goes, you know how many people had to look at that red folder? And that's the problem. The problem is all these people who get input, and they have to get their fingers in on what's really a basic situation. One person could have walked in here and given you that folder. Yep. But I had to go through all those people. We can't do this. And that includes the car and includes the racer. And he looks right at Leo when he says that. And he says, but I'll tell you why you shouldn't. I said, you can't win a race by committee. He says, for the first time ever, though, you've got Enzo Ferrari right where you want him. And Ford's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I lost. He's he not won. seeing the bigger picture, though, is he? And he goes, he gives, he gives everything's wrong with the car. He says nothing. He says everything breaks, uh, apart from the brakes. Ap- apart from apart from the brakes, which which don't stop anything. No. And but he goes, I'll tell you what we did do on the last lap. We went faster than any car Ferraris ever produced, and that's what he's thinking about. Yeah, today. of course he would. Yeah, and he's damn right. So he goes. So yeah, I'd say you got Ferrari exactly where you want him. You're welcome. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> And so um, Ford calls him over to the uh, to the desk, and he points out a little factory, and he said, over there, that's where all the tanks came out of. So you think Roosevelt beat Hitler? Think again. So he's definitely got illusions of grandeur. We're going to war. It's not the first time the Ford boys have been in war in Europe. No. And I'm like, no, it's not, because Harrison Ford went to war with the Germans in two of the three good Indiana Jones Indiana movies. movies. <laughs> Germany's declared war on the Jones boys. (laughs) Um, And so he said, we know how to do more than just push paper. And there is one man running this company and you report to him. You understand me. Go ahead, Shelby. Go to war. And he just goes, yes, sir. And he goes, call bullshit on this. Yes, because he totally changed his mind. He changed his mind straight away. And when does he ever talk to him direct again? Just once. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back to Ken. Carol apologizes to Ken, but tells him to knock it off because he says, I'm not going to apologize anymore. It's a great thing. Where he's coming with some groceries. He says, but knock it off. We got a car to build. So let's get to work. And then Ken punches him in the mouth. That's funny. 
Ken punches Shelby. They fight badly and use the groceries as weapons against each other. Did you notice, though, when they start using the weapons against them, did you notice Carol picked up uh, a tin, like a tin of beans or something? Yeah. And he puts it down. Yeah, it's because it would do damage, won't it? Yeah, and he picks up a loaf of bread instead. And I thought, now, that's two friends just getting it out. Because they revisited that, didn't they? They they, they lay there, don't they? Yeah. And he goes, this was since we'd done this what, yeah. three, four years ago or something like that. Molly gets a lawn chair and just parks it That's and watches funny. in the front lawn. Funny. And then Ken notices her and says, going to get a fizzy pop. She goes, great. Do you, would you like one, Carol? And he's, yes. like, he's like, no, do not bring him one. Do not bring him only, one. Only me. <laughs> it just still brings him out. It's like kids again, wasn't it? I genuinely, this is the sort of relationship I want is to be with like people that you could, that's just, that's lovely. I think that, their relationship, their whole relationship is, is so brilliant. good, yeah. And that's why you feel for Carol later on, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she goes, <laughs> when I go to her sister, anything we need? He goes, yeah, ice cream. <laughs> Bread. Yeah. Bread. <laughs> um, so uh, both Damon and Bale said the brawl between their characters was the most fun scene to film. Uh, both have experience of extensively choreographed fight scenes that take weeks to learn. So it was a positive change. They only had to rehearse it for 20 minutes and weren't required to look lethal while doing it. <laughs> so we have another montage. And I'm now Batman. I'm Jason Bourne. They're going to have a whole <laughs> year to go over it. Uh, and Peter keeps watching his dad drive. It's going back to the idea. We're watching Peter watch his yeah, dad. Yeah. And his lovely scene where he talks of his son at twilight, and it's beautifully shot. Oh, it's this gorgeous. whole film is beautifully yeah. shot. Uh, the, the color, and like, how many chances do you have for the scene? That is like, so what nice. do you got? Two chances to do the scene, yeah, maybe? Yeah, 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 yeah. Two, probably, yeah. Because you're, you're playing with a real time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With every second, it's going to change. And you can do something with color grading in post, but to get that, there's got to be in the moment. Yeah. So, uh, and he talks about the strategy. He walks him around kind of what he has to look for when he's in the car. And he's like, you can do that? He's like, yeah, I can do that. He's like, all right. And they talk with this concept. He says, look, the minute you get behind this machine, you have to realize what its limits is. You know what your limits are as well. And then he talks about the perfect lap. And it's out there. It's great. And you're always chasing it. Yeah, you are. Because... um. It's every gear shift, every timing, every everything, you're chasing that perfection, and if that's what you need to do, and then you, you know, and then that that that's the gig. Yeah. So. How many perfect laps can you get in? Means you're going to win a race. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and I, I love this also because how often does he say to his kid Peter, "Jump in the car, come for a spin." Yeah, indeed. And he, and he takes him around, doesn't he? I'd be interested to know whether Peter actually took up racing or whether he decided. Oh, that wasn't for me because after seeing what he saw. Yeah. Um, you see that even with, with like careers where like they're wrestling's terrible for it in the sense that like pe- people whose fathers like die mm-hmm. young yeah, and their kids go right after them and they go ahead and they it's keep nuts. on with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I think a lot of it was in the eighties. There was a lot of steroids and cocaine and other things. Roid rage, which led to a lot of, you know, Eddie Guerrero dies young, uh, heart attack. He did a lot of steroids a younger time in his life. I, didn't I believe, know I believe. that he took steroids. Hogan gives the most weak half answer to a question on that on the Arsenio Hall show. He must. Oh, it was you brutal. know what I mean? That's stupid, isn't it? But no, so the, these, these wrestlers, they generally, yeah, it was, it was everywhere. Yeah. Instead of becoming a driver, Peter chose to become a mechanic and is crew chief for Ivan Stewart's successful Toyota desert truck. Oh, okay. Oh, there we are. Um, so he goes into the things that stops people getting killed uh, another yeah, montage 
Uh, all right, he was in Dodge Dabby. Is that already? Ever she drops. Leo BB has been promoted to running the racing division. So bullshit about the whole come to me business. Yeah. And so Lee Iacocca is trying to talk to uh, Shelby on the phone about it when Ken's car loses the brakes. They turn red. It's almost like something out of like uh, Back, like to, the Back Future. to the Future. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like something from Tron. Like. It and, it, brilliant. It, and it goes up and inflames. And uh, just before this, um, Shelby had said to Lee Iacocca, why Ken? Because while we're sitting here talking, he's out there doing it. Yeah. And then one of the techs, uh, as I try to figure out what do we do then, one of the techs comes up with the idea of what if we just change the whole braking system? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's rotors cool. the whole nine yards. That's and cool. Went, Can we do it? And they said, let's look on the rule book. Let's find out. Yeah. Plan ahead. It's a part. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Peter talks to the same tech who uh, is coming up with the idea of removing the brake system. Uh, he's played by Ray McKinnon. Yeah. And uh, he's afraid of his dad getting hurt. And he says, look, if you get out, you're generally okay. Yeah. And he said, Dad got out. He goes, Yeah, Dad got out. You're okay. So, insinuating that, that if you, you don't. I'm going to take it off the table. No, you're fine. It probably doesn't even get picked up. You know, considering that, you know, this is a feed to later on, isn't it? If he gets out, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. They'll, they'll uh, play with us for a while. Yeah. Leo wants to talk to uh, Shelby and he says, Why don't we do him private? Because uh, they just drop by unannounced, don't they? They do. And Leo then locks uh, sorry, uh, Carol Shelby locks Leo in, in, in Shelby's office. I wonder why it takes long for him to break a window. <laughs> I think you the don't idea want to look of, like that person, do you? I think the idea if I actually have to do like physical damage to the space I'm in, I imagine it's not something that he's ever really had to. No. Because to get where he is, I mean, he's probably got all these. Of us. And, and has his in return. Yeah. Like he's, he's the poster boy for the, for the corporate problem. And right? he does look poster boyish, yeah. doesn't he, for that? Um, Shelby. Uh, then takes Ford for a drive around the racetrack, and they drive around. And apparently, Shelby's heart can take this. Yeah, you can't do now. How fast is he going? Versus, I think, I don't I think, think he's trying to say, if I'm doing this, yeah. imagine what Ken Miles yeah. is doing. And Ford finishes by crying, saying, "I wish my daddy was alive to see this, to feel this." And I thought this would be like a moment that would like change his view on things. Yeah. Nope. Shelby says, this is the kind of thing that anyone can drive. And he pitches Ken Miles and says, if Ken wins in Daytona, then he can race Le Mans. And if he loses, he'll give Ford ownership of Shelby American forever. That's a lot. I'm like. On the line. Surely the win at Daytona would, would, would be enough. Yeah. And if he, if, he, if he loses, don't send him to Le Mans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That'd, that'd be the wager I'd make. Yeah. Yep. yep. You know, um, the man who's trapped in the office, that dude. Yeah. Uh, he reminds me of the guy who does the uh, pitch meetings. Oh, okay, Ryan George. Yeah. Uh, we go to Daytona, which is uh, apparently there's a 24 hour race there as well. Leo tells the press that everything's under his direction, and that includes the RPMs. So Ken's being told to keep RPMs to 6,000. Uh, Ken phones Molly because it's a 24 hour race, I didn't realize this. And Peter's concerned about the brakes. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Carol Shelby writes something but we're not shown it. And so that's that Enigma code. So we get more, what is it? What is it? I want to see it. And then we see it sort of from the perspective and at 7,000 plus RPM go like hell. He's only got a few laps left. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cause he knows he's been selling him that this engine will take it. Yep. It, it, will, it will withstand it. Peter's listening to the broadcast with increasing concern. And, uh, Ken faces off on this last track, one-on-one down the uh, straightaway. And, uh, he then punches it for the win and uh, Leo has to phone Henry Ford II and give him the good news. And he said, which driver? <laughs> and he goes, K. 
10 miles in the Shelby American. And he went, son of a bitch. <laughs> and I kind of thought, okay, he's proven his point here, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, back at home, Peter's made a homemade track. And I don't know how he did this in a pre-internet age. No. Because he, he has this. to his dad describe it that much? Well, no, because but- his dad has to come show him and us what Le Mans looks like with all this detail. So it's like, wouldn't you have found this out when you were making this? Yeah. It's a nice scene. I, I, don't, I imagine it doesn't hold up his, like from a historical perspective, no, but it's a you nice got to make it look more. Movie's got a movie, yeah. doesn't it? He familiarizes us with the track and gives us another great scene, which is important. Uh, I like that they gave both his relationships with his wife and his child kind of equal time on this. And, yeah, it's yeah. nice. Uh, Ken goes on to Le Mans, and he's on the track, and Shelby's also there. And uh, they're sort of getting prepped. showing you very similar. We smash cut to race day, and Ken's just drinking a cup of tea. Love him. And the Ferraris show up, and he goes, if this is a beauty pageant, we just lost. (laughs) (laughs) Because they look great. The race starts, and Ken's door won't shut. And several cars crash in the first few minutes. And Ken Miles drives across a racetrack like I do when I'm driving the A10, and someone does a stupid move. (laughs) We're not a drive. (laughs) Come on. Um meanwhile henry ford showed up and uh leo goes to him, oh you look great out there sir <laughs> uh ken is so far behind after the first lap because his door won't shut so phil hammers the door shut with a mallet and i remember the first time i saw this i was going this is how he's not gonna get out i was this time as well because i could i could remember the end but i couldn't remember how we got to the i end. remembered it was like sandy in daytime and it was oh and then it gave the whole bullshit thing of like you don't see the door get jammed again do you no, no. So, you know what I mean? But I thought that was, I was like, oh, no. Um, Ken then gets out of the car. Uh, that is accurate, though. I just did a bit of research. Apparently, that is actually accurate. I believe it, yeah. yeah. yeah Ken yeah. comes out of the car, and a Ferrari... Uh, I'm going to have to fix that. Uh, Ken comes out of the car, and a Ferrari crashes out of the race. And at this point, Henry Ford decides he's going to go to... Uh, dinner. He's going to go to dinner and leaves in a helicopter. To which Enzo Ferrari isn't best impressed as he he makes a joke about how the car man is just left in a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Italian, obviously, it's not in English, but... But I do like the... um, I do like... Why, I guess, for movie purposes, I don't know if that was in real life or not, Mm. but Ferrari and Ford being... Next to each other, other. yeah. Do you know what I mean? I guess if it's alphabetical, they probably would be next to each other. Because they're both Fs, aren't oh, they? But yeah, I, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I don't that know. is I, I don't know either. But that was just quite poignant how they're both side yeah, by side. Yeah. Because wouldn't you keep an eye on each other? You'd, You'd be want, like... Yeah, gotcha. Like, Especially in a oh. race that lasts 24 hours. It isn't just about... How and you'd be looking, well at, can you you'd be looking at their spec and they'd be looking at your spec. Yeah. And, you know, you'd be going, what are they doing different? And their you know, strategy and all sorts of stuff. This is where they mentioned about having a NASCAR pit stop, don't they, as well? Like the team... Oh, yeah, yeah, because that's that my thing, though. You know, if you're, you're in a race, you'd have those tyres ready, wouldn't you? And, and Ford would yeah. just, like, just chuck them over the wall. He's pulled in. It's all right. It's all good. Casual. Yeah, they seem to, like, not... I mean, obviously, they don't... They still go quite quickly through the pits. So you can't tell... I guess you can't immediately tell if they're coming in, if they're not scheduled to come in, if they come in, like, yeah. off their own steam. Because before, like, radios and... Well, obviously, they had radios, but you know what I mean? Like, before... The and use I'm also, of like communication to the car. I'm also assuming that, you know, it isn't about how fast you can race down through Le Mans, is it? It's about nursing that car to the end, isn't it? Well, yeah, because you have to still you be going. Off. You have to do 24 hours, but you have to do the most laps in 24 hours. Yeah. I think. 
I think that's how it works. That, well, I think it's just, it doesn't matter how many laps you do. I think you just got as long as you don't get, if you got lapped, you then got to unlap yourself. Yeah, you have to do, you have to so, do. Yeah, if you can't win just by trundling through at 10 no, miles no, an no, hour no, 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 no. But you've got to somehow find that balance, haven't you? Yeah. Nurse the car because the engine. Yeah, yeah. Because you're racing that for 24 hours. Because a lot of them were blowing up. and So it didn't matter whether you were like five laps ahead. No. And then all of a sudden your engine goes, you're fucked, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, you've got to get so, through the whole thing. Yeah, I think yeah, I yeah. read something just now, I think it said you have to be able to do the, the car has to be able to do the lap um, in a certain time. Less than six minutes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So obviously the, the, what we're seeing, they rode, they did most of it at four minute like, laps. Oh, so it's, okay. it's still so, very, very quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you have to be able to do it in six minutes. And there's like there's loads of rules now about it. Like if you haven't, if the the driver has never done it before, or they've um, not done it in a while, they have to do like a simulation thing. Yeah. Like before they before the race and all sorts. So at least it is. The a lot of racing is a lot these now, days but. is simu- in simulations, aren't they? But because olden days, you just go out on the track and you just poodle around until you got the feel of it. Yeah, yeah. Now you're in like simulations um, before you actually go out on the racetrack. I mean, that's. Yeah, you can learn the track before you actually ever drive it, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the the apex corners and everything else and what's the best driving line, racing yeah. line. Like um, Ken Miles say, you know, when you're going that quick, you're looking at where you're, where you're going to break. You know your breaking point. Yeah. You know what you're capable of. You're looking at your racing line. Yeah. Providing no one else is in that race in line, you've then got to make other That's judgments, the though, you? isn't it? Like every single lap, every single second, you can try and do the perfect variables. lap, but there's going to be cars and yeah, everything yeah, in the yeah, way. Yeah, going to be all sorts in the way. I'm surprised more you don't see more crashes in like the film because I, it, it looks like it could happen all the time because it take, only takes one person to have a slip of concentration. In all honesty, it did happen all the time. It yeah, happened, I can imagine. It happened a lot. Especially way back then in the 60s and that. Yeah, yeah. You're often losing races that you had been going. It, that's why um, uh, Jackie Stewart, uh, back in the day, in the 70s, was like, look, I'm losing too many friends here. Mm. We need to do something to make this more safer. Right. And because he said, let's make it more safer, he then got a lot of backlash from other drivers. Wow. Because, what do you mean? You're scared, you're not a man anymore, you're not this, you're not yeah, that. Do you know imagine. what I mean? Yeah, I can imagine. It was part and parcel of the driving situation. Like, now, that they're, they're so technical and so carbon-fibred that, you know, you can roll that car and relatively survive. You, you're not really going to... Yeah, yeah. It's got to be a bad, bad accident to die now. But what they're saying is, these days, you're putting yourself in a situation you'd have never done back in the 60s. Because mm. you're going, this is my life. Yeah. Is, is it worth going into that corner yeah, at that yeah, speed yeah. and not making it? Yeah. You know, so... And the good thing about Ken Miles is he's one of these drivers who feels the car... He's a mechanic to start with. Yeah. Which really helps. I, I think when, you, when you're a mechanic, you, you, you go, okay, the wheels don't feel... I mean, British drivers are known for being good in the wet and feeling Makes it... Makes sense. Feeling <laughs> it in the wet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just one of those things. That's just the same again. If you're a mechanic and you know that car because you've built it or help build it, yeah, you know you've give that extra feeling to it. As you know, going if you're going into a corner, and he goes, "Oh, that that then breaks the yeah." I, I've got to ease off a little bit here. Yeah. I've got to let them cool down, which is why I like when they swap the brakes out. Yeah, brilliant, it's fresh. So Everything's yeah. so fresh. I mean, no? although although I guess the, the the downside to that is. 
have they been swapped out right? Because yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, like in a change, that's you've now you've now not t- tested that at all. No, no, not that's at all. brand new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that w- that's the concern, I guess, isn't it? That's the the fallback from doing that, but it makes sense. And the amount of times that cars have failed because someone hasn't screwed a nut on tight I enough, can imagine. You know, and the tyres come off. Yeah, yeah. That's terrifying. <sighs> them speeds, what do you say, 218 miles an hour? Yeah, 220 is what they do on the streets. <sighs> I can't even comprehend that speed. Yeah. Like, you know, when you go, I know how fast 70, 80 feels. Yeah. I, ca- I can't comprehend that quick. No. And that takes a certain type of person to drive that quick. I, I wouldn't want to be in charge of a car going that fast. Like obviously, airplanes travel really, really fast, don't they? But like, yeah. But you got to this. me. That's that's completely different. Yeah, yeah you're, you're driving a this. very small metal box <laughs> on wheels that someone else has built that they've just changed the brakes on. No, thank you. No, true. Couldn't do it. And not even they only just changed the brakes on it. They've just changed the brakes as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah, they're under pressure to change them quickly. Yeah, that's that terrifies me. Yeah, me too. I couldn't do this. And especially if you're a pit crew, mm. you've got that responsibility on your shoulders, haven't you? Yeah. If that goes wrong... I couldn't do that job. God, no. Because you'd feel responsible. Yeah. But you still got to do it in a time limit. It's not like you're going, oh, you know, we've got, we've got, we've got a few hours just to dwindle away here. Yeah, no. No, you've got to do this as quick as possible. You've got to get them on there. You've got to get them out as soon as. I guess the same sort of thing as like the people that build roller coasters, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Like, you've got to make sure that that's right. That's why I don't trust... I wouldn't want to be the one who has to test it. <laughs> well, they test it... Nowadays, they test it with, like, weight and, like, simulations first, don't they? They don't actually have to... Crash you don't test put people dummies. in. Yeah, crash, yeah. crash test dummies? Oh, yeah. I can't ever say that. That's why I don't trust, like, travelling fair rides. Like, I won't go on... Down I won't, up, yeah, I down won't go up. on them because I just don't... It only literally takes it to go wrong ever so slightly, at least with, like theme parks where that is what they are there for and they are always there and they are always tested i can get behind that and even after like the smiler accident which is obviously they were getting quite uk centric here i'm really sorry ian's not here to rein us back in um, but like <laughs> that was that was just human error yeah it was something that they never even considered happening and now the world of like rides and theme parks is so much safer because that happened and yes it's a tragedy in the but it wasn't the machine's fault no it was literally they hadn't communicated the fact that the fifth car was on the track. Wow. And that's because they never ran it and they were running it to test it earlier in the morning and it stopped in one of the valleys and no one had realised because the people that ran, I think I think this is right, the people that ran the testing hadn't communicated that the car had stopped in the like one of the drops. Oh, okay. And so then when a car, the first car of actual people goes through, <laughs> they just hit it. Jesus Christ. It is as simple, but it was as simple as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, I maybe I've got a bit of a <laughs> fucked up brain, but to me that makes rides safer than if it was, no, there was a mechanical com- like computer error because computer errors can happen again. Yeah, but I mean, the same with car racing though. I mean, because you look at the safety measures they have now, mm. that's all through tragedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because if there was no tragedy, there wouldn't be the safety that they have you don't now. have to think about things as no. much and that's and that's why things happen because they no one even comprehends the ability for that to happen yeah, yeah. nuts we should go on some roller coasters 
We should. Should we be a feature pal? I wonder if Ian would be up for a roller coaster ride. <laughs> I don't. I don't. He doesn't like heights, but I don't know how he is with roller coasters. I genuinely don't know. The I think things that. are going too quickly for you to go. Unless everything slows down as you go quicker. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you reach seven thousand? Uh, yeah, seven thousand on a roller RPM, coaster. Yeah. yeah, it was quite funny. Last year, one of my one of my work things out, we went to Thorpe Park, and I travelled down separately to everyone else because um, I had to leave separately as well. Um, and they were late arriving, so I went on, I think it's, is it Stealth at Thought Park? The one that literally just goes up and down, but really, really quickly. Oh, okay. I went on that by myself. Nice. <laughs> it was great fun. Love a roller coaster. I know, um, going back to the racing thing, though, mm. what um, I think about when Ken says about you see, you, you it goes like a, a panoramic view, don't you? You see things quicker and easier, they slow down. Mm. Do you notice when you're driving, mm you notice stuff quicker than the passenger would. But when I'm the passenger, yeah. I don't notice it as much as the driver. And yet I'm used to driving, I'm used to seeing things. Yeah, I guess but I think that's which, my brain. which mindset are you in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. my brain ain't going, yeah, I need to look out for these hazards because I'm not the one in control. I did, and that's interesting actually, because I did do that when I first, when, when my, bro- my brother passed recently. Oh, okay. um, so he just turned 18 but um he passed a couple of months ago so when he first took me and my sister out in his car yeah i was in driver mode yeah like because you're kind of like aware you're like is he going to notice these things what's going on like those sorts of things so yeah i was in i was in that mindset for a while again yeah. i think my parents are always in that mindset when they come in my car because they do so <laughs> they don't because they don't come in my car yeah i never i very very rarely drive either of my parents so in their heads despite <laughs> the fact that i have driven for over five years now we're coming up on five years like they're, they're still like she doesn't she doesn't know how to drive in their heads if they have a vibe driving around which is quite funny i think you you're driving these days I and mean, when you i remember when you first passed to be fair yeah and we had that trip to sunny honey that was the first day i had my car yeah yeah i mean that took you a while to yeah. get there you yeah, was because yeah. i remember passing you you left before me yep i remember overtaking you yeah i remember stopping off at home yeah <laughs> Getting a few bits to go to Sunny yeah. Honey, and I still got there before you got there. Yeah, you would because that was literally that was the first day I had my hey, my first car. We've all been there. Yeah, yeah, we've all been there. You know, I remember the first time I drove, drove in the night. You know, I was I'd quite never lucky. Learned in the I, le- I learned. See, I, in, I hadn't. I started learning in February. So some of my first lessons were in the dark. Yeah. Well, not obviously my first first ones, but like fourth, fourth, sixth fifth sixth lessons were in the dark so i i'm quite confident driving in the dark because i've done it since i started so oh okay i suppose driving in the dark and racing in the dark it's got to be completely all different different challenges all right now we're video casting in the dark i can't get the video feed to come back up so um yeah we won't see Hermes' hand and he won't see our faces it looks like unfortunately we'll hear him we'll hear him that should be okay so uh yeah that's been quite the uh ordeal uh thank you everybody for uh Stretching out, and uh, thanks you guys for uh, no worries. Keep it, keep keeping the car running. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> we was keeping it ticking over. I was not having a nap. Uh, <laughs> no, you wasn't. Uh, yeah, I tried a bunch of things. I'll, I'll Dude, you, you, you did what you could do. Um, so where are we at here? Uh, the only thing I can think of is take the lens off, turn the camera off, and take the lens off because that resets a Canon. I've done almost everything else to the battery out. Um, okay. I, mean, I can try again in a second. No, I can go and try if you want to. Uh, if you're so inclined. Yeah, um, 
because uh, I have that. That's true. Taking the lens off does do a fix sometimes. Um, Ken comes out of the car, and Ferrari we said that already enjoyed dinner. Enzo mocks um, Henry Ford for leaving. Eight hours in, Ferrari running one and two. Shelby steals a couple of stopwatches from Ferrari, which is something that's a nice little fun little moment with that Shelby messing with Ferrari. Yeah, but well, do you know what makes you laugh about this, right? They are all in red. Mm-hmm. Ferrari mm-hmm. and Ford are all in blue. Yep. Right. Wouldn't you notice two blue? Well, one guy in blue come and nick two uh, stopwatches. Uh, well, he actually walks around to them and goes, "Oh, I think yeah, I'll just take those." I'll just take advantage them. of them. I guess maybe the thing is they're so self-involved as a group that they don't even recognize him there. Which my argument earlier with when I was talking to Georgia is like you're side by side you're a threat so there'd be eyes on you all the time you're looking at their tech they're looking at your tech so i thought you'd have noticed i, I think we're supposed to assume that arrogance has kicked in yeah okay that's fair enough um it's uh, it's raining and we see i'm oh, sorry um, leo phones down and tells a pit kid to tell ken to go easy those two letters exactly and uh, shelby starts pushing back easy ken miles um, easy it starts to rain and we see the brakes glow like they did uh earlier in the film he eats the wall but manages to save the car they change the brakes out ferrari susses out what they're doing and uh, uh they try to disqualify him but he says hey it passes and you know we, we read your little rule book and the best part is ken miles is like shouting at him yeah and he goes he's like tell me where it says it's your little rule book he said no no go away i got this, I got this. <laughs> Show me where it says in your little rule book. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Off. That's right. We we read it. <laughs> and uh, he tells Ken, you've got to pass him twice. you got to pass him twice. Now, Ken knows this. this that's really more for us. Uh, yeah, yeah. Even the, even the kid goes, oh, he's got to pass him twice. I'm like, yes, yeah. okay, we get it. Exposition, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shelby drops a nut by the Ferrari pit. <laughs> that was brilliant. Again, wouldn't not? you know somebody in blue? <laughs> well, that one, you can kind of give it a little bit of a, little yeah, bit of a yeah, throw. Roll it. Uh, Ken's doubling, sorry, now doubting the car out of nowhere. Oh, he doesn't trust the car yet. I'm like, he's just been running brilliantly for about eight hours. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, because the brakes have changed, he's like, I don't believe in the car. Nah, bullshit. I don't, I don't see that happening. Nah. Um, and so uh, then he discovers it's in a showdown. Uh, he's in the showdown game, a chicken with the Ferrari. Um, and uh, he, he, he passes that because he's willing to wait to break later. So now he trusts the car. <laughs> they rushed that um rushed uh, then back Rush, around yeah, and the ferrari blows its engine trying to outpace ken miles and it's one two three for the fords and what does that mean leo says hey wouldn't it be a great idea if we had a th- i'll give him credit it's a great visual <sighs> but it goes against such the, an asshole but it's it, it's turning a race into a marketing event yeah is that's what, not it's, what doing. it's about race nah. is racing you know and i think um he takes that far too personally um with Ken. I don't know if that's just story or whether that's true. I I pass. What's this? The uh Leo. Always trying no. to find an angle to Leo Leo did this. He did that. I man. researched this. Leo did this. This is his idea. He pitched it. What a fucking asshole. Now they knew earlier than it's presented that that was gonna be the plan. And they also knew I think they knew earlier that Ken wouldn't get the win. Oh, okay. Um, so it's more theatrical. Oh, maybe a little bit of license. Later, yeah. Later, yeah. Okay. I don't know if Ken knew. I think Shelby knows. Oh, okay. Um, Ken's. Uh, I said already. Uh, so Shelby wants tells that to Ken Miles and Shelby tells Ken, "Hey, you can do whatever you want with a car." And this, I know it's real life. Felt consistent with a Shelby character who's like, "You know what? Screw you." 
Like, he could do this. It's quite easy to go, yeah. Like, you'll never race again. Yeah, but that's fine. But you've got but your you win at Le Mans. history. You beat Ferrari. So, someone else will probably hire you. But yeah, yeah you won't race for Ford again. Yeah. Um, Miles' splits are amazing, and we get a redo of the, wait for it, wait for it. Okay, do it now. I think you fixed it, Georgia. Well done, Georgia. Uh, I now have to hit a button here. she got to come over here for a second so I can do the rest of it. Um, so he crosses the finish line. And uh, even Enzo Ferrari nods out of excitement when he sees how fast it went. And it was a three-minute, six-second lap. And the kid goes, the perfect lap. And this is what we call moral victory because it's going to be taken away from us in a second. Uh, BB comes down, spitting absolute feathers. But Shelby tells him, hey, Ken Miles has the car. I don't know what he'll do. And that's where it was left. We don't know what he'll do. Yeah. Smash cut to Miles in the car singing, I'm H-A-P-P-Y. <laughs> and then they they keep it i think it's one long shot i might be wrong on this but he silently just takes it all away from himself yeah and the joy goes and he goes all right it's time i guess to do my job come on guys come on guys come and find me it echoes the um what carol shelby does at the like when he's doing the speech for ford at the beginning like when he like goes to like say something about when he's, it's, it looks like he's about to say something about Ken Miles, doesn't he? And then he, he pivots and does it to about Henry Ford, like because he's being Ford's man at that point. It's very much reminiscent of that point in the film as well, when Ken goes, oh, fuck it, okay. I'm doing this for Ford now. Be a, oh, okay. Be a team player. Okay, yeah. Um, but the other guys do acknowledge him. And yeah. When he comes upside. Uh, the, the score's great, and Mum explains to the kid why he's doing it. I always thought the other two cars should let Miles break ever so slightly and let him... I think that should have been a V-shape. I, I yeah, the fly information. It would have been, he needed 20 metres, so... Yeah. So yeah. It, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have made enough difference. But even so the other drivers can go... Even if they're wrong, they yeah, can try yeah, and yeah, give yeah. him the win. Yeah. And yeah. you can have Leo be all smug and be like, that matter anyway. What? You need 20 metres. Yeah. It's Bruce McLaren that wins, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um... And so Australian, I I know the media was a more simplistic thing. Then this is like the greatest narrative in the history of sport. If this happens today. Yeah. Yeah. Like the guy from Ford wouldn't be able to walk away. No. Like, it'd be like, wait, you, just, t- you ordered him to not, it goes against the very, it goes against the very concept of what competition is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause I've had that before with team orders in formula one where they've said, slow down, slow down. We need to construct a that he's, he's going to overtake you. Yeah. I'm winning the race. Yeah. It happened with Barrichello and um, Michael Schumacher yep. back in the day. But this where he's like laps ahead. Laps. Laps yeah. ahead. So. I'd have took the win. Yeah, Fuck I think him. I would have too. Fuck him. And, and that would have made him the first man to ever win <laughs> against uh, Daytona, Ferrari, yeah. Daytona, Sebring, and Le Mans. Le Mans, yeah. And anybody who watched it would go, Ken Miles won that race. Yeah. So that's my issue with the media is they're yeah. being stupid. Yeah. Not going, like, you lost because some guy in a suit made a call, but you clearly were the winner. Yeah. And when he's looking around, Enzo Ferrari Good lifts the hat up. He respects him. Respects him. him. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so he said, hey, you promised him to drive, not the win. Oh, he's so and they start talking about next year's car and how they're going to improve the car for next year as they walk away into the middle daylight and then we go to sort of a uh, one last scene for Mr. Bale on the set. Uh, some doing some testing. He put uh, Peter's there as he always is. Puts on his dad's sunglasses. Sun's going down. And yeah, 
The sun's getting awfully high in the sky. Low in the sky. We get the repeat of the opening speech from earlier. 7,000 RPMs and, you know, around this pie, the car becomes just, you know, it becomes one. Yeah. And Ken drives and he's just, he, he loves his job. Mm-hmm. Loves his job. And the brakes go. <laughs> and it's the same thing as we've seen throughout. And he eats it, but we don't get to see it from his perspective. Now, the last little bit, we just watch from Peter's perspective. And everybody goes and runs away, and then we get a le- and then Matt Damon like turns around and looks back at the kid. I think Matt Damon, I think Carol, Carol Shelby stops and goes, "Shit, yep, this is bad." Damon turns, looks at the kid, and we get a lens flare fade on uh, Ken's hat, mm. which I must have been doing something because it says Kenny's hate. <laughs> Ken's hat. The kid in real life when this happened was sixteen. Oh, he actually okay. did watch it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, we go to the coda. There's some new driver. He gets out. He's way too young. He's way too chipper. He's way too American. He said, the car is great. And Carol's like, you've been in there for an hour. You don't know anything yeah, no for an hour. Yeah. And he's in, a, he's in a grump. Yeah. And Phil comes up and says, hey, it's been six months. You know what I would have preferred? A caption that said six months later and yeah. not have this line in the yeah. script. Because it ruins that character. It made me angry at Phil then as well. Because well, I liked the him next the rest line, of the time. Sometimes they don't get out of the car. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that's, that's a, cold. Because you know they're friends. He's, yeah. And it also suggests that the drivers are just another piece of machinery. It yeah. also ruins that relationship that he had with Peter earlier in the film when he's talking to his dad, when he's talking about his dad about yeah. getting out of the car. Yeah. It ruins that's, that's a nice that. scene. Yeah. 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 And I agree with Phil in the sense of going, look, they're buying a car, they're buying two cars from Carol Shelby cars. Come down, have a, you know, have, give them a moment. Yeah. Well, they buy a car. Okay. They didn't come here because of your car. You you literally put your name on the car. Yeah. When you do that, you are part of the appeal. Yeah, part of the brand. Yeah. So I disagree with this logic entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, Shelby drops by the house and he's got the wrench from earlier in the film and Peter tells us what it was in case we forgot. Hey, isn't that the wrench from that that race? (laughs) Yep. And they talk about how tools can fix things and he confesses Ken was his friend. And would they say anything else in the speech that he gives to the kid at the end? Because I I kind of thought it was a bit anticlimactic actually. I also think it's a real jackass move for him not to come and stop by and and see the mum see the yeah. mum yeah, yeah I, he was going to and then he stopped he himself. stops just talking to the kid waves. instead and oh yeah because she seemed okay because i thought to start with he's probably just debating that kid better fess up that he talked to carol shelby or she's gonna drive him down dangerous speeds <laughs> she saw him and waved it is nice though now, now knowing that he went on to be a mechanic that he then that the film gives him that wrench and it does a speech about fixing things i think that's quite sweet yeah i think so it just too. nods towards it doesn't it yeah i like that it's nice, and I like the little, um, are they called Chirons? What, the, the little, the dialogue that comes up? The dialogue that comes up. That tells you a bit about Carol Shelby, um, what he did afterwards. Yeah, yeah, I always like those sorts and of things. And Peter and... Yeah. I thought that was quite nice. It was nice. I liked it a lot. You might need to refocus it or something, because I think I touched, I would have moved the lens when I took the lens off. Sorry. Oh, we zoomed out as well. Look at the, you can see all the pip. You could see Pip. Well, Hemi's will see Pip. He goes, me? It's me yes, talking about you. me. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed this movie. Well, there you go. I was going to say, we've not actually answered that question yet. Um, yeah, I can kind of tell. So, yeah, so we get... Uh, 
he he pops his pills. He drives badly. Off he goes. There are a couple of uh, Chirons. Um, I'd call them Chirons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which says um, that uh, Ford's won the next three Le Mans uh, competitions, and it was the only American-made car, the the, the Shelby GT Mustang, whatever it was, the Shelby GT, yeah, whatever. yeah. GT40. GT40, yeah, was the only one that... Uh, Four years running, wasn't it? Four years running, but no American cars won since. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, that was an interesting uh, sort of perspective. Uh, what did we get anything else from it? I forget. Um, Do you think, though, that was because of the whole Shelby and Miles collaboration of making that car well, it's, what it was? It's an interesting thing, because it does sort of suggest, yeah, it happened, but... Uh, does that mean that it was that how important was ken miles apparently three other drivers had no problem winning this yeah well you know i mean how much technology advanced i mean you look at like take formula one these days you know you you could be good end of the season last year doesn't mean you're gonna be good beginning the season this year you know because technology advances very quickly in formula one these days was that the same back in the 60s yeah, I think it's this car. I think this is like a breakthrough for the next five years, and then, yeah. then someone else re- innovates the next great they idea build it from the ground up. Yeah, you know, you're not each year upon year. You're not building it from the ground up, are you? You're just adding bits to it. Yeah, I think the idea is that this is one generation of car that sort of gets tweaks over I the four think, years. And I think they imply at the end, you know, the door stop. It's there, yeah. And he the said wedges, about yeah. the wedges sticking under the car, making it less groundfall, giving it more pull. Yeah. So maybe is that a Carol future Shelby thing that happens? Looks like, yeah, it looks like because so another Chem there, there is a callback to the to, to, to the wedge. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's. I'll tell you what. I mean, I remember when I watched it the first time. I had it's much different this time because I, I knew it. Yeah, but I had a very Liam like response the first time where I felt such righteous indignation and anger on behalf of Ken Miles. Yeah. And I was angry. Because this is one of this is like the idea that you have what you have a very strong sense of justice, right? And there's no same to me there's no there's no middle ground on this though. Yeah, it's yeah. not like whiplash where I'm like, oh it's really nuanced. To me, this was no no it's it's an I love sports. I love sports. Yeah. And to me this is part of like the integrity of uh, uh, maybe a member of the BFE who's doing fantasy football who I openly said, if you do not set a lineup every week this year, you're out. I, I will not let you play next year. Yes, I, I will roll without sort of a fist because it needs to be the same experience it for has to everybody. Have competition, yeah. Yes, you can't have it so that that person, you know, I don't know, let's call him Ethan. Um, <laughs> you can't have it so that, like, he shows up when he plays Georgia, he sets a lineup, but then when he plays me, he doesn't because then I got a free win, but that's not fair because Georgia and I might be coming down for, for a playoff spot. And that happened a couple of times last year, and, and I'm pretty sure that's why I didn't finish very well. And we can't have that. It needs to be, people can make bad choices, but when you leave four spots and your roster empty, we can't be having that. It's against the nature of sports. So this is just me having a little bit of an aside about fantasy football. Talk about the bigger idea, which is sports is supposed to be a battlefield's not the right word, but it's supposed to be this litmus test. And the person who wins, you walk away and you go, on that day, they were the better team. I don't like it when people go, oh, if they played again, they would have lost. Yeah, they would have. But there's a reason why you play championship games once. Yeah. If England makes it to the World Cup final for the Women's World Cup, they got Australia next. That's going to be tough. Tough, yeah. Um, but if they make it to the Women's World Cup, and if they win, 
let's say they played. I said the Americans. The Americans are out. Shocker. Yeah. But let's say it was the Americans. Canada. Canada beat the Americans in the, in the Olympic finals. Yep. And a lot of Americans said, well, if we played again tomorrow, we'd win. Yeah, you might. But you know what? You didn't win on this day. And no, that's what and that's sports what... is supposed to be. Yeah. They earned the win. You walked away with the W because you were better on the day. Yep. And the thing that I hated was that Ken Miles was easily the better driver on the day. And he got it taken away from a bureaucratic piece of nonsense. And it had been interesting to find out how Bruce McLaren felt about it. Because the movie presents him as actually being quite cool. Yeah. And it's interesting. There was a figure skating um, debacle in, oh, I want to say 2006. I might be wrong on that. But um, it was... Um, sorry, I'm distracted. Um, mm-hmm. It was one of... They found out that the Russian judge and the French judge had made a pact between them where they would try and help each other's country skaters win. Huh. So it was, it was because there was this great routine the Canadians did for their long program, which is the second of a two skates you'll do over, yeah, the, over yeah, three yeah. days or whatever. And it was so good that they even now, it's probably the least Canadian thing you can imagine. Like the guy kisses the ice after it's over, which is about as swaggery as we get, right? Yeah. And it kind of was a little presumptuous, but it was like, Flaw, everyone's kind of in agreement flawless routine right yeah so you're supposed to get a score out of six and like a five nine five eight six these are all in the realm of possibilities and these two judges come out with like five twos and everyone's like what and it was so egregious because it had to be to make the math work yeah the canadians get knocked into silver and then what happens instead is they discover it and rosie o'donnell of all the people in the world uses her tv show as a platform to try and and she kind of helps unearth this yeah and so they do eventually give the Canadians the gold medal. And I don't think they take the gold away from the Americans. Oh, okay. And they're friends with them. And, oh, we're all really good friends. Yes, but you've got this gold medal, but you know no, you, you didn't, didn't win. win. Yeah. You know that someone rigged for you to win. I would be giving that sucker back. Yeah, I would. Absolutely, I would. Yeah. And I think so. if I was Bruce McLaren, I'd have gone, look, Ken, you're the, you're the dude. You're way ahead of me. He was enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kenoff. 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 So, uh, I'll say this. The the J car driven by Miles in the, in the fatal crash had disintegrated and burned up, making it impossible to determine the exact cause. Have an examination of the skid marks revealed that the back wheels had locked up. Oh. Turn nine at the raceway was an easy turn, but it was on a slight rise. When the car left the road, it flew through the air and nosed in, causing the tumble, catch on fire, and eject Miles, who was killed instantly. This was after a 10-hour day of testing, which resulted in an undiagnosed issue. Um, yeah, I, I kind of appreciate the the less visceral version yes, of it here. Same, same. And if you're wondering how Ferrari responded. Oh, I, I am. They responded to their loss at Le Mans by winning the next race they entered alongside with Ford, the 24 hours of Daytona the following year. It was, of course, being held in Ford's home territory. They finished the race by claiming all three podium spots. ha, ha, ha. Towards the end of the request of management, the three leaders grouped and crossed the finish line together in a line in the same fashion as the Fords did at Le Mans. That's funny. Love that. That's I want. It. I want the follow-up movie. That's Enzo. And I want to yeah. bring the Fords. That, I want to bring. Now, of course, it's Carol Shelby on the one side of it, yeah, but yeah, yeah. just have him sort of be like a side player. But you just cut to him out. You just sort of smile and shake his head and go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything you can do. I can do better. So yeah. So we're just waiting a little bit for. Um, Hermes, uh, mainly because I, in the middle of our tech, our tech issues, I had to mess with them and say, look, we're running, we're running um, long. I, 
I forgot how quickly the race is to cover because it's just a lot of zoom, zoom, zoom. zoom. There's not like big plot points. You're just watching a lot of race yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yep. So um, that's kind of, it does sort of end pretty, pretty quickly. <laughs> He's not sure what to make of that noise. That's that really is, funny. That is funny. <laughs> Do you love him though? Missed him. Yeah, he's a good boy. We had a good um, good giggle at rehearsal the other day because there's a bit where Megan has to say, that's a pretty girl to me. And we were taking the piss because it sounds like you're talking to a dog. Like, ah, oh, that's a pretty girl. And we were like doing it. And Stark and Parker, the two dogs that are always at rehearsal, kept coming over to us when we were saying it. Be like, me? I'm a pretty girl. There's a way you can <laughs> so funny. There's a way you can oh, yeah, we, yeah we can. But we were just taking the mic and it was really funny <laughs> when they did actually. The two dogs kind of looked at us and went, we're pretty girls. Mm-hmm. It was so cute. Um, yeah. So I'm just, I panicked. So I started drinking water. Mm. And then Liam got up to go use the loo, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And I was panicking because I'm like, wait, that leaves Georgia to fill time. And I'm going. There's nothing wrong with my story at LinkedIn. Not, no, 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 hang on. And then you you stepped up and gave us a story, which was good. Yeah. But usually you panic when it's put on you at the last second like that. Oh, if it's organic, I've got something. I just can't be, I can't be like literally go, go, tell us, tell a story. That doesn't happen. All right. Yeah. Oh, maybe you should have like a little like list of like uh, stories you can, you can come back Stories to. I have ready to tell. You have ready to tell. Just you can go ahead yeah. and go, okay, use that one last week and I'll use the same one every time. It would be. So we ran act one of Carrie today. Mm-hmm. We are that part, we're that way through the uh, rehearsal process and I do officially know all of my lines and lyrics for act one. Good. I know, it's good, isn't it? That's good. Yeah. Uh, I was supposed to be a musical review show on Friday. Uh, one of the people got COVID, so we had to push it back a week. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to come now because it's. Um, I don't know if I'll go back from work in time, but I will try to. Yeah, that's all right. Um, I want to see someone else in carry. Yeah, yeah, someone's in carry, so that'll be all right. Yeah. Um, hmm. But uh, there's that. Um, I will stress, anybody who wants in on... Uh, oh, Hermes is having a hard time getting joined it did i did see the little like wheel go round like loading wheel go round once and then it but it's not gone again so i'm a bit confused mm. i might have been him trying to get in and then it not loading but okay we've all gone very quiet again so i was messaging hermes so sorry i was i did a little song but it was it wasn't enough it wasn't enough and then you went to no. your phone that's because i had a message from russell osborne no, no, forget, forget, uh, no disrespect russell forget russell for a moment we gotta sorry we gotta, we, i am back we, I just need we to gotta keep the break. wheels on the car here because i I'm, think i also saw liam we could just pause for a minute but that would mean you having to edit it so yeah, yeah. oh uh, there he is hey. Oh, it's still connecting. It's connecting. Yeah. Oh, it's got a check mark. So, do we? I see it. I see it's red. He's 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 muted the start. It's a good guest when they start with yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, let's try this out, Mister Oslander. Are you truly with us? Oh, I've turned my sound down on this. Let's try it again, Mister Oslander. Sorry, he was still a. Are you true? Oh, he's not. He's oh, he's still, still muted. Oh, he's still there. Okay. He's. I've got got video feed. Perhaps. Oh, Yay. hang on. Yes. We can hear you. <laughs> we, can, we, we can hear you, yeah. All right, much better. Yeah, I don't... Zoom wanted to update a million times. It wouldn't install correctly or something. I don't know. Ah, you're all right, buddy. We've had, uh, we've had some technical we've issues, had some issues yeah. on this side today. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's the luck I bring, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everything's, everything's breaking down. And guess who fixed it? it? 
Well done you, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how good the kids are with the technology. Hey, that's right. <laughs> they're you way know, more they're, hip to it. They are. They are. <laughs> it's a learning curve for us old souls. It, it, it is indeed. And even more of a learning curve for me. Yeah. I basically just did a slightly more elevated turn it off and turn it on again. <laughs> it worked. No, so the, the minute you named it, I went, I didn't do that. It's going to work. <laughs> and then you're being like, because, oh, because, I'm because, to because, because I have taken the lens off and I have put it back on and it has caused a reset. So you're not wrong. But you said that I was like, yep, I forgot to do that. Because <laughs> mine, mine, camera of the same kind stopped working it wouldn't even turn on for a while it would like the light would flash but yeah, nothing would happen. I've had that happen so i go- had to google it it was like oh, how, okay. how what what can i do and someone just said yeah no resetting a canon is as simple as taking the lens off and leaving it for a minute yeah so, yeah. Yeah, yeah so there we go how's your uh, how's your how's your audio there are you are you walking up and about you don't sound your usual dulcet tony self i have been getting over a little bit of a cold over here we, oh, okay. we went on a vacation the wife and i and i think just all the flying and uh the travel the no sleep all that stuff just bogged me down a little bit it was a little bit of a, a head that. cold cough coming up from i gave it to the wife and then she gave it back to me i think <laughs> oh, okay okay are you sure you're coming through your microphone though that's the question i'm, I'm, I'm kind of giving you instead are you are you saying that I'm a little quiet? Are we? No, it sounds like I'm getting more echo than echo. usually happens. Yeah. So usually this happens when people's mic hasn't kicked in and they're recording from the onboard uh, microphone. Oh. That's Let kind of double check. Double check that, would you? Because it, it does come across. Usually it's it's a little less reverby. Oh, I am coming out of the wrong microphone. See, look at this. Look at, look at I have redeemed myself and my technology. You are like 10 miles. I You're am. listening. I am. And you know what's wrong. I know what's wrong. <laughs> you listen for the difference in a minute when he gets this sorted. It's going to be completely. Do I have to reset my coming through? That's much better. That's much better. Much better. Well done. <laughs> so uh, I said, and I was like, I, I don't want to seem insensitive to your, to your comments about a cold, but that's not what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start calling you Ken. There we are. <laughs> I'll get myself one much of those. Better, much better, much As long as there's no lag, no delay, or no issues, I think we're good. Now. No, I think no, we're all, I think we're all right. I think we're all right. Well, George's time on top was about three and a half minutes. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, buddy? You all right? I, I'm, I'm well. Like I said, I cleared the day for Ford v. Ferrari and for my friends over at Best Film Ever. Oh, uh, I, I've replaced the BF in Best Film to just Best Friends, guys. I hope you know. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Best Friends Ever. Best Friends Ever. Oh, Dude, we love having you on the show. We love it. We did, yeah. When, you bring such good content. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, yeah, just to speak. But it's, just, it's just a fun dynamic, isn't yeah. it? So... Um, did I bring another troublesome film? Have we had some conversation before I joined? Uh, not we, we, tell you, we had a lot of conversation. The yeah. runtime's <laughs> <are, laughs> run egregious. Um, no, I don't think so. I think uh, there, there hasn't been this... Expand a conversation about Cuba, of all things. Yeah, we did talk yeah. about Cuba. I don't even know how it came up. No. I don't. <laughs> you have to listen to it back. <laughs> I really don't know how we got there. Um, but... No, there wasn't this big ideological divide. I mean, um, it's a very I, straightforward narrative. Isn't well, it? I, I mean, as long as you're on board with the concept of auto racing, I don't know really what this film can do for you. But the, I think we're all in agreement that we all felt outraged for Ken Miles yeah. being. T- it goes against the very no. I love sports, so it goes against the very notion of competition, which is the best person should win. And you don't do these publicity stunt things. You can finish one, two, three. You don't have to have this photo of them crossing the finish line. All three of them on the podium should suffice. Yeah. 
So, but it's of course it's based in historical facts. So I went ahead and looked up afterwards how much of this was 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 authentic and uh, uh, all of it, a whole lot of it. Yeah. And, so, and it was quite interesting to find out that um, Ferrari a year later went on to do the same thing, but at Daytona, yeah, with three cars crossing the line together as a big up yours. <laughs> that I like. I think that's funny. I love the competition. What's a little? What's a little uh, friction? amongst uh, uh competition absolutely that's right um yeah it's interesting even this the and we'll talk about it when we get to some of the stuff in the end game but the um the character of enzo ferrari himself was a really interesting um i liked him better than henry thing because exactly your position at mm, the start yeah. to think of him as the enemy because lee iacocca's role in the film as really? it goes on well it drops though like yeah. he doesn't really but i like him you're supposed to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so because we spend a lot more time with him in the first half of the film, it conditions us to see Lee Iacocca, sorry, to see Enzo Ferrari as a villain. Yeah. But then actually as the film progresses, we get the idea that actually he's he's a hero. He stays for the whole race. His guys are gone. Like Henry Ford would have been gone. Yeah. Henry Ford would have been long gone. Because Henry Ford's not a guy who believes in racing. He's a He's a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. where enzo is more race orientated en- enzo's about yeah the Speed. pursuit of the pursuit of the ultimate racing machine about what it means about yeah n- testing the limits that no one's ever gone as fast as uh, for as long that's excellent so that that just that silent raising of the hat oh brilliant splendid mm-hmm. acknowledgement of ken yeah so why this ship and everything why this film hermes um, I've, I've been getting, um, I don't know. It's one of the newer hobbies I've picked up is just going down the history of, of, uh, racing and, uh, and, uh, cars in general, I guess, just mechanic. And I don't know, I, I've over the last year, probably the beginning of this year, like I said, I just kind of gone down this, uh, rabbit hole of not that I need another hobby, but <laughs> yeah, just taking up like the history lessons of, of the sport of racing. So with his next curiosity. pick. His next pick, we're going to do the history of Radiator Springs yes. as he brings cars to the podcast, no doubt. Louder maybe Rush. Maybe Rush would be a yeah, closer one to it <laughs> rather you, than cars. Tell you what, Rush, Rush is fantastic. It's been one that's been on my short list forever. It's brilliant. Yeah, I love Rush. 76 season. I, just, I went through yeah. all of them, yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, like we all saw this film together, I think we discovered, in the yeah. cinema yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah. So when it came across the bow, I was like, hey, um, powerful film. I cried in the cinema when I watched it. I didn't cry when I when I was rewatched because I think Same. it was I was Same. waiting for that ever shoot to drop. Yeah, yeah. Same. All I think film I still long. teared up a little bit. I did, but sometimes yesterday. I don't. Yeah, it, yeah. No, it's not, you're multitasking. It's, it's no Armageddon. No, <laughs> <laughs> which I did. I cried when I watched Armageddon. What I was doing with the pod. Maybe I saw it so recently ago. Maybe it's a. Uh, it's it's that thing where it even gives you like the happy end. I remember in the in the cinema when they walked off into the middle distance off and talk about next year's car. I'm like, that's the end of the film. Yeah. And then when they came back to them racing, I went, oh no, don't don't do this. And they did. I'm like, oh damn, because you knew, but you knew it was coming. And you were almost like fighting fate the whole movie, going, okay, yeah. just please, please don't. Because I said you please up for don't it. die. Yeah. Oh, the whole movie long is setting yeah, you up for yeah, it. Yeah. And so you think you're out of the woods, and then nope. 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 We are not in the clear yet. 
not in the clear whatsoever. It's like, you know, you you, you thought he was going to end up safe? No, 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 no. I think also on the, the the film does really well that I really appreciate is that you don't have to be in you know down the rabbit hole or in the thick of uh, like car lore or the history of it or, or to understand what's happening. I think is what they do really well without True. seeming like it's you know a lot of exposition. It's not like it's you know talking down to us about this is how the race works. This is why these things are important. I think they do that really well. Where you're invested in it and. It feels pretty natural to be invested in it. It does. I was going to ask George. I'm, I'm guessing you're the least automotive, autosports fan of, of everybody here. I imagine so. I mean, I watched quite a bit growing up because Dad quite liked it, oh, it. Just out of like it was on the TV. Um, Do you find the film accessible? But I found the film accessible. Yeah, so I don't. I think racing movies are actually pretty easy to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> Start, well, finish. Finish ahead of that guy. Yeah. All right, done. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple of bits in this one. But the one thing where you have to pass him twice. <laughs> There's a couple of bits in this one, just like the rules of the race, like what actually is allowed. And then they're like, he's like the, they talk about him driving for four hours and then four hours and it took us actually having to google what they what they're able to do to figure out how he manages to start and finish the race but that's true because they do imply it's four hour shifts and, and they, yeah. it's not four hour shifts in the rules as it turns no. out because i did the history i went back and looked at the race history after i watched the movie again and uh i saw it yeah he starts the race and he finishes the race i'm like how is that possible because if you're doing four hour shifts you can have you can do one or the other but you can't do both you can't both be an odd number and an even number at the same time. Mm-hmm. You're either odds or you're evens. And then we looked and saw. It's just frustrating because they could have cleared that up so easily in the film just by saying, like, literally, he's, but he's only been asleep for two hours. So what is his shift now? Like, you, the, the, you, you could do it, but you would... So ha- easily. You could do it, but you would have to have someone explain it to Henry Ford. Yeah. Because who you explain it to is the important part. So Henry Ford's the guy who doesn't know anything about Le Mans. He's the, yeah. he's the American... Uh, we, we do NASCAR. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... So going, but let me explain to you what's different about it. And you could actually literally have someone just explain it to him. Yeah. And then we can walk away going, oh, yeah. 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 Um, so that was interesting. Um, I'm try- we were having a de- I'm very curious to get your thoughts on this. We were having a debate, um, Hermes, because I'm going through a massive Matt Damon appreciation. Yeah, me too. Uh, lately. <laughs> uh, I'd I, I, I pop postulated i'm bringing that we're back prior to oppenheimer i'd postulated that matt damon is just really good at playing a part and he doesn't always get the big shouty parts he's the straight man more often than not but i always buy it i always 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 buy it yeah because he's real he's natural at it and then we've watched um saving private ryan we've watched oppenheimer Mm. liam and i have at least and uh, then we watch this, and it's this idea that Matt Damon might be, he might be the, be- the best working actor today. Mm. But Christian Bale might also be the greatest working actor today. Christian Bale does more off-the-key characters. Matt Damon does normal uh, Do you characters. know how hard it is to do normal and make yeah. you care? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like I think that's, I, yes. Air is the thing we talked about where yeah, it came yeah, out. Yeah. And I went, I don't know what it is. He's great at this. Yeah. Whereas Bale, Bale's the big character, the character who you quote, he's the, the cool one, the one you remember, the one that's really easy to root for. Normally you got some sort of swagger, some sort of look, some one, sort of... One key flaw. Yeah, yeah, always. <laughs> so, uh, so I guess I'm just sort of thinking, if you, ha- if you had to go, Bale or Damon, gun to head, which one are you putting? 
Uh, it's not that hard for me. I would go with Bale over Damon. Oh, wow. Um, and, and it's, it's going to sound a little weird on things that I pick up on in performances. And nothing against Matt Damon. I think what you're picking up, not to disagree with you there, uh, Ian, but <laughs> what I think... You're going to call us a lack of rage, aren't you? What, no, no, no. Oh, okay. what, I, what I think you're picking up on is the likability factor that Matt Damon has. I think as a guy, he's a very likable guy. I assume, I, I think, and I think that's what we're, it shows through in a lot of his performances, whereas Bale probably on the other side of it, from things that have come through the grapevine, may not be as likable guy. I think and yeah. Bale easy... is Ken Miles. It's a pretty, it's a pretty easy <laughs> go there, isn't it? Sure, sure. And I think the, to be able to forget that and get lost in that performance to where I believe that he is Ken Miles or he is... Um, uh, you know Patrick Bateman, or he is, you know, uh, Batman. Apparently, if, Batman. Yeah, I didn't put that two, two and two together. Yeah, Georgia didn't that recognize. Georgia, Georgia uh, did not recognize it was Christian Bale. I kind of put a cape on. I mean, come on. Naturally, naturally, <laughs> I, I, I assume that you wouldn't get it, uh, Georgia, but. I was just leaving that for the <laughs> for the uh, after party. No, it, I think that is. I really do think that's what it comes down to there, Ian. And and I'm going to go one step further. Why I say it's like weird what I pick up on in performances is um, I'm going to name probably like two or three things that Matt Damon does, and you tell me if you he doesn't do this in every movie, similar to like the Tom Hanks uh, urinating thing, kind of right. It's uh, look at his, the way he eats, chews things uh, in his movies. True. Look at the way he's not Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's the worst for that. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Not not necessarily the fact that he is eating. I'm just saying the the way oh, the way he eats. eats. Okay, and that's obviously smiles. him acting. Uh, smiles the way and uh, a big one is his cries. He has still yet to figure out how to for me to sell his um, f- big emotional crying. You know, since Goodwill Hunting on. I don't think he's really figured that portion out to where I don't get lo- to where I don't get sucked out or taken out of wow. the movie. Where I'm like, wow, that's not really um, that's not really doing it for me, Damon. Like, you gotta you gotta I, do something else. I think he does. Oh wow, because so the way weirdly, he cries, I love the way he cries because it's like Correct. ugly, messy crying, which is like how people actually cry. I actually prefer <sighs> how he holds back. Yeah, when he, he doesn't hold back, he's more restrained. No, 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 no. <laughs> but in in this, he he held back, didn't he? Yeah, I would. He he does again the likability. He does do a straight average Joe really well because I think that's more his personality, his and that's what I think too. is showing. How much yeah, acting is actually through. happening there? Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Oh, yeah, exactly. I think a lot. Oh, really? Okay. I think and maybe not even that just, much. He comes across as a good. Uh, I said he seems like a good person. He's in. Yeah. The pro- I believe everything he does. So, so, like, I don't mean like his acting choices. So, I'm not talking about the way he eats or the way. He <laughs> I'm like, sorry, but like when he's when he, when he's in when I watched Air, he's not Matt Damon playing that part. I'm just like I'm totally invested. And when he's Carol Shelby, I'm totally invested. And when he's the guy he, in Oppenheimer, he does become those people. He yeah. becomes those people. Yeah. Is, is that's you know no, it's, it's, it's my, my perspective. That's almost the definition of acting. But no. when's the last time he did something with his body or appearance that was? super dramatic yeah, bale does it every every role not that that's a not that that's a requirement or anything but again he is always the average guy so when has he done something that's really pushed those boundaries the he's last got, time i could think of when he he's got was when he was in a current oppenheimer where his physicality or like his yeah his physicality his uh, oh i was talking more about this, 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 this like big anger you mean like he actually changes his, his physiology as to who he is like it's more character driven in his yeah, role. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's hard because we're always put seeing the world through his perspective, so it's hard to make him that guy. 
because if you're gonna be the audience always, surrogate, he always plays audience surrogate or yeah. like. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like we he, encounter he, the movie through what he does. So he needs to be swappable for us. Does he yeah. have the range to do you know, what if this like, was, Christian Bale can if do? If you this? framed this movie more around Ken Miles, because it is it is framed around. I think it's framed from from uh, Carol Shelby's, Shelby's yeah. perspective. Shelby. If you frame it around Ken Miles's and he's more of a supporting character, a strong supporting character, but mm. still a strong supporting character, I think it's a much more difficult film to do. I think it's hard to get on board with a hothead. I, it's easier to get on board with you're the friend going, why can't you just shut up for a moment? <laughs> I'm trying to help you here. Yeah. What about Rush? I mean, Rush was more framed that way, and he was more of the, you know, sexualizing bad boy, and it was from his perspective, more or less. Rush tricks you into who the main character is. Mm. <laughs> Rush is clever. Rush, That's to- true. Rush, That's true. Rush totally tricks you into thinking. Yeah, at the it's, end. It's, yeah. It's, it's the James Hunt movie. It's not the James Hunt movie. Uh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it kind of I think it's half. I think it's half James Hunt movie, and then at the end, it uh, pulls it away. Yeah, it's, it's like, no, it's actually about both of them. Again, right? How would you feel if you were James Hunt, right? Knowing that you've the only time you ever win the world championship is because the other guy was out of action for three months. Mm. Yeah, you can't control that. No, I know, but he would never because even at the last, very last race, he still had to come third, I think, and yeah, that was if um, he if if um, Lauda had got one point, yeah. I'm sure we'll do it at some point, so, so let's not give it all away. So do you know what I mean? I think, well, that's history, so... It's what is history, but... <laughs> so was this film, and I still don't... So was this film, we didn't give away the ending to this last but week. But it's only because he give up, you know? I, just, I don't know, I just think... You're like, responsible for you. You're responsible... When someone else chooses to do completely out of your hands, would it niggle at you? I don't know. Because it, cause I said, it tricks you into whose movie it is, because it's not James Hunt's movie. Because I like James Hunt, right? But James but, but Hunt would not be a racing driver today. I did not think we would get on here and get an argument about a movie we're not film. doing. <laughs> my apologies. I'm glad we have this conversation oh, off mic. <laughs> but yeah, I don't want to ruin it for anybody else. Um, so yeah, uh, i tell you what, Hermes. What's the scuttlebutt? What's the scuttlebutt indeed? Because oh, nice little thing. you've got a... Yeah. Uh, a podcast of your own called the Scottlebutt Podcast, and uh, it's a very good listen. People out there should go ahead and make sure they give it a go. There's a couple. Yeah, make sure you find the, the, the right thumbnail. I've discovered. <laughs> yeah, because there's a couple. Just like there's, there's, there's actually two best films ever out there. Is there? Yeah, there's another one. It doesn't. Thankfully, like our numbers dwarf theirs, so we're all right. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I always tell my co-host too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think it's also Spanish language. So I don't think we, we we share an audience for the most part. But here at the uh, BFE, we do the BFE questionnaire. I believe you kicked off round one, but I think you're behind on round two. We Ooh. we get to kick off round two with James DeGuzen, but there is a second batch of questions to learn more about our uh, BFFs, the BFE, because part of being best friends ever is that. <laughs> We have to know about our friend Georgia scaring me. She's pushing buttons on the road. I was just putting it back to this screen so I can see how long we're going. Um, BFE questionnaire round two. (laughs) It's summertime. It's grilling season, as you might say in the States. Oh, that's disgusting. At a barbecue, a traditional family sort of barbecue setup. What are you reaching for? What is your, I'd imagine protein of choice, but it might not be a protein of choice. But what is, what is your go-to at a barbecue? Um... Is it is it like the plate I'm making or the first thing I'm grabbing? Ooh. 
Let's do both of those. I'm thinking about the, I'm really thinking about the first thing you're grabbing, but I'm really curious about the the other one as well. First thing I'm usually grabbing, yeah, it's going to be my protein. And you, if I'm going to judge somebody based on their barbecue skill, how well they're doing on the grill, it's got to be like a uh, a brisket or a pulled pork. How well did they, how long did they cook Ooh. it for? What's the seasoning they did? That brisket is, is going to tell me everything That's I need to know. Really interesting because James Guzman said brisket as well. Yeah, and I have never been to a barbecue where a brisket has been a thing. No. Mm. A real barbecue, a serious barbecue, because everybody does brisket a little differently. Yeah. Where I'm at currently in the country, um, I would say brisket is definitely on the back burner, not as popular where we're at. But further down south where the wife is at, that's that's the staple. Can you know, somebody explain to me what a brisket is? It's it's a I'm, I'm blanking on the cut of meat it is. I want to say it's a um, like a, a chuck roast. Or, I think I want to say chuck roast. It's one of the roasts that you slow cook mm-hmm. and you season specifically to yourself uh, to whatever your flavor is. Usually, it's more of like a um, spicy, um, um, ca- like a pepper spice though, not too not like Ooh, crazy spice, yeah. but like a pepper spice that's slow cooked that remains juicy. Um, throughout the entirety of the, and then depending on how you want it, medium rare, medium, etc. The juice, the juice factor, and the amount of flavor and smoke profile throughout the. My buddy, my buddy, my co-host, shout out to Morpheus, is big into grilling. Ooh. He has a thermometer set up. He's got the Traeger <laughs> set up. He's he's nice. big into grilling. He'll tell you all about it. Oh, Ellie used to make a brisket. Yeah, and I remember you slow cooker, yeah. slow cooker. So more of a savory, almost mm-hmm. bordering on like a roast thing instead I'm but it is it is really tender and really moist and you get a lot of fair money you get them as like sainsbury's a brisket cool and um there's all yeah it was like a three-day process day one brisket day two leftover brisket day three it was like a lasagna or a nachos or something else so maybe we can do that for football oh, yeah. season. melts in your mouth oh. yeah mm-hmm. i never had one i, I, only, I, only, I, never had I one. only heard about them on two and a half not two and a half man a uh, big bang theory and then all of a sudden i had a brisket i good. first heard about it on mrs mazel Oh, that's right. She brings Barbecue. her brisket. Yeah. yeah what are you What are you making? What am I making at the barbecue? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm always a big potato guy. I'm having the um, the um, side of the family that's big. <laughs> we'll just say big into potatoes. I can make them a million different ways. I always like a uh, potato salad, like a German potato salad with like a lot of vinegar and sugar and bacon, like candied bacon on it. That's wow. really good. So is it more creamy or more vinaigrette? More vinaigrette, yeah. Okay, interesting. Oh, that sounds it's like a, it's almost umami though. If you can get it just oh, okay. right with yeah. the balance, it's like umami in the middle. Potato salad is my sort of like go to side if I'm going for a barbecue. I'm like, okay, what what's the potato? I do judge people on the potato salad, I'll say that. See mine like coleslaw. Coleslaw as well. Oh, love coleslaw. Uh, <sighs> potato salad, I don't find it goes as bad. By what I mean is, if you, you can either nail coleslaw or it can be terrible. Yeah, yeah, true. Whereas mm-hmm, potato mm-hmm. salad, it's, unless you, as long as you cook the potatoes through, it's really hard to screw up a potato salad. But there's nothing that beats a great potato salad. Mm. Hermes, do you collect anything? I have quite a few collections, uh, Ian. I think the number one thing I collect right now um, is whiskey. I was going to yeah. say whiskey. Cur- I currently have quite a big collection of whiskey. Is that, I can take a picture of the shelf. Is that how oh, you? Is, is, cool. is that how you've sold it to the wife? It, it, <laughs> it's, I'm a collector. <laughs> Hilarious, you say that, Ian, because yes, that's exactly the excuse that <laughs> Morpheus and I came up with when we every time we uh, buy. So it's for the collection, it's for the shelf. It's not for it's not because we have a drinking problem. It's, it's for the collection. <laughs> Love it. All right, we are connoisseurs, not addicts. I'm. I've never Sorry, had. I've never had whiskey. What? No. 
any whiskey over, well, especially over there. Like ne- never a Scotch, never an Irish, nothing. No, I didn't know. Wow, you've never had like a Jack Daniels. Oh yes, that's a bourbon though, isn't it? It's Tennessee whiskey. That's a Tennessee it's a whiskey. whiskey. Oh okay. Yes, I have had. Technically, all of those it's technically it's a whiskey. Yeah. Oh okay. A I, bourbon is a whiskey. I don't, a rye is a whiskey. I don't like. Mm-hmm. Jack Daniels. No, do I, but I was just asking. But I do like the honey one. I've tried that one. <laughs> okay, okay. That's actually really... So if you like that, I can get you to like whiskey. I always start people on the honey if they're new to whiskey. Yeah. And I make them a couple cocktails. I make a couple mixed drink, and then I start to lower the sweetness. I start to lower a lot of the mixes, and then we finally get back to... Uh. Just a just a good whiskey. I had I a colleague you. who was determined he was determined to do his whiskey drinking buddy, and I was up for it. <laughs> but he gave me this. I mean, it's like proper Scottish whiskey, right? Single malt, and you have heated and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you have a drink of it, and you kind of belch, and like smoke comes out of your mouth. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> this is some strong sipping whiskey. Can you explain oh, yeah. another thing for me, then, Hermes? Why do you add water to whiskey? Mm, uh, it it's a type of. Um, dilution is the best way to the best way to describe it so think of the proof the proof is how much water to alcohol content it is so if you lower the proof a little bit it's a little less spicy maybe Uh, you get a little bit more sweetness you get a little more out of the flavor profile again if your tongue is not used to that so maybe bringing the proof down would be beneficial to tasting wow i didn't know that i just thought why add water that seems oh really yeah (laughs) that's the idea of on the rocks versus neat you know and then the water's in the middle Yep. You know. Ah, interesting. Thank you. Let's go down a... Uh, I'd love to drink with you sometime, Liam. We <laughs> could do that. We, we, let's make that happen. <laughs> I just want well, Hermes to make me a whiskey cocktail now. I'm invested yeah, in the cocktails. Same. Ooh, boy, can I give you a cocktail. Sounds oh. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, a barbecue, whiskey. Whiskey, cocktails. tell oh. me, tell me. You, send me. you guys are invited over. You send, me, you send me a whiskey cocktail recipe. We'll, 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 we'll try them on the pod. Yeah. I have a maybe I have a film that I won't I won't spoil it now but maybe I have a film that we oh, can do this and I'll send it pregame. Oh, that would be good during the film. That'd yeah. be good. I'd like that. Got gotcha. you. Um, do you believe <laughs> this? This might be a pretense to, <laughs> to, to, to your to your meeting with Liam. Do you believe in love at first sight? <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, I I do believe in the um, experience of love at first sight. I've had it. I, I do I do believe in that. I don't necessarily believe in in um, my current definition of love or the or what most people associate with the love at first sight thing. But okay. I have experienced it. Uh, what's your favorite holiday? Halloween. I love Halloween. And I, I, you know, an excuse to dress up, to you know, be silly, to you know. A, a, Again, their side of the family, Dia de los Muertos, to remember some of the fallen, some of the, you know, some of the other, you know, history behind it. So I love the lore, the spookiness, horror movies, you know, 30 Days of Halloween and, you know, all that. All, that's just fun. And then at, on top of that, you get to introduce kids to it and, like, give them a bunch of sweets that they can go home and get candies with or, or cavities with. I love it. <laughs> I am so not a Halloween guy. Me neither. <laughs> I love I Halloween. I don't like the spookiness of everything. I, just, I like the spooky, but I don't like the horror. So when it like yeah. tips yeah. over, I'm like, nah, nah, nah. But the spooky, spooky. <sighs> yeah. All about it. Yeah, Who knows? Halloween. Halloween might be the answer to this one as well. I like the dress up, but I just don't like the. Hermes, what was your first favorite film you remember having as a kid? Ooh. Or. The first time you ever said, this is my favorite film, whatever age that might have been. Interesting. Oof. That's a tough one. Favorites are always tough with me. Gosh. Um, trying to remember one of the, you know, like the first couple films I saw. I think a couple of them were horror. 
if um not excuse me nightmare on elm street maybe wow, i do yeah. love that one still wow. to this day um i remember watching that gosh, what are the <laughs> first couple yeah that's that's really tough i started when i was really young i come from like a film family so i can't even remember when i really started i mean i had i never liked the disney stuff so now i'm trying to really? think of something that won't make me sound kind of fucked up um, <laughs> by watching as a kid <laughs> do you find yeah, though not- right nightmare on elm street the first one he barely says a word and is scary yes and the yes. second third fourth fifth sixth seventh eighth ninth tenth whatever it is he becomes a stand-up <laughs> comic yeah absolutely and i think that's where i get my love of horror was the comedy aspect of it when yeah. i was four or five years old and i was watching the first time on Elm street that was the boogeyman that was legit yeah. <laughs> the scary boogeyman and that got me the adrenaline rush that i like about horror movies but then eventually that no matter how how scary quote unquote the movie gets you finally you you eventually outgrow that so most if you like horror you eventually outgrow it and nothing is scary anymore everything's comedy so i think that's Honestly, the natural progression of the horror horror genre is you gotta you can be scary a little bit, or you can be spooky, or things that you'd be like, oh, that would be scary in that situation. Yeah. And the boogeyman is scary, but <laughs> you know, uh, Freddy Krueger is fantastic. He's so I love him so much <laughs> because it's funny. Because Freddy, it's funny. Freddy Krueger's no John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> um, the best gift you've ever been given. Oh, best gift I've ever been given. I. I <laughs> I'll get every gift. I don't know. The gift of friendship, guys. I don't know. What a cop out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's the worst gift you've ever been given? Mm. The gift of friendship, guys. <laughs> Sometimes it's that. That's the worst answer to a question like this I've been given. But. I, you can't ask me favorites. I'm terrible at this. I'll, that's what you're learning about me right wow, now. Okay. You can't tell me to pick favorites. My next question is about a favorite. Do you have a favorite <laughs> word? <laughs> A favorite? Yep, a favorite That's word. My favorite word. Not a swear word. We did that one last time, but a favorite word in general. A word that you're like, I just like that one. For instance, I'm um, big on postulate right now. Postulate. Postulate. I like sporadic. Saunder. I like saunder a lot. Ooh, That's a good word. That's good. I like that word. What saunter is in to walk with a uh Saunder right? with Sa- a D. What's that? S O N D E R. It's the um, acknowledgement that uh, everybody you pass by is living just as complicated a life. Everybody has wow. their own shit going on. And cool. uh, if you stop to think about it, yeah, you just, you know, relax a little bit, guys. All right. we're, all, we're all going through it. Salad dressing of choice <laughs> olive oil with a little salt and pepper. Never tried that. That's, that's, that's interesting. Ian's yeah, trying not yeah, to yeah. say boring. <laughs> okay well if no, you really want to minimalist that's fine no, it's okay. <laughs> if you want to get a little crazy with it, you could do uh toasted sesame oil i Sugar, love sesame pepper. oil <laughs> you know that gives a nice flavor how hot can you go with your chicken wings Ooh. as hot as i don't prefer to eat them as hot but i there is no limit i have some of the world's hottest hot sauce in my fridge right now and i just to challenge people i did it you know in the store and it was like yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. This is very hot, but it's fine. And I challenge people with it. This is interesting because you're um, we have we have what you do for a living. The furthest you've been away from home is mm. if it's if it's <laughs> out of the stuff that's not classified. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, to quite literal other side of the world, as far away from home as you possibly you can, can get. Be. Wow, yeah. excellent. Uh, the 
first CD you remember buying for yourself was? A CD. The, um, uh, the Marshall Mathers LP. Oh, I got all oh, of that's his. That's a good album. I loved that one. Yeah, I loved all of them, but yeah. then I went I, back Slim Shady LP and all of them. Because I am whatever I say. But I had them on vinyl. <laughs> I still do. The mm. most used app on your phone is what? Uh, good question. I might have to look that up, but probably one of my um, productivity apps, you know, like uh, something that I'm doing uh, in conjunction with podcasting or artwork or something. You know, I don't. I, I couldn't tell you which one it was, like a photo edit, whatever that app is named. Sorry. Your proudest achievement that you can speak of on record? <laughs> <laughs> Pr- uh, proudest achievement. Uh, something I did or just the moment I felt the proudest? Because I think pride, most of my pride comes from others. Um, there was, you know, my sister graduating boot camp, going to that, seeing her in her dress whites. That was pretty, that was pretty proud of her. Cool. Okay. And You're very people orientated. I yeah. Like that. Humble. Yeah. That's why he and I get on so well. <laughs> Even Hermes is laughing at I <laughs> Hermes will be laughing at this when he listens to it. Plead the fifth. <laughs> Don't know what that means over here. Yeah. Uh, uh, an experience that's on your bucket list. Last question. A- Antarctica. That's a, that's wow. another. That's the last continent I need to hit. Cool. Wow. It's a quick response there. Yeah. yeah. I, I was just asked this not too not too long ago. The three top bucket lists I need to do, and that's the that's the top of it. Wow, that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I just want to travel more. So anyone who's like done that much traveling, that Antarctica is the only place, only continent they've not been to. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, not always by choice, but it, yeah. it's cool to speak about over whiskey in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, indeed, indeed. Um, I'm trying to think of how to segue back towards uh, the race cart. That'll do. Press the button. Push the button? Yeah. All right. <laughs> We're in the end game now. We're in the end game now. Uh, Hermes, we need a random word from you, buddy. Well, although I cannot participate because I feel like every rule that you've established on this game is to to my disadvantage is rigged. <laughs> I will. I thought we were just going to do a nice little dignified thing here. I said some nice things about him. He laughed about me. <laughs> <laughs> and never, Ian. That is not how we get along. No. All right. <laughs> we sh- we shoot the shots. Shots have been fired. Right. It is hashtag rigged. I think the word this this week is um is going to be wrench. Wrench. <laughs> Liam must Tell have, me that's what Liam you wrote. wrote down. Liam has written down spammer. Spam- <laughs> Wrench spanner. That's true because just like this movie has two titles. Yes. We're going to give it to because yeah, because you recommended Ford versus Ferrari, but we spent the the, the after the well, evening uh reviewing uh Le Mans 66. Le Mans 66. Yeah. <laughs> Is that just European countries? I I didn't uh, look it up beforehand. Oh. You know, obviously, I saw this when I was over in the States. Well, yeah. I couldn't find it's an exhaustive your- list. It seems to be. It seems that like it's a Sorcerer's Stone. It situation. seems to be that in the U.S. Well, Sorcerer's Stone's an interesting one because in Canada it was released under the name Sor- Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. 
and almost always Canada and America go the same way. But Canada, it's really weird for Canada to go. We, th- on this, we will not. We, we, we not, know we will what not philosopher is. This is the line here. No father. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it, it seems to be but just in the domestic market, which is usually U.S.-Canada combined. Whenever you see domestic figures, it's both of those as a single marketplace. Uh, but they went with Ford versus Ferrari. But it seems everywhere international it seems to have gone with Le Mans 66. Now, I've just seen a couple of kind of blanket statements rather than looking at some sort of exhaustive list of what it was called in each country. But yeah. What do you think sounds better? He's going to say Ford versus Ferrari. Honestly, no, I, I don't. I, the thing that I, I I think why it's separated the way it is, is anybody in the States, um, which is not the doesn't make me the most proud. Uh, you know, they're not very familiar with international events sports etc okay. if you said something le mans we would see lay mans what is this foreign film i don't think <laughs> a lot of people oh, would okay. recognize that as a racing you know even if it has matt damon and christian bale attached to it they're just gonna be like what is, what is lay mans? <laughs> you know <laughs> i i think it would have been the so you say ford versus ferrari everybody knows what a ford is everybody knows what a ferrari is we know what we're you know oh, it's, it's a competition a, even it's, so reductive. it's gonna be a musical like it that is, like that is. miserable movie we watched <laughs> it's, that's exactly what i assume somebody's train of thought would be is again doesn't make me the most proud but that's probably what it comes down to unfortunately i would also say yeah i think le mans as a concept yeah uh it's just not something that is in the north american sports vernacular yeah it doesn't mean anything you know what are the what are the big races you know indy 500 daytona 500 those yeah. are the two big sort but of that american wouldn't really races. translate too well over here though would it daytona and uh well, i don't know uh, days of thunder did okay over here yeah, but I meant, you know, if you ask the average Joe what Daytona yeah, is. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. They wouldn't yeah, really of course know, wouldn't. would they? I'm going to so, play devil's advocate and go, I know what Daytona is, but I didn't know what Le Mans was before the film. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, but Georgia loves her some NASCAR, though. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure she does. Just as, <laughs> Get out of car, Cole. Wait, you brim, mean, brim. What, you mean for four hours I can watch people just turn left? Oh, oh sign me Yes. <laughs> Around an oval. Yeah. I mean, they also pit, you know, occasionally. Wow. Oh, oh, so well, Mario know, right? Kart is more interesting. Come on, guys. Yeah. If that's your perspective, you're going to love this, this Gran Turismo movie. I basically love what Mario done. Kart. Uh, I'm actually quite good at it, just saying. What, Mario Kart? Yeah. Yeah, because there's an absolute skill in that. There, no, there is. Oh, there, <laughs> there is. There is. There, there is. Definitely. Once you get past, like, just basic bitching it around the, like, 50cc, oh, oh, take the difficulty. Skill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in last place. Oh, thankfully, I have this lightning bolt and no, a blue no, no, shell. No, and no, okay, no, no. okay, Ian, I think I hear BFC <laughs> competition coming around here. Competition. I thoroughly enjoy me some Mario. I will bring I the do. Switch here, <laughs> but, and we can play Mario Kart. But the number of times I've been in first place and been taken out by someone who's you know. Yeah, you have not. to be able to recover. Come on. That's stupid. Yeah, Why weren't you dodging? Why weren't you paying attention behind? They have, there's a have rear view already. camera. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I loved Mario Kart 64. I loved Mario Kart, the, the original one. The the When you can only have two people play at the same time. <laughs> Good times. Um, what am I at here? Oh, so the money, money, money. $97.6 million budget. Yep. What's it take home? 320. Okay. Lame. 240. 240 and Hermes. I'm trying to. I don't. 
I don't, I didn't see it in theaters, so I, I don't know what the rec- like, the turnout was. Three hundred. I don't think it was big, big. Liam, you said what? Two forty? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, you're pretty much right on it. Two, two twenty-five and a half. Oh, cool. So yeah, so probably actually loses a little bit of money. Yeah, all things considered. So it wasn't that big a hit, was it? I no, I didn't think. No, it was weird. It was this weird Oscar baby movie about sports. Not usually a crossover you find mm. too much. And it wasn't like they had some like big personal. It wasn't like the fighter, which I've referenced a few times this pod, Good where thing. like you know the fight is really about this guy's family in Boston. It's not. It was a boxing match, but it really doesn't mean anything. It's about that's the reason to talk about the characters. Do you think this they, isn't? This is all about the race. Do you think they can actually make a Boston movie without Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> I think. <laughs> I believe the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America, have determined that you have to have Mark Wahlberg, Ben Affleck, or Matt Damon in the film, or you cannot claim it's from Boston. It's part of the uh, SAG AFTRA strikes as well. That's what they're negotiating. You, 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 yeah. you have to go somewhere else. Yeah, that's funny. I heard this. Yeah, I did read this. Yes. <laughs> I back up those claims. Uh, nominated for four Oscars. Ooh. Any ideas? Best visual effects. Racing, I mean. No. Best script. No. Uh, best no. editing. Uh, best film editing, yes. Uh, cinematography? No. Uh, Which actually is a bit of a shame. I thought the cinematography was really strong. Brilliant. Yeah. Was yeah. there a supporting actor for one of the two of them? No, no acting nominations. No, no acting nominations. I don't okay. remember that, yeah. yeah. Best picture? Yeah. Yeah. Really? I, well, I, guess, I think this is after when they bumped it to like 10. Oh, okay. So all of a sudden being a Best Picture nominee wasn't that difficult anymore? Yeah. Because <laughs> the, the secret is, what they don't get, is the, the answer wasn't to go to 10. The answer was to go to 6 or 7 for the years that it merited. Yeah. Because this is all because The Dark Knight didn't get a nomination. Oh, great movie. Yeah, surely, like, this is a shit movie. Um, if... <laughs> Like surely the Oscars have from from Christopher Nolan, a mediocre film. It is a mediocre film. (laughs) Batman is a mediocre character. Well, that's right. Sorry, Hermes, but I'm not that sorry. Batman is shit. Tony Stark. I don't need to continue. You know, I don't have to defend this. The the history defends it, and all it the does. fans. That's fine if you want to be contrarian. That's fine. I'm no not. Just, I'm not being contrarian on purpose. It's just I, respect you. I'd say playing the role of Ethan this week is George. But George's <laughs> hatred for Batman is long since. It is. Yeah, it is pretty legendary. Yeah, <laughs> Georgia, why so serious? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Joker, brilliant. Batman villains usually quite good. Batman himself, as a character, fucking stupid. <laughs> you, Hate you, have you ever read The Psychology of Batman by chance? I mean, in uni at all? No. Uh, Georgia? It comes up in some... When you, if you have a fun professor, he'll he'll introduce it. And it's all about, you know, like, uh, personality disorders and whatnot. I mean, good read. Maybe think... T- maybe you'll uh, give you a little um, food for thought yeah. Yeah, into the universe of Batman. Right. Okay. I can be swayed. But you can be so- not by the films, not by the films is- that have come out. Okay, so we're back Challenge on. Accepted. We're, back, we're back on best picture, best film editing. Uh, two more. Up. Best score? No. Is there any? Is there scoring in this? There film? is a bit of score. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, the last two are sound editing and sound mixing. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, it wins uh, the revs. It wins yeah, both. Yeah, yeah. It wins both editing awards. From oh, film okay. editing and sound editing. It's the last film to win the best sound editing award before the award was combined with sound mixing. It's now just a singular award called best sound. Oh, okay. So there we are. Which I'm I'm I stumping guess one, for it. One which win one. Mission Jack Impossible. 
whatever Dennis? whatever it's called reckoning reckoning yeah uh something dead, dead, dead reckoning part one yeah i'm putting that up there for, for best sound it's good yep it sounds fantastic it's one of my favorite um so, apart from the second one it's one of my favorites cool <laughs> no i'm just saying sequels in general <laughs> especially when they go on forever and ever and ever fast and furious um I think. Okay, hang on. Let's be honest here, though. <laughs> because Fast and the Furious, they've done ten. Agreed. Yeah. Mission Impossible's at seven. It's not like they're like. It's not far away, is it? That's my that's, point. That's my point. You see, you're going. When they get carried away, like ten, that's too much. No, but I'm like, no, no, you no, you're saying four films. Usually, they get worse and worse and worse. worse, and worse and Liam worse. is surprised that seven is actually quite good. Yes. Seven's good. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yes. yeah there's and the I translation. Think, I think the next one's going to be even better. It's going to be hard to pull it off. I think that's going to be good. I think that's going to be what you said. Yeah, I do think it's going to be exactly what I said. Yeah. 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 There we go. Oh, gravity. Go, go check out the theater. Skip it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there we are. Uh, who would you cast as who in this movie, Hermes? Hmm. Uh, everyday man. So who is going to be Matt Damon? Let's go with. Ian, yeah, I, knew was I think, <laughs> I think, and then yeah, you, I think uh, Liam could be Christian Bale, be more, uh, be more uh, animated with his portrayal. I mean, Georgia, do you like yeah. the? Do you like Christian Bale's wife? Oh, um, I love her. I think, I she's, think great. she's great. I thought she was as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I agree. Mo- Molly, I think it was. Molly, yeah. Molly, and, yeah. Um, I don't know her from anything else. Mm, I recognize. No, I recognize. I, recognize her. I don't know face, yeah. off the top of off yeah. the top of my. Uh, I'm going to find out because I also recognize. Where would you her. put yourself, Hermes? Oh, uh, I I wouldn't mind being um, uh, Enzo Ferrari. Yeah, I knew I'll, you were going to say tip. that. I'll hat tip that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Very very few lines. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Muppet the movie. Gosh, Mars you know, I'm just going to say it right now. Go on. <laughs> I don't like Muppets. Yeah, you said can that. We, yeah. Can, we, can we get rid of the Muppets? Can oh. we get rid of the... You don't like Batman, I don't like Muppets. I'm not afraid to say Do you know what? I, kind I will of, school you on the Muppets. You can school I, me on Batman, and we'll we'll come back again. I can agree the, with the, the, the psychology of the Muppets. I no, but the psychology of like Jim Henson as a person. Oh, I love Jim Henson. Yeah, yeah, Dark Crystal I could talk about all day, but not the Muppets. Yeah, I can't agree with Hermes on that, because I only like them when they're in like Muppets Christmas Carol. You know, I didn't mind the first movie, yeah. didn't mind it, but it weren't, like, breathtaking to me, where the oh. Christmas Carol was. Do you know what I mean? I liked... But that's basically what we're doing, is we're, we're trying to mop a Christmas Carol of these movies. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. But that's, if they did these, I'd probably watch them more. No, no, no. I, can we just keep the good movie? It's a good movie. Matt Damon does <laughs> I think Christian Bale stays. Kermit. I think Christian Kermit. Bale's I think Kermit's Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Half of it's in the dark. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> I don't know who the slut. Oh, who's the big Shay guy? He's like, wait for me. You know the, oh, the, the really tall, the really tall one. Yeah, he yeah, could yeah. be Henry Ford the second. Yep. Audible groan. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun winding up Hermes. Yeah. I like this. Statler and Mordoff could be Enzo Ferrari together. <laughs> No. Nah. Oh, the Swedish nah. chef. You could no. you give them both like these little pencil thin mustaches and like the cape with the hats. Oh, be brilliant. Yeah. Scooter could be like the little like evil guy who's like, I think we should have them all crossed together. I need something a bit stronger in the glass. <laughs> <laughs> and Robin the Frog is obviously Peter. Did the film have a villain problem? No. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. 
because they make you think that it's Ferrari as a whole, and then it's not Ferrari as a whole. It's what's his face, one of the ones that's got the same name. It's as Leo, Ferrari. isn't it? You, you knew, yeah, you knew it was um, Leo. Leo, um, yeah, because he was Josh hurdles. Lucas. Yeah, he's very good. Uh, Henry Ford's also a villain in this thing because he tells him, "I'm the only guy you answer to," mm, and, and then totally like, flips. He's just a normal, you know, big bossy. You know, he's he's a typical businessman he's he's the second he's not the guy who came up with the idea he's the guy who's managing the ideas dad came up with business is the uh, and is, is the and is now like telling all of his Go. employees you better come up with an idea it's like well why do you have your job then and why mm. was the car not black <laughs> is this uh the- doesn't that come down to regulation on specific uh <laughs> i'm just saying cars? henry ford first said, you know you can have any oh, color, color you want, want <laughs> black. Long as it's black. i imagine it's probably not good for le mans to have a black car when half the race is in the dark, <laughs> dark. yeah i yeah. know i know <laughs> i just thought it'd be funny then you give it to ken miles <laughs> you, you, i love your laugh you, 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 you give it to, to ken miles and then have like chicks do the car <laughs> it's car right <laughs> oh. um Georgia did like the Arnold Schwarzenegger Batman and Robin film. I'll say that. I did. <laughs> yes, I, I, that was a good one. When I was young. Oh, I was good. I did watch that quite a few times. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it is, that. It is horrible. It's one of those so bad it's good. Even it's as a kid, I thought it sucked. And I tell I you what, Lisa didn't hate Batman. <laughs> I didn't hate Batman as much in the uh, Robert Pattinson Batman. I okay, uh, let's uh, again settle down. Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> what should this film have been called? Give it a sub because we can't agree. It's Le Mans. It's Ford versus Ferrari. What, what, what should we have called it? Ferrari versus Ford. Cars go fast. Le Mans at sixty six. Big twenty four hour race in nineteen sixty six. Ten miles do goes it. wrong. Clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect lap. The perfect. Oh, the that's actually a good one. Jump on the train of yeah. doing bad ones. <laughs> we we need ice cream. Yeah, there we go. And fight. H a p p y. That's good. Yeah. Uh, whose story? Whose story is it? Is it Carol Shelby's? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Is it Ken Miles's. We start with Carol Miles's. Shelby. We finish with Carol Shelby. Yeah. It's the two. It's the voiceover. It's the repeat, isn't it? it kind of gives you the answer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something else, but I can't get that. Mars is more in his narrative, isn't it? Maybe it's the Ford GTO or <sighs> GT 40s uh, story. Ooh, might be Ford's story. Maybe, I mean, technically, yeah. It's not Lee Iacocca's story, I'll tell you that. Is he the good one or is he the bad <laughs> He's one? He's the bad one who disappears halfway through the movie. Um, oh, he's, isn't he the Punisher? That's what you keep saying. I don't know. Oh. I'm trying to I'll put take, names I'll and faces. To He's the one you've referred to as the Punisher. Today, oh, okay, yes. Punisher. Yeah, uh, John John Bernthal. Yeah, is that what you, okay. Yeah, yeah Punisher. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a great Punisher, Punisher, right? I don't. He is a great know. Punisher. He is oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. oh, it's fantastic. He's brilliant. Fantastic. Isn't he? He's the best Punisher. Yeah, best Punisher. Oh, ever. brilliant. Um, who we did already? What is the story? Make car go fast. Car must go fast. <laughs> no, what was that? What did I say in that show that time? <laughs> what did I say in that show that time? Are you talking about a podcast? You're talking about everyone a kept play? laughing. I you're said, well, about... I don't understand what you're saying because I'm oh, sure I'm man-made saying... boat. Man-made boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Y'all are delirious over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we do the fantasy football draft, Liam does the same thing. He'll say, "Why did I do that?" And we're like, "We don't know what you've done. You need to use your words." <laughs> three kickers. That's all I need to say. <laughs> Why would I get three kickers? I didn't want three kickers. Read his, read his mind, guys. Yeah. Know him by now. 
Um, yeah. So, what is the story? Is it is it about you know the underdog who no one will touch, but being proven right that he was the right guy? Is it that you will always get screwed no matter what it is? What is the story? Of course, it's an underdog Passion. story. Passion under- wins out. I think it's an underdog story because is Ken Miles being the underdog at Ford? Is Ford being the underdog at Ferrari? It's an it's an underdog story that wants to a new back. It's, it's the Rocky. It's amazing thing, how it? when the last Ferrari blows up, you're like, "Hey, this is, this is a happy ending," and then they turn it yeah. like, "Oh, it's not a happy ending." Uh, I think it's you promised me the the ride. You never promised me the win. Yeah, and that's the story. Yeah. Wow. Which is that what Hermes was saying. It is very much like the passion of it. It's not yeah. necessarily even the winning of it. It's just the ability to do. Mm-hmm. Well, is, <clears throat> doesn't Shelby say that in his speech uh, that you know some men are just you know born to do certain things? And uh, if you're, so, I'm going to paraphrase. I'm going to blank on it, so it's going to be butchered. But something, something along those lines. Yeah, and a very lucky few you get, you get this obsession. And they have if, to do. Yeah. If you can't do this thing, it becomes a deficit. You must do this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he still sweeps, takes the rug right out, even though they both make uh, make an eye contact through the shades and everything. He still pulls the rug out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, musical inspiration songs should have been on the soundtrack. Shut up and drive. Oh, jeez. I will survive. <laughs> oh, whoa! My car is, is on fire. fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh dear. yeah you're right Hermes we are a bit delirious yep. <laughs> I could tell <laughs> I'm just trying to catch up by drinking copious amounts of whiskey there you yeah go. that's probably the way in I mean I did a f- I did seven hours of rehearsal so that'll, that'll that's where I'm at I think yeah. Liam did you do did you work early yeah I've been yeah. up since half four yeah I do anything uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm also on vacation <laughs> oh, <laughs> rub it in rub it in um, role of women brilliant with her for a very Honest. very male dominated film which it is it is yeah i yeah. thoroughly enjoy the addition of the wife because she is his counterpoint in a very very nice way and it's not i mean yeah shitty no. how can how can you beat that opening where with the two of them where yeah, the chemistry lovely. between them is isn't it isn't it it's like I said, what, I, 10 minutes i said that's what i want i want a relationship like that that's so nice absolutely and Absolutely. she joined, you actually said that when she grabbed the lawn chair and watched them fight. And yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's brilliant. And I love that. And she challenges him too. You know, she she you know if she's not getting what she wants from him, she she wants the truth. It's very open. It's very honest. It's very playful. Yeah, it's nice. And she Lovely. has his back no matter what. Even you know they lose the garage and everything. She has his back. She, she tells him why we keep racing. The, the only issue she has is when he starts withholding Being information. Shady, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um. I do wish we'd gotten the movie goes. We don't need to know her ending. Just wave. Yeah, just wave a little bit more. There, she's not nice. important. It's about a son. And I'm like, okay, you invested some real time in the mum character. You actually, did, yeah. I, I really wanted to see what what her thoughts on it were. Yeah, same. Ooh, I don't uh, to push back on that. I love. It, I, I already said it. You know, Matt Damon has a problem crying. This is actually my his best performance in terms of crying like you said liam is the reservedness the yeah. reserve that he showed there and he's talking to the because again we're talking about his point of view i think the fact that the wife you know and and the child he's obviously not looking over but is still very attached to them but again they have to be at a distance it's not like he's going to swoop in and replace christian bale kind of a thing so no. it's like the fact that he's it's his it's his best friend's wife like how do you approach that discussion with her no you can't it's almost easier to approach with the son but then he realizes oh. it's just as hard because the son you know 
oh, you guys were best friends, so now he's... Rem-. It's it's a, I, I actually really like that. He's sort of the middleman between the two of them, you know, in this whole, you know, exchange. And we, we know the wife, again, she's, she's um you know, she's going to remain strong. She has that strength throughout the film. She does. And then at that point, you know, she, does, she doesn't need him to say anything to her. She, he doesn't need to come up and console her. She's, she, but you can still see the pains there and the distance between the two. I, I really liked that. I yeah, I'm with Hermes. Less I lines see. for women. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Don't be so reductive. The way you describe it, you're right, I think. But I would like to have known right, but that's okay. But not for the reason that obviously Hermes isn't saying that. Um well, of course not. What what, what do you Maybe say? What, what, do you, what, do you, what do you say if you're Matt Damon and you're approaching him? I'm guessing hey, I guess you're single now. Not the way to start. <laughs> uh, there's a real thing here, though, where yet yeah, you're his friend, but you're also the thing that got him in the car that led to him dying. Yeah, and there's and an avenue them- you could have gone down with that, where he could be carrying that as guilt, and she can help relieve that, or she can yeah. go. I also told him to get back in that car. And what kind of? It's a lot. It's a lot better than his flipping friend, the mechanic at his thing, who goes. It's been six, six months. months. Sometimes yeah. they'll get out of the car. Like I'm like that was so sloppily done it was yeah. when instead take those two three minutes give them here and give me a scene where they both go and even if we didn't give him permission we both know he would have gotten the car which which he would have yeah. but it's the idea of and then you can go you can have one of them go sometimes you don't get out of the car and have them say it yeah because it doesn't come across as callous and cold because they're, they're united Ruining in their grief the Ramus Lupin character made me sad yeah, and it does ruin it. He comes off like a complete yeah. jerk. He does. Told you, I didn't like him from day one. I don't think he came up. I, I don't disagree, but I think that would have taken longer to do. Um, yeah, it would have. May, maybe, maybe the runtime. I don't disagree that that was a little sloppily done there. I don't dislike him for it because it is 100% true. And I think, again, back to the show don't tell kind of a thing. Maybe it is better that everybody already accepted that, and sh- you get the hint that Shelby is taking it hard because it is one of his like best friends. Mm. Maybe there was a better way to show that, but again, uh, it, we we can all be uh, Monday Monday night quarterbacks, whatever they say. Yeah, Monday morning, Monday morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, where was I at there? Oh, this was all roll of women, wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. favorite character. Can we Best have character? a sub-character and a... Oh, and a, my goodness. Just pick character. Just, 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 just do it, Liam. Do what you want. <laughs> okay, my, my sub-character, who I really liked, was the wife. Okay. I thought she was amazing. I thought she was brilliant. I thought she was strong. I thought, you know, she matched up to him, but also had that sensitivity to... Sub-character gets a sub-character length on the description. Because <laughs> <laughs> what you're doing is you're just doing two. I felt like she deserved a little bit more. Um... When I watched it last time with you guys, I was very much Christian Bale. I don't like Christian Bale as an actor, really, apart from when he does certain things. I liked Newsies. Empire of the Sun. Is he in Newsies? He's the lead character in Newsies. He hated every minute of it. I'm not surprised. I also hated every minute of it. <laughs> um, and I was more with him, but actually the, the second watch, I was actually more with um, Matt Damon. Okay. I actually prefer Carol Shelby. At the very slightest push. Georgia. I actually really like Christian Bale. Cool. That's how you do it quickly. Because he's not bad. Oh, you give you a little something. Um, Hermes? Uh, I, 
I would say I'm with Liam. I switched the more times I've watched it, and I've seen it. I don't know a dozen more times. Yeah, I gotta go with I gotta go with John Bernthal. Um, his I understood his character through and through, and he's the one that stays consistent as well. He he he. I see your face that you're giving me, Ian, and he's not, um, he's not in the second half of the movie. <laughs> What, what do you mean he isn't? Hey, he's, I hey, mean, he's hey, less wait, so. Hey, wait. Is there some flower? I'm going to go hang out in the back of the shot. <laughs> I didn't know there was a stipulation that run a certain amount of um, time on screen was a prerequisite to no, whether or not, not I enjoyed that. You tell him, Hermes. Yeah. Yeah. Did, you, did you read the rule book, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I read your stinking rule book, <laughs> <laughs> He, he is a great character because he's he's what starts the idea, and he's the one who keeps it all together. I've been in that position where both sides are fighting, but you have to get them to you know work together. You have you're that middle cog to make oh. the whole machine go through. And yes, it's it grinds, but he knows that it is for the best. He because he's loves his job or is passionate about the Ford company, whatever his motivation is that they don't necessarily touch on. Maybe he just wants to keep his job, but he he was at a failing position. They said uh, in marketing and he takes that uh, challenge that for that you know Ford the second gives to them and runs with it and makes one of the you know most uh you know pivotal moments or or you know like uh, history markers in in Ford is this you know that we Punisher? Can, yeah yes jump yeah yes exactly. yeah yeah, yeah, Punisher. yeah you know and he and he he gives he, he gives it with passion he goes he learns a little italian he goes over and sells this pitch to ferrari realizes it's going to blow up in his face and then he still is able to turn it around when when he knows the man, you know, Ford is like, I know what's going to really set him off. I'm going to tell him exactly what he said. He said, <laughs> you are not, mis- you're not Ford. You're Ford. The I just, I, I love his cleverness. I love the way that he manages the situation. He does command the screen. John Bernthal as, a, as an actor. I, I loved, I loved it. And also he's the only one who really kind of stands up to Henry Ford. Absolutely. Who, who works for the company. Um, I'm going to yeah, do an ass kisser for sure. I'm he? going to do the very quickest shout out <laughs> to the guy who played Leo, Mr. Lucas, whatever his name is. Oh, slime ball, uh, yeah. jo- Josh, Josh Lucas. Yeah, because it's it's, it's it's not that easy to play a slime ball. Actually, you do it very well. Thank you. I've done it a few times though. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not it's not as simple as people might think, and he was really. He was really unlikable, and uh, yeah, his smartness. Good actor. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, sure. uh, so a shout out to him because no one else was g- had given any sort of whatever. But, but no, nah, I'm going to go with. And everything I said about Damon, I, I really, I really, I, I'm H A P P Y, right? <laughs> like it's just yeah, I'm going to go with Christian Bale on this one, but it's close. It's it's close. It's, it's very ra- close. It's razor thin. And I might flip flop next time I watch it. Do you know what I mean? I've only seen it twice. This is only my second watch. Yeah. Yeah, I watched really? it. Yeah, I watched it. I cried. It was good. And then, uh, just didn't, yeah, just didn't have a reason to, to, to watch it ever again. Thank so you for bringing it to the table. There's so many films in the world. There are there so is. many films in the world. There's at least five more. We haven't covered <laughs> at least yet. five more. <laughs> at least five we haven't covered yet. Uh, there we are. Uh, best moment, best element. My favorite moment is when he punched him in the face and they have the fight. Oh, the fight with the groceries. Uh, 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 yeah, I love that because, like I said before, earlier, he picks up that bean can and he puts it down because he goes, I don't want to hurt my friend. So he picks up a loaf of bread and hits him with it. Yep. I love it because they've done it several times before. They even tell you, you know, this when was the last time we did this or blah, blah, blah. And there's still that camaraderie with each other. 
And the fact that the wife understands and goes and get him a, was it a fizzy pop or something? Yeah, fizzy pop. <laughs> Don't give him no, no fizzy not pop. For him. <laughs> not for him, just for me. Yeah. <laughs> he Call was, that the llama bite. He was giving you. The llama bite, yeah. I thought that had to be improv, but I found nothing that said it was. So. Oh, that's brilliant. That's one of my favorites. Jordan. So I really do like that moment, but I really like the relationship between Ken and his son. I think it's really, really lovely. Mm. And it's just portrayed really nicely. That scene where they sit on the... Um, Tarmac. Yeah, oh, and they talk scene. about the they talk about scene. the perfect lap, and then when he's like talking him through the racetrack, and it's 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 a, that's how you do exposition, like that is done so well mm-hmm. that you don't even realise you're being exposited at, because yeah. it just feels like character growth, and you're actually going, oh no shit, this is actually serving a purpose, and it's paid off. Then again, when you see when he is actually driving up the Donlup Hill, you see his speedometer do exactly what he said it was going to do. Like it's 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 really nice. Hermes. That's tough. You guys have both taken really good uh, my wins. Um, I do think the um, the best moment for that uh, evokes the most emotion out of me is uh, Matt Damon's um, final scene with the uh, with the son. Wow, you know yeah. where he you know, and then he even takes the pills. I mean, I, I <clears throat> everything about the seven thousand RPMs, everything you know, the passion throughout the entire film. I could say is like an underlying theme that I love. But you, it all culminates in that scene right there where he's you know he's like you know. And he's, he almost makes an excuse with the wrench. He's like, you know, but, but you know, rent, you know, tools, you can, you can make stuff with them. You can fix stuff with them. Yeah. You know, those are good. I, I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel the most in that specific scene there. Like Matt Damon does a fantastic job right there. The two of them going off each other. It's, it's, yeah, it's brilliant. It is. But it makes it even nicer, Hermes, because we found out the, the son in real life actually goes on to be a mechanic, not a racer. So that scene with like fixing things in the wrench is like, mm-hmm. like oh, I like that. Oh, actually, I, I included <laughs> on that part. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he he gives him the wrench. Yeah, because okay. it fixes <laughs> things. That gave me the it wrench. Fixes it. Yeah. I was still trying to fix things. And how do you stop people dying in cars? You learn how to fix them before they die in them. My favorite moment is, uh, or the best moment. I wouldn't say favorite. Just just the opposite uh, is. Where they cross the line and everyone goes and celebrates with McLaren, and yet the camera stays on Christian Bale because I felt such anger in the cinema, and it's not very often. I, I had a Liam moment where I'm in the car now. I am, yeah. I am him, and it's been robbed from me because as a and he doesn't because, go straight away either, no, does he? And because as a as a film goer the movie has told me the most important thing is that he gets this win and it's gone through all the typical tropes that will finish we're gonna put it all on the line to get him in the, to get him in there okay great and he comes behind he's gonna do it okay and then you take it you take it all away and i feel so angry and the ability to do that's wonderfully done it's exactly what i want me to feel yeah but even the choice of the camera to not even it doesn't even pan over and show the guy in the shot. There's a bit where he kind of looks and we fall a little bit, but the, the camera stays solely on Christian Bale. And I just think it's so well done because I feel, I feel all the anger I'm supposed to feel. And you would totally get it. If he blew up at, uh, at Carol Shelby and instead they just do what they do. They talk about how to make a car better. Yeah. I, come back a, next year. I think it's a wonderful scene. And that's why the gut punch in the next scene is so cruel Whoa, because yeah. you're like, oh, maybe he'll win. No, we'll come back with next year. I thought it was Ken Miles went on to win the next three Le Mans races. <laughs> there was no next year. <laughs> Do not forward to the next scene. <laughs> um, if I was showing it to like a, a kid, you know, like in a, there's an episode of, of um, 
friends we find out that phoebe's mom like uh changed the ending to all these like famous movies yeah well because there were sad endings so she went and that's the end of it everybody lived happily <laughs> i would do that i'd be like and they walk in the van and go, Bloop, that's the movie <laughs> wasn't that a good movie and he doesn't die <laughs> <laughs> yeah you would yeah um we promised you the race not the win that's yeah. right you that's don't right. get the win uh i always get the win Acknowledge me. Uh, <laughs> if I was more awake, I'd have stopped that button before it finished that. I was so tempted just to reach out and stop it so it couldn't say the whole sentence. Uh, well, since you're already doing it, Georgia, I grumbled. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, probably, I, I want to say the runtime because it does the first... I thought it was two hours that I went to start it. Like, two and a half! It's two, it's two and a half hours. And the the race, obviously, is, is actually really quite quick. But I don't know what you... I, there obviously is stuff you could cut but I don't I can't think of it off the top of my head I just remember the first two thirds of the film taking quite a while to happen and then the actual event is really quite quick so it's just I guess pacing probably yeah that it's expensive to shoot races it is Liam um, I'm quite okay with the running time actually um, I got so invested in this the first time and the second time um I don't like the fact that they made a big issue about the door. And like you, smacking that door shut, I thought he was going to have problems getting out of the car. Yeah. There was no issues with that door ever again. Because we said, yeah, as long as they get out, they're okay. And I'm like, oh, he's going to crash. You know, all these things, you know. But then what happened? Why, why does he die in the end? Didn't get out. Well, because he knows right. died. I, I, I think, in I, think real life. I think it's a purposeful yeah, in red. Real life, yeah, but it's a, it's a purposeful red herring. That's why it's I like it. It's a purposeful it. red herring. It's supposed to make you go, "Oh no, this is it," and then it's, it's not. not. And so then you go, "Oh, it's like a horror movie." Yeah, but they, they got out in the, the end. The next time he yeah. stops, yeah. there's no problem getting out. Do you know what I mean? I guess there's the no, idea is that whatever he hits with a mallet, it corrects, door, it yeah. corrects whatever yeah. latch thing wasn't working. Just little bits, little little, you know, little bits. Okay, yeah, Hermes. Yeah, this this is a tough one. Uh, <clears throat> I, I want to say it's um, it's one of the moments of exposition, and I'm having a hard time putting my finger on it. I should have taken notes or something prior to it, so I had this one specifically. But there was there was maybe one or two moments, and again, out of a film like this, there isn't a lot to choose from, no, at true. least for me personally. Yeah, me. Uh, but there was like maybe one or two where it was just it was a little heavy handed. It was a little yeah, it was a little heavy handed with what they were trying to convey or what they were trying to explain to us and the way they were conveying it. I think I again I can't I can't put my finger on it right now. Uh, maybe it was the forty inches thing. Maybe it was the argue. I don't know. It was it was one or two of them. But mm-hmm. I would say in in one or two of the um, yeah exposition portions, I just had a problem with it. It rubbed me the wrong way. I'm sure after I rewatch it after we're done recording here, I'll I'll <laughs> shoot you a text and let you know. <laughs> I found Carol Shelby to be written a little inconsistently. Yeah, he was. Uh, there's moments where he basically stands up and gives Leo the double fingers. It's like yeah, not not literally, but there's like, where he doesn't. He goes, "Hey, rules change," and then a minute later, he's like, "Yeah, we're." Uh, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this thing. I have to ask you to do this, but you don't have to do this. But I'm gonna ask you to do this. Flip flopping, any? Really? I don't know. I thought a guy who was that belligerent. Because you know what? If you finish first, second, third at flipping Le Mans, now this is, it, it happened in real life. So I didn't believe the guy who told his boss where to go earlier is now caving. Yeah. With this, with a friend. A friend who deserves to be there and deserves the win, and we know he believes in that. So I found it to be 
a bit. I thought the guy who told his boss where to go at the start to be the bot guy who I pushed right by him and I would go, you know, go up to the, up to the box and, t- and tell Ford himself he's there. Yeah. You said I only answer to you. And that's not based on because I know how it happens in real life. It's what the movie has shown him to be. Mm-hmm. So he needed to not come off as such a badass earlier in the movie. I, well, the opening didn't give you that impression there, uh, Ian. The the op- the first Le Mans that he's racing, the fifty nine Le Mans. No, because he's a racer. It's different. It's different. It's different when when you're behind the wheel of the car, and when you're playing like he's playing a rigged game as a guy who's moving one of the chess pieces. But the part of him as a competitor should have been like, yeah, I just. He's 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 the corporate man when he does the speech for the Ford Mustang, but then he's the rebel when he's told this. Yeah. But then he he was just all over the place. And I, whereas Ken Miles, I'm like Ken Miles yep, was straight down the. Middle. I know who you are. Yeah. And then the question of how, why would these two guys be friends? Yeah. Because I feel like it feels like every time that Ken believes in Shelby, Shelby ends up breaking his heart. He does. He does. I don't. Know, I think maybe that's the retirement streak that I see in there. I I don't know. I see a lot of that with like retired athletes. You see a lot of them, they calm down a little bit where they don't have that hot-headedness. And I think, I don't know, maybe Miles just never had that. That's why they were friends. They used to both be, at, or they were athletes together kind of a thing. Maybe that's the camaraderie. I don't know. That's I don't possible. know if it was inconsistent. Sorry. Slight slight pushback. I'm going <laughs> to skip the age game because we're running long. Cool, we are, aren't we? Um, part Challenge of the- accepted. Is it five? Is it five plus? <laughs> <laughs> uh, over we're over four. <laughs> um, Let's get it. <laughs> hey, we're, we're coming for that Scottish football <laughs> thing. You can always cut out the amble in the middle that we. Yeah, I might cut some. Yeah, I probably will actually. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, was there anything, yeah, so tell me something you said that we thought was not imperative. I was busy losing my top over trying to get the camera to come back on. Um, which then Georgia fixed. Just just for the record, Georgia fixed it. Georgia Yay. did fix it. All right. Uh, I could do an as, as Hermes is turned off his uh, oh. camera in protest. There we are. <laughs> Let me take a look here. Maybe I can we don't have to do an age game. I can get an age game. Do you want together. me to do it? No, I saw some of the, I saw an answer earlier. Ah, anyway, okay. So this was made in 2019, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'll just go ahead and do that. So, uh, do we have Hermes back with us? We do. So I'll push it. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Age game, age game. You've been listening to us for an age game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. See if we got a little rush thing. It depends thing. We, whether you uh, leave the whole thing on the pod. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> if we maybe we recline and cut some of this out, who knows? Uh, hey, who was it? It was uh, Mr. Mikey. What do we call Fred? Said he loves the long episodes. Well, you must be digging this. This is one of the longest, if not the longest. Uh, yeah, we're not done yet. Jeez, uh, I'm just trying to find the cast here. Here we go, top cast. So let's go. I'll I'll, I'll play uh, Ethan's rules and we'll do a top five. So uh, let's start with uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. We'll start with Georgia. Thirty-eight. Mm, Thirty-eight. Liam? 43. 43. And Hermes? 46. Uh, Hermes wins. 49 is the oh. age. 49. Oh. Yes, he is. So there we are. Uh, let's Hermes. now go with uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Batman himself. Uh, we'll go back the way we came. Hermes? F- um, four, hmm. 46 again. Okay. Liam? 48. And Georgia? 50. 
Hermes again, 45 years of age. Oh, I was going to say 45, and then I bailed because I was wrong. You bailed on bail, did you? I did. But you didn't, Georgia. Stop it. Stop it. No. Bad Hermes. You do have neighbors, and it's, it's getting late. Uh, let's go with and Pip's, and Pip's response. Uh, let's go with Leo Beebe, Josh Lucas, who plays Leo Beebe, the sniveling. The one who looks like the screen runner guy. Uh, meeting. I, I don't know because you're the one who said that he looks like him but it's yeah uh sorry uh, uh we're doing josh lucas who plays leo bb he's the head of the racing company okay 37 uh, 37 uh georgia 35 and hermes 44 uh liam gets this one he's 38 Ooh. hang on good job Liam. hang on no Thank no no. You. hang on well huh, huh? I've pulled oh, I've pulled an Ethan. What were, what were people's guesses again? <laughs> I said 35. 35. Uh, seven. Sorry? 37. 37. And Hermes? I had 44. George, you said 45? 35. Oh, this one's another Hermes one. It's 48 years of old age, not 38. <laughs> wow. Well done, Hermes. Well, Good go. job, Ethan. All right. Can you not <laughs> figure this Ethan age game? You had one job. One job. One job. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you need a better excuse than that. He always has a better excuse than that. Come on, Ian. Absolutely. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I'm love you, Ethan. I'm genuine of this god. We all love you, Ethan. Uh, let's go with uh, Noah Jupe, who played Peter, his son. Ooh. I can't. Right, I know that one. Yeah, okay. Uh, Liam? <clears throat> 12. 12. Hermes? Yeah, it's shoot. I was going to say twelve, uh, fourteen. Then in real life, fourteen is exactly right. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> well done. And let's just do one more to see if Hermes can run the table and go five for five. Jeez, Louise. Let's go with. I'm looking for him. I just can't find him. Where are you? Why don't you do the wife? Oh well, I could, but this one's more interesting. Yeah, it is more interesting. No, I, I can't find him though. That's the that's the hard part. So you look frenzy. I'm not looking for Enzo. It oh, here Henry. Tracy Letts, who plays Henry Ford II. Mm. I don't think that's 64. 64? Georgia? 66. And Hermes? I think, I think he's younger than that. He just looks older because 59. 54. Wow. Hermes goes 5 to 5. Wow. <laughs> There we go. Well, last time I did that well was at uh, Departed X. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say this. Well done. I'll say this. The difference between my running of the age game and Ethan's is that at least I caught my own mistake. <laughs> Usually we have to go to Ethan. That doesn't make sense. He wouldn't be born yet. <laughs> um, so there we are there. Uh, moving on. It is the critics. The critics. So George, look at the bad names. What did they say? Okay, so we have got Kenneth Turin from the Los Angeles Times says Ford v Ferrari is made the way Hollywood used to make them a glorious throwback that combines a smart modern sensibility with the best of traditional storytelling. Excellent. And mm-hmm. next. Uh, Candice Frederick from The Wrap says with a staggering two and a half hour runtime, you'd think director James Mangold would have de- delved more deeply into the interior lives of the two protagonists in order to ground their narrative in something other than adrenaline and testosterone. Oh, I feel that she's not being fair, no, but she's not. But she's not wrong in the same breath. Yeah, yeah. There was another another negative one that I just really liked. This one is quite short. Uh, Kevin Mayer from the Times UK, 
He said, directed by James Mangold with a slavish appreciation of formula, it's the perfect movie event of the year. If that year was 1955. <laughs> okay. And then uh, Eames wouldn't have been around. No, he's still got Richard Roper from Chicago Sun-Times. Okay. Says, uh, one of the best ensemble casts of the year in one, in one of the best movies ever made about auto racing. Yeah, I think car movies on themselves well to stories. They do. They do. Unless you watch the original Le Mans with Steve McQueen. Well, hey, you were going on about how you don't like endless sequels. They've made 66 of these. <laughs> I love how you go around. I'm going, what, what, what? Oh, I see. <laughs> Stolid. Just, I was like, it's too good a one not to use. Um, George, you got to give him a little bit on the health. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> She's so annoyed, but come on. George. Uh, so this, is, this is why sometimes we should be a visual because, like, you would <laughs> you miss things. 96% on Rotten Tomatoes for this film. Yeah. 96%. Yeah. 7.8 on the old IMDb. Uh, I asked, is this a great film, a good film, an okay film, or a poor film? 47% called it great, 33% called it good. So 80% on the positive side of things. Yep. So uh, 7% did say it was a poor film. So. Yeah. <clears throat> yep, I guess you're all welcome to that opinion. Uh, Richard, what are you doing over there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Georgia, uh, what do we have from our friends of the podcast? Besides Hermes, of course, who will give his verdict live and in person. Uh, we have got two. We've got one from AJ, who says, I watched this knowing only that Matt Damon and Christian Bell were in it, knowing nothing about the story this was based on. I wasn't expected to be this riveted to the story. I don't normally... Riveted. I don't normally favor child actors, but the kid who played Ken's son, Peter, was brilliant. That's in accordance with what you two were saying. The chemistry between all the cast was very good. I'm not very articulate describing how I like a film, but I am so glad I got the chance to watch it and look forward to hearing your deep dives. Oh, AJ, don't be hard on yourself. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was well written. Yeah. Uh, English teacher approved. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have a very short and sweet one from Dirk. He says, a thrilling history lesson. Loved this movie. There we are. Tickler himself. He knew we were going to be running along. God bless you. Yeah. God bless you. As to the fledgling fandom, can you believe not one comment wow. on the Twitter for this? Wow. I, I even use both films hashtag to try and make sure that, you know, Everybody whatever side of the pond you're on. That yeah. You all, yeah. I do think it's one that skipped the public consciousness. Yeah. It must have been a Richard call when we went and saw this. It must have. It Because it wasn't a big thing. Because I don't remember there being a buzz. No. I was like, oh. Oh, they're off. They're both. I, I, I was going to go see it anyway because yeah. obviously I know the backstory or some of it. Yep. Um, let's go ahead. If you like this film or episode, you will like Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder. Racing movies are always good. Oh, Get out of really just like it. Get out of car Get out of the car Get out of the car uh, Matt Damon. Uh, go see The Departed. Brought yeah. to us by Hermes Oslander. Hermes is also brought to us. Uh, Whiplash. Whiplash. Yeah. Uh, Logan Lucky. Yeah. Am I forgetting anything? I like Logan Lucky. What was your very first one? That's a good question. Hermes. Uh, Departed. Departed was the first one I want to say. That, yeah. yeah. I feel like we're forgetting one. I one. think I've been on a couple. But no, I, I, I don't know. I, no, nothing I can pick up. What did I? I think I've tried to bring a couple and Ian shot them down. That's probably <laughs> <what I'm thinking. laughs> James de Guzman feels your pain. I've done it to him too. <laughs> hey, in flames. So there is uh, that. And if you like this film or episode, you also like the Scuttlebutt podcast. Mm. Go check out Hermes as they talk about a fairly wide variety of uh, of topics and uh, and foci, if you will. Mm. Uh, I, had the, I had the pleasure of, uh, 
of appearing on an episode once. I think I fell asleep, so I missed the uh, the uh, preamble <laughs> that he had scheduled, which was a shame. Which was a shame. But uh, I, I had a great time there talking movies with uh, with, with Hermes. I think we talked about Little Miss Sunshine, if memory serves. That we did. Just you and I. It was one of the few. So, like, dude, just myself and my guests. Everyone heard Little Miss Sunshine, and they went, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm not doing that one. Uh, ra- uh, maybe maybe Ian doesn't always equal ratings, but you're about the mid of the pack. You're Am about I? the mid of the pack. You're All about right. the mid of the pack. Oh, I should. I didn't mention this. Thank you for that. It's my week on your next favorite movie this week. Ooh. I believe. Saving the best for last, are they? No, there's still two more after oh, me. Two more. Um, yeah. Like I said, saving the best oh, for last. <laughs> I'm going to be on there talking about Dead Poet Society. Yeah. So Ooh. getting all my sort of teacher stuff out of the air here. Liam was Man. in the room as we recorded that. So was I? When did I? Did I get released last week? Or? No, it was Ethan. You'll be sorry, it was Georgia. You'll no, no it, was it was Ethan. Ethan. It was Ethan. You'll be last. Oh, he even it. he even tells you you're last during your during your interview. How oh, does he? Yes, he does. <laughs> I was I was on the couch listening to it. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> but ain't it funny how you brought um, Dead Poets, which was about school yeah. environment, and then you went to school as well. I went to school as well. Yeah, two so love. But back to. Back to Hermes and his wonderful podcast. Let's talk about podcast. Definitely check that one out. I'm a big fan of when they do little like marital therapy sort of episodes. <laughs> oh yes, couples counseling guys. <laughs> there's there's a fun energy that you guys have and uh, a, a playfully combative one at times, and I really I, I really appreciate that. So uh, go ahead, give them a uh, give them a listen, even if occasionally they did they do trash me. Well, Hermes trashes me. <laughs> Almost every episode, I think, is, is kind of the uh, is kind of Keep the stick now. I do when, during our shout out segment of the episode. It's always you know hashtag Rick because uh, Ian hates me and uh, he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't like to give me a fair uh, shake up. But no, no worries, we still love him all the same. Hey, you know how Ken Miles feels now. <laughs> Hermes versus Ian. We should see like, a film. It's like let's just uh, let's just have them all go across the line in a, well, in a row there. When, when, when uh, Liam and Georgia and hopefully Ethan uh, come on over across the pond to join us, then we'll talk mad shit about him, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> that sounds good. We're going to go eat brisket and drink whiskey without you. Yeah. <laughs> My brain's doing the twitchy yeah. thing. Oh, dude. He can't hear us if we don't talk to him directly. It's all around you. <laughs> well, let's do some ratings, shall we? Let's talk about what we felt about, about this film. Uh, Georgia, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Yeah, surprisingly for a film that is about cars and racing which is not something i am massively invested in ka-chow, uh, ka-chow. Other, other than the cars i, don't know. I am speed what if ken miles had said i am speed <laughs> i would have loved it um <laughs> you just see owen wilson going wow. wow um but no i i do quite like this film i think it becomes human enough to be able to relate to it there is a human character story in here it isn't just about the racing which i really appreciate um, it's so much better than Days of Thunder, which I think is its most like direct competitor that I can think of that I've seen films of the same kind of narrative standpoint. Um, yeah, there's a couple of holes where they don't quite explain things well enough, but I think that's because it's a film. And then if you if you explained everything, you'd have more moments that Hermes was talking about where the exposition is a bit shit. Um, but the exposition, some of the exposition is brilliant, some of it's shit. So yeah, I am going to give this film. Oh, this is difficult because I didn't really love, really, really love it, but it is a good film. But that's just because I don't. Mm, 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 going to give this film eight hits with a hammer to close the door out of ten. Eight hits a hammer to close that door out of ten. All right, Liam. Um, 
unlike Georgia, I do love my car movies. Uh, I do like history, you know, not just made up history, but proper history about motor racing. And I knew a little bit of the backstory about this anyway. I loved it the first time I saw it. I love it the second time I've seen it. Um, like Georgia said, with it's better than Days of Thunder. Much better than Days of Thunder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do like Days of Thunder, but that's like, you know, treacle. Where this is a bit more... No one goes to the outside on turn four. <laughs> <laughs> this is for you, Harry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as he drops the hammer. Um so, yeah, I really like this film. I get, I get very invested in films. People know this. I get very um, passionate about uh, films when I get myself in there, in the car with them, and I'm, I am Miles, and I am following that film. I'm, I'm racing it with him. Um, I feel all the, the roller coasters. I get disappointed, and I'm sad at the end. I did cry like yourself at the beginning, the first time I watched it, I mean. Um, didn't this time round, but I knew what was coming, and that was making me feel sick. I knew what was coming. Mm. Um, it didn't end on a good note. And I, I think the actors in this is amazing, especially Matt Damon, which I didn't give enough credit when I first watched it. I love the reservedness of his um, uh, holding back his emotions. Brilliant. It, it just brings out more. Love the wife. I thought she was brilliant. So I'm going to give this uh, nine wool tassels hanging off a car. Out of ten. Wow. <laughs> I was going to go nine and a half. Wow. But there are a few bits about it. I just love this movie. But I'm going to go with nine. Hermes. Hmm. In a similar vein as Liam, if that's any indication of where I'm going, mm. uh, I this is one of those, um, again, it does a really good job of making it accessible. I'm not... I, I I wasn't into racing and I'm still not the big I, I'd say my biggest rabbit hole is the appreciation of, you know, like the the mechanics and the you know, the the skill it takes to make like a whole team to make something like this happen. Um and and this this never feels like it's something that I can't access. I don't think anybody who watches this doesn't feel like there's parts that they can, you know, invest in. And mm. I do love the performances and I do love the actors involved that give those performances. I think from start to finish, it's one of those where like, you know, when I said it's, uh, you know, in the grumble section, it's hard to find stuff. It's hard to fault a lot of these things um, or anything really in the movie. So there, it it does everything I want out of a film. I've seen it, like I said, half a dozen two dozen. I don't even know how many times now. And uh, there's a reason for that. And every time I go through it, I get not only a slightly new experience, but I always get the same, you know, thing that I love about it. You know, it's, it's enjoyment. It is one of those films, maybe not cinema on the same level of Oppenheimer, you know, uh, shout out to your Cedar skip it, but it is, it is film. It is why I love film so much. You know, it, it you get invested and you get emotional about it. So, um, I'm going to, unlike, um, I believe Shelby, uh, refers to it as everything disappears at 7,000 RPMs. Unlike everything disappearing at 7,000 RPMs, I'm giving it nine and a half RPMs, nice. thousand RPMs. Wow. Yeah. Ferrari exploding levels. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I'm not as big on it as you two are. Oh, <laughs> Someone has a different well, opinion wrong. to me. I'm sorry. Oh, you're just wrong. Um, <laughs> it's fine. I didn't say it was bad. I said I wasn't as big on it. Um, it's, it, uh, 
There, well, you can't write down a number now. I'm just giving you a giant tell. <laughs> um, well, I knew you weren't going to go as high as me. Oh, did I? Yeah, no. probably. Um, I like sports movies. I like I said. I think it's. I think sports movies are a uh, microcosm of moral. Uh, morality plays, if you will. The good guys are supposed to win or lose or whatever. It's supposed to be earned. Uh, I do feel a righteous indignation and anger, and that is well crafted by by the, the filmmakers. But what to get to that rarefied air that I think you guys are, are presenting? When I think back of Whiplash, right? Whip. <laughs> cool Whiplash, if you will. Whip. Yeah. Um, I was wrestling with these concepts for days afterwards. It, it, it opened up such, and I think this is a lot, there's no area of gray here. Like Ken Miles uh, tells us in the first, in that scene in the diner, he tells you how the next two hours is going to play out. Yeah, he does, yeah. Corporations, they don't care about the police and the boss ahead of them, so they're all going to screw you. That's how, that's how this works. Yeah. And you should have said spoilers, because that's that's what that's what, what happens. Um, as a result, it's just missing that je ne sais quoi that kicks it into that, that je ne sais quoi, yes? Je ne sais quoi, yep. Yeah, uh, French for I, I don't know what. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's what it yeah. means, but yeah, it's that yeah. certain ind- indescribable element yeah. that you know it when you see it. Um... Yeah, because I think that Miles just was just really good at his job the whole time and underwent no setback except for the man holding him down. I mean, there was a half what here's a here's a bankruptcy storyline that was pretty quickly abandoned once the dream job showed up. Again, I don't know how much truth there was in that. I don't know because you said like like you say um, it probably was, but you, you, if, a film, even if based on a true story, is like a curation process. You get to choose which elements you want to include. Yeah, true. Not everything from his life was mentioned, but like, what's the best parts to help tell the story? But why do you need to put his business on the line? Just because you said he could have raced at Daytona anyway, and just said, "Look, if he yeah, oh that one, yes, I'm, I'm talking. You know I mean? No, when I say the bankruptcy, I mean like how the IRS come and lock up. Oh, the oh, oh, see, yeah, yeah. so that feels like that should have been actually a fairly big thing to overcome, and yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. it's just kind of skirted around. Like, yeah. hey, it's him at rock bottom. I yeah. get it, but was wasn't it so? I, I don't remember what I read. It was something about that he almost to the character type that he was kind of like a simple man. He just never filed a lot of the type of tax, uh, the type of income that he was making as like a contractor or like a competitor. And he just was like, yeah, I made X amount, but he didn't equate for all the taxes that equate or that in, includes in that bracket. Something uh, like that. Basically su- he was just a race, the basic guy. They yeah, suggest yeah, yeah. that he burned through their nest deck at the same time though. That well, they, I think that they that had he, money saved up and that he, that, that money's gone because he put the money aside as savings even though he still had to pay taxes on it like before as the income he didn't pay the adequate tax so he didn't yeah. have the nest egg he had half of it probably and then because of back taxes he lost it all something like that i know i read up on one of those basically was not good with what bracket he actually <laughs> was falling into so it was a good movie it took me on a journey um i just didn't find the magic it was it was you cried, Ian. Yeah. 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 I know I did. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's not magical. I also cried at Armageddon. I mean, let's call a spade a spade here. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I saw a 10, a 10 movie there. It's not bad, but I am going to go. Um, 
eight and a half extra brake assemblies that we have to bring out of 10. And probably more so on the weaker side of eight and a half and the stronger side of eight and a half. Because I, I don't think it's a better That's movie. That's what I was wrestling with. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's a better movie than Back to the Future. I don't. I said, but it's, I said but it's, eight. Oh, no. Back to the Future is a much better told story than this. Um, it's a great screenplay, but it's not a better movie. I respectfully disagree. Well, hang on. Audible scoff. <laughs> <laughs> so there we are. Uh, and then Georgia. So who is the voice of the people? I have a feeling we're all going to be high, and you're going to be the voice of the people here. Oh, and you would be wrong, because the voice of the people is two different nines. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Nine and nine. Yep. Liam's the voice Heck of the people. Yeah. Wow. It's come across pretty strong. 1826 and 1743. So it's coming out. 8.6 sounds about right yeah, for an overall yeah, number, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that'll be uh, that's a, that's a strong contender for one of our better ones of the year. It's a good movie. Gentleman was the other one I brought that I think. That's it. Oh, I knew it. Yes. Oh, yes. Steak film. Oh, the lion eats. I like, mm-hmm. I like Gentleman. That's good. So now, if I haven't edited this, our runtime's coming up on four and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> we can keep going. We got. I got thirty minutes worth left. Of me. Come on, let's go. Oh, Hermes, even I have 31. work in the morning, man. Georgia, if you have to tap out, wrestling rules apply. We'll tap someone else in. Pip can join. <laughs> no big deal. To be fair, yeah, Pip can yeah. join. <laughs> so let's talk about what we got for some promos. Of course, we got this, and we're going to release the MCU, um, the MCU Media Madness tournament on uh, oh, the mcu like i said uh coming up there but we want to thank our patreon uh members and it starts with the man himself the man of the hour too sweet to be sour what you see is what you get and in this case what you don't is better yet <laughs> yeah it's just a mysterious hand mysterious too, hand mysterious hand thing there drinking some whiskey hermes oslander uh we are always the better for you he's got a great backdrop though hasn't he it's a fantastic backdrop yeah. i gotta work on the visual side of things when i get the house oh yeah, doing so bad uh, we also want to thank our other Patreon backers. That's Julene, James Guzman, Lena Oberholzer, Anthony and Davies, Chris Peterson, Randall Silva, Dwayne Smith, the Yeatmeister, Reverend Bruce, Nate the Great, Andy Dixon, Holly Callen, Cheesy with a Fish on a Bike, Richard, Ryan Kukets, Dirk, but everybody calls him Diggler, AJ from Nova Scotia, and Stu from Stu World Order Productions. Hermes was chasing everyone. <laughs> yeah, and now all that's all you guys. left to do is talk about what we're doing next week. Interesting. I'm assuming you're I'm good. ready. Okay. Next week, Liam and I are going to go see the wrestling in two weeks' time. We are. So that means for next week, we've all decided we're doing the double. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so we have two films next week. Oh my God. So I will announce both films. So here we go. Film number one is the first in a trilogy or quadrology we've got over the next few months. Yeah. I'm calling back to school. Mm-hmm. Film number one, we've referenced about seven or eight times already today. We're going to go ahead and we're going to go to Harvard University. Uh, it post. follows the rule. No, no, it follows the rule of Boston. If it's a Boston movie, you got to have one of them in it. And this has two of them. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. <gasps> Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Oh, oh, what a boy. film. So the, the, we're very much a Matt Damon season right now. That is movie number one, and we will do it in this order because I think that's going to be uh, an emotional yeah. viewing experience. Am I going to yeah. cry? Yes. yes. Oh, Hermes, have you seen this? Yeah. Oh, of course. Did yeah. you cry? Um, maybe choked up. Yeah, choked up. Ooh. Maybe choked up. Yeah, good lad. Robin Williams' best performance in my, oh, in my opinion. Oh, yes. yes, yes. Well, well, and I love um, Dead Poets Society, but 
better in this. Shout uh, shout out to um um uh, uh, uh crap De- best dad ever. Be- oh yeah, Shoot. Ethan would would agree with you on this. What's this? Crap, best- World, world's greatest dad. I'm blank. World, thank you. Uh, I would it, say very strong contender. I haven't seen that either. Le- no. When that score kicks in, I won't. No spoilers, but yeah, right. Ian, watch okay. it. <laughs> and the second movie. The second movie. It's going to be really awkward because they're not going to hear Hermes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the second movie is we got a trilogy that we're going to get through. We promise we do one this year. We are going as far tonally as we can away from Goodwill Hunting. We're going to back to the 1960s via the 1990s because we got to catch Dr. Evil. Oh. When he steals Austin Powers' <laughs> mojo, oh, we are doing Austin Powers and the spy who shagged me. I don't want to be sad and then be I'm pissed with you, off. Georgia. I'm going to be yeah. sad and then pissed off. This yeah. is not going to be a you, good combination. You might find that you really like it. <sighs> no, not probably not. To. Probably not, Georgia. Probably. So not. those are the two films for the double. Now we'll we'll still release them Tuesday and Tuesday, two weeks apart. Well, a week apart from each other, but we'll be recording both of them next week. So expect a truncated version, definitely of a second episode, because there'll be no shout outs to give or general responses or reflections and corrections. We'll be jumping almost immediately to a deep dive. And it might not be a Georgia. <laughs> All right. So that is that. So once again, we want to thank Hermes for coming and joining us. I, I do mean it when I say we're, we're always the stronger for his presence in the pod. It's always Hermes. it's always easy. No, they're accommodating. It's always easy. It's always um, casual is not the right word, it, but it feels organic and earned. And Absolutely. Uh, that's surprising, if I'm being honest, because, yeah. you know, after all, it's a talking hand for the most part. <laughs> I like to think of him as a mysterious um, thing. You, you love me for me, guys. Okay? That's right. And I love you for you. Hey, bless you. Uh, if you want to know how you can get involved in the uh, in the mutual admiration society that seems to be existing right now, uh, you can go <laughs> ahead and check out our Patreon over at patreon.com slash BFE, where we have tiers that take you all the way from, hey, helping us decide some, some key movie votes to joining us on some of these media madness things, all the way up to picking a film, hanging out with us for the end game, being subjugated to the BFE questionnaire, whatever version <laughs> up to by that point. <laughs> And uh, just in general, um, basically, we're here for as much engagement as you want. Go check it out again. Patreon.com slash BFE. And what is without question the longest episode we've ever done. It is. Well which, worth it, guys. Well worth it. Join the Patreon. <laughs> which, which, if you consider, when, when, when I first... When we first started, I said we have no excuses now. <laughs> Ethan is not here. That's true. Megan is not here. Yeah. The camera did break the for a while. The camera break. did break for a while. So I don't know what happened there. My bad. <laughs> you, you were, you were, oh, we were trying to get ready for you and also just turned off. I was like, no. So uh, with that in mind, please join us next week when we tackle. I just remembered now our back to our first in our back to school <laughs> series, if you will. Good will hunting <sighs> yes. for best film ever. I've been Ian. I've been Liam. And I've been Hermes. And I've been Georgia. And I'll say this. The film might be a tearjerker, but hanging out with you good people, Hermes, and the people who live in the microphone, all I can say is, I know I am. I'm sure I am. I'm H-A-P-P-Y. We'll catch you on the flippity-flop. <laughs> flippity-flip-flop. flop
All I can say is, I know I am. I'm sure I am. I'm H-A-P-P-Y. We'll catch you on the flippity-flop. <laughs> the flippity-flop. There's a big buffer. Flippity-flop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get you to say the flippity-flip-flop. What the going on? Yeah, it's just gone. Internet connection's unstable at the worst time. Uh, so I'll say, we'll catch you on the flippity-flop. <laughs> Oh my How word. bad is this? <laughs> well, that was bad. I don't. I don't really know. It's just gone out of nowhere. Gosh, this is bad. Okay, I'm going to do a countdown. When I get done, just repeat. I hope they can hear me. We can hear you. This is wild. Can oh, you not hear us? I'll message him. <laughs> oh no! Oh, he's coming back. Hello, 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 hello. Is Hermes out there? Or is he halfway across the world? It's a lot harder because of his uh there we are. Yeah, I see your hand. Uh I've I've there's no video coming through on your end. Oh. Maybe, maybe something's coming through now. Can you can you hear us? Can you see us? Maybe, maybe not. Hello. I say I can I can hear bits of you guys. Can you? But, wow. Um, I don't know what's happening. Oops. There's no video anymore. Just, ca- just, that was a good time for the- camera. If you can hear me, that was a good time for everything to cut out. That was a good time for everything to cut out. <laughs> there, this- there could not have been a better time. Business was done. There was a there was a um, bow put on it. There was. But, yeah. but we need you to flip, mine, flip flop. Oh, I I'll, check. I'm gonna see if I can type and see if you can see it. All right. None of this is accurate. He's actually just elongating the wrong time. I'm. 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 <laughs> I heard Ian say. Oh. See if he can type. Yes. All right, I'll open up the chat. Let's see if we can see it. <laughs> can I see it? <laughs> Perhaps we can hear everything. <laughs> well, I cannot hear or see anything you're oh, doing. Oh, no. So this is fantastic. I think this is a sign. I think this is a sign. <laughs> I'd love to say bye to you guys. <laughs> uh, love it when a plane comes together. Troll. Hello. I will not. There we go. Yay. Maybe. That is hilarious. <laughs> we can hear everything you were saying, but you can hear us. <laughs> Not a th- there was bits coming through, and I was like, there's no way this is me. I restarted and everything. There was no way. Uh, we we'll restart. This has been much been for technical issues. <laughs> yeah, it has all been, so. Yeah. I was going to say, I just love to say goodbye to you guys. And you yeah, know, yeah, I heard you say that. <laughs> you, know, you know how I fixed the last one? Is that what fixed this one? No, 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 no. I think I might have caused that by accident. Because, you know, because hmm. the Georgia reaction is only about a minute long. I usually just upload and go. Oh, so you're uploading oh, as you we went? stole the broadband. And I think I might have stalled the internet. Oh. <laughs> 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 be fair, I'm a minor. That's but I'm, <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh, that crucial no. moment. I didn't no. even think. It's not usually <laughs> that was- do. 
<laughs> that was best timing. If there was a best timing ever, that was it. And I was saying as you guys were restarting, I hope all this is recording because I stole the power. <laughs> I stole the show. This is now Hermes show. <laughs> <laughs> it won't have that. No, it won't have that. So we we, we, we got to hear that. So that's good. I, I did say Hermes. I don't know if you heard it. I said he's just doing this. See, none of this is real. It's just elongating the runtime. That's all it is. <laughs> I said I had hours. another 30. I said I had another 30. What do we got? Six more? 16 <laughs> more or something? Oh, maybe we should do a 24-hour. No. <laughs> hey, it's going to have to be like, I don't mind being Ken Miles, but I'm going to do that two hours off every six. <laughs> Jeez. I think we gave you a lot of Easter, like uh, seeds for potential like future shows here. I think I've been the inspiration for a lot of this. So when we do a 24-hour marathon, I will be, um, I will be host or I will be a referee, whatever <laughs> Needs should to do happen. a 24 hour or at least like an actual like patreon mario kart tournament just saying mario kart needs to be oh we gotta combine them in two georgia with the idea yeah here. with the 20, that can be part of the 24 hours yeah mario kart tournament. yeah okay. and there's no elimination it's just you know those that need the it's like a lamond mario kart <laughs> and those that need to take the two hour break i think ian is not about this but you know ian, take, <laughs> <laughs> you can you can take the two hours off. I'm just fine. I'm just thinking logistics. I'm yeah. <laughs> with that whole twenty. I wouldn't hold twenty four hours, would it? I hold twenty four hours. I would. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. when you when I, this I is have, 80, have, no, 89 hours currently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Even if you're not recording there, you can record offline on the uh, Zoom on and the I, Zoom again, itself. I I have great internet. I. I I pride myself on having some of the best internet. So if you need me to host it, Ian, I <laughs> I can certainly host it for everyone. I can be Enzo Ferrari here. That's fine. I can. I, yeah, I can. I can designate that. That's fine by me. Cool. Imagine I, I, that. Twenty four. Let's make this happen. <laughs> you know. Ian, speaking of making things happen, Ian is the only one that's made it happen. I need a. We need to figure out a time that Liam, we can get to know the man, the myth, the legend. Talk oh, about everything you. that went into your shop, your vinyls, your music love, and Georgia. Uh, all of the uh, face blindness that is uh, <laughs> <laughs> how this this is, is perplexing. I'm going to get a psychologist on the show when you come on, so just oh, give me a little heads up. <laughs> don't I mean don't do that because like I will be te- everyone will be terrified. Like me and a psychologist is not a good idea. <laughs> They're just going to start naming things off and everybody's going to be like, wait. The psychologist will need therapy after the meeting. (laughs) 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 No, joking aside, we got to get you guys on. We got to get you guys on. (laughs) I'd love that. I'm I'm going to send out a little, another message like I did to Ian over on Twitter. I got to, I got to reach out. I know it's late over there, but let's, let's make this happen for real. Let's make this happen. Agreed. Yeah, I'd like that. Okay. Yeah, I'd love it. We'll do the sign off. So... Please join us next week when we tackle the blah, 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 because I'm going to cut this part of it out. <laughs> um, and we'll... <laughs> I still have the last line. I you can't keep up it. You did this so formulaically that you can't even just jump. You have to make the noise in the right... And take the cadence has to be there. I want that Dakota. Oh, this whole, thing, this whole thing's going in. <laughs> Oh, Sorry, stop. <laughs> oh. And we'll catch you on the flippity flap. Lovers and other strangers, Mark Anthony and you sang to me and Phil Collins one more night. This is a siren song written by Hugo Williams from Billy's Rain, published in 1999.
I phone from time to time to see if she's changed the music on her answer phone. Tell me in two words, goes the recording, what you were going to tell in a thousand. I peer into that thought like peering out to sea at night, hearing the sound of waves breaking on the rocks, knowing she is there, listening, waiting for me to speak. Once in a while, she'll pick up the phone and her voice sings to me out of the past. The hair on the back of my neck stands up as I catch her smell for a second. On the phone tonight, with lovers and other strangers. Oh, my God.